Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome, everybody! The Pulp Effect Show, presented by Fly Racing, BTOSports.com. Coming at you! It's Monday, April 9th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening. We're back. One week off, and we are back, and probably better than ever before. There's a chance that this might be the greatest show we've done. A chance. Stay tuned. You be the judge. BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Vortex Racing. Gear Alloy. Roost MX. Vertex Pistons. X-Brand Goggles. Michelin Starcross 5. Maxima USA. FMF. Works Connection. Atlas Neck Brace. W Wheels. Guts Racing. And Get Data all on board with us tonight. And you, of course... Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Welcome back. It's been fun. Uh, Seattle Supercross is coming and gone. we got lots to talk about, though, when it comes to that Seattle race. We have uh, Adam Cicerillo on the show tonight. Monster Energy Pro Circuit Rider made the podium. Cedric Subaross. His story is very interesting, and he will join us tonight. Lars Lindstrom will be on as well. Honda. We love having Lars on. Great guy. And he worked his balls off, I'm sure, this morning, this past weekend. Uh, also, too, Dusty Pipes will be on. Dustin Pipes from the Hep Suzuki team tied into the Cedric Subaross story. So he will join us uh, also on the show later on to talk about Hep Suzuki's role in all of this stuff, which uh, was gnarly. And uh, so, yeah, welcome aboard, everybody. Come along. 702-586-7857. If you have a call, if you have a question, we're going to give away some shit tonight. Vort- a Vertex top end kit to somebody. A Fly F2 helmet to somebody, a pair of Rex Brown goggles to somebody, a Maxima oil kit to somebody. We'll do some email, we'll do some live, we'll do some however we feel like it. Thank you to everybody on RacerX Online Facebook Live. What's up? Thank you for tuning in and uh, looking forward to having you guys along for the ride and uh, you can listen live on uh, the TuneIn app, on PulpMex app, on PulpMexShow.com. On the Racer X Facebook page, you can get the archives anywhere you can get podcasts from. And don't forget, if you uh, want to help us out, uh, go to Patreon.com. And I just shipped out some exclusive Pulpamex Patreon shirts to our listeners. Listen to me. You're right, Tony. Uh, the people did, and uh, it pays off to be a Patreon people. Get a little sneak preview of a lot of podcasts as well. So uh, thanks again for listening. It's going to be a good show. I'm Steve Mathis with me in the studio all show long to talk about what Seattle, to talk about what he's been doing. My friend, my soulmate, KieferInkTesting.com. Chris Kiefer. I am your rock. You are here. I am here. Thank you. Thank you for it's having been, it's been a while me since again. Been, it's been a while since you've been in, I think. Yeah, it's been a long time. I, a month, anyways. A little over a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for coming in. What have you been working on? What have you been riding? Well, I haven't been riding because I've been injured. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, before that, uh, FXR guys were down for some catalog stuff, so I... Hung out with Brownie all weekend, which is always a treat. I love hanging out with Brownie. How's so that? does my wife, oh, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Now, so Brownie got a bit burnt, 
And Heather had to... Brownie was sore. Okay. Oh, okay. Was it was sore. Using air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Sore. Yeah. So uh, Heather, of course, obliged to mm-hmm. give him a massage. And, of course, he oh. took his shirt off. I mean, oh. come on, Brownie. I thought it was uh, a sunburn. Here's some lotion. No. Did it was she, a mas- I don't think she... She might have used lotion, but it was no sunburn. It was a sensual <laughs> massage? I don't think so, because there's two dudes hanging out in the living room. Right. So okay, yeah, there yeah. was a yeah. viewing party. Right, right. So I don't think yeah. it could have got in-depth. Right. But so, Mike Brown was there. Yes. But it's fun to hang out with Mike. He's really, oh, he's, Mike he was, is great. He's good with Aiden. Um, they went trail riding. Um, but, yeah, just doing a lot of Alta testing. I was, uh, of course, doing a lot of tire testing. I had a tire podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about that later on for sure. Yeah, just busy. As usual. As you know, Steve, you're very busy. And I'm busy as well. Yeah. No, you're, you're a busy guy. Um, we'll get to some races. You did a Transworld race, a vet race. Yes. You love race racing. Jeremy McGrath. Yes, that was fun. Loved it. The king of Supercross. I was the seal, and he was the killer whale. You were the ball of yarn, <laughs> and he was the kitty. Uh, thanks again, 702-586-757. Give us a call. Seattle Supercross. Um, geez, Kiefer. Um, Plessinger, Tomac won. Not a surprise. Anderson Road tried to ride like it was dry and was pretty good yep. at times. But when you see a race like that, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Not much went on. No. Um, first of all, have you ever been in that situation? Have you been in a muddy Supercross? Uh, I've been in a... Yes, I have. 2005 Anaheim. I was at there. So that was yeah. gnarly. Yeah. And uh, I was doing what those guys did in Seattle, rolling every jump. Carmichael, I was getting lapped in my heat race. Carmichael jumps the triple. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how he's doing that. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So viewing it on TV does no justice of how gnarly that shit is. Like, if you watch the the replay back, when the dozers, you know, fixed the track up and the guys came around for the first lap, look how big of a trench yeah. the leader made. Yeah. It was like a gnarly rut already. So, yeah, it's yeah, they, crazy. They were jumping, the doubling the triple. And there was like maybe two other doubles that they were doing. And I watched the day qualifier, and some guys try to send the, the finish line. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Oh yeah, no, not oh, a good idea. Bad. Not a good idea. No. Um, it, it really wasn't very exciting. There wasn't a whole lot going on out there. It kind of reminded you know? me of like a, a watching enduro cross where it's slow speed and it takes a guy to mess up, and then when they're side by side, it's yep. slow speed racing. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. I'll tell you what, I don't know. For sure, but Aaron Plessinger might have been able to win the 450 class. Oh, dude. Seriously. <laughs> he was that good. Yeah. He was that good. And and Savachi had a bad race. Uh, Adam Cincerillo, our guest coming up, moved into second. Uh, Aaron extended his points lead by a lot. Yeah. And he was good, man. He's so fluid. Yeah, what is it? What do you see from him? Well, he in the mud, what I see from him, he kind of like uses his legs a lot, which, of course, is the right yeah. way to do it. But he pumps when he rides. He uses his legs to soak up things. And let's say he cases something, like, I'm going to jump this little double, mm-hmm. and he cases it. He soaks everything with those long-ass legs. So it, the bike never really moves. It's his body that kind of soaks all that up. So when you're short, you don't got all that to use. Yep. So I, I was bummed that they took the whoops out, though. Oh, I'm not. Really? No. They were, they were terrible. They were, I know, they but were... I think that would have made it even crazier. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, and you know what? Now's a good time for my Racetech rant of the night. Uh, Racetech.com. Please check them out. The Hep Suzuki guys use Racetech motors and suspension, as well as uh, Ben LeMay using motors and suspension from, from Racetech. My rant is, Kiefer, they knew... 
the rain was coming, the dirt was put in soft, it was most likely going to rain at the race, and they chose to build a full-on supercross track with the whoops, the peaky jumps, and everything. Now, they eventually mowed the whoops down strangely before the LCQ. Like, that's a weird time to do it, right? but okay. They took the finish line and r- made the takeoff really, you know, rolly, or really easy. They backtrack the triple two, didn't they do something like that? They, they, they should have took... Why didn't they be like, hey, man, 90% chance the, the rain is coming and this is going to be a total shit show. In other years, it's been soft, but no rain, and, and we've dodged a bullet. Why not... Why even have the whoops in there? You know what I mean? Why not take a, in those rhythms, take a couple of jumps out to make a little bit of a speed going so maybe you could double something? I don't understand. The finish line, the guys in qualifying, and you watched it, they were almost eating shit trying to roll the takeoff of the finish Mm -hmm. because it was so steep on the backside. I had a few guys tell me it was amazingly steep. Like, why would you build a whole track when you know it's going to be this way? They, when it was, when it was put in, we saw it at a Mentiknap Instagram on Thursday. It was a disaster moving in. It was wet coming in. You know, they probably tried their cover. They probably tried their best, but it is what it is. Pacific Northwest. This was a perfect chance, Kiefer, for me to for them to experiment on track design a little bit. Like, let's see what like let's make racing great, mm-hmm. and let's mow down the whoops or put rollers. You know, if you want to put whoops, just make them easy rollers. Um, like Europe or something, you know how to do the waves. Yeah, the waves. Yeah, put yeah. waves yeah. in there instead of actual stadium whoops. Um, tighten up that finish, make it smaller and closer together, mm-hmm. so guys can do it. Mm-hmm. Take out a few jumps out of the uh, out of the rhythms, so you have a little bit more time to gather some speed up in the mud, and really dumb down the track to help the racing because. Yes, it was some exciting moments, but it was all because of these world's greatest riders looking like amateurs. Mm-hmm. Let's make the racing good. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew the rain was coming, so I don't understand why they didn't do that. I just That's my rant of the night, the race tech rant of the night. They knew it was coming. They had a total great chance to be like, hmm, let's see what this does. Because if you show up at a dorm stadium with all those changes, I said, it's going to be lame. But maybe they they catch something. Maybe they... Maybe they learn something. Maybe they see something. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is it Feld? Race tech round of the night. Is it Feld that makes those decisions, or is it Dirtworks? I have no idea. I just don't know why they build a full-on supercross track with a steep backside and everything when they know it's pouring rain. I would assume it's Feld, right? Because Feld would be like, hey, let's do this, and Dirtworks just does what Feld wants, correct? Isn't that kind of how it works? I mean, no, but there has to be some sort of discussions between Dirtworks and Feld, like, hey, it's going to be bad. Hey, look at the rain. Hey, look at this weather. Hey, everything we see says rain. Hey, the dirt. Hey, guys, we're moving the dirt in, and it's a mess. You know what I mean? I'm just looking at a business standpoint, like, Feld contracts Dirtworks to do the tracks, correct? Yeah. Okay, so... In essence, Feld says, okay, hey, we want to make it more of an amateur supercross because it's muddy. Dirtworks needs to do this. Somebody does. I mean, somebody at Dirtworks can be like, hey, Feld, this is what we, I think we should do. Why you would build the backside of a finish jump where dudes were eating shit on it, or tr- almost eating shit on it, to roll it right. is beyond me. You well, know what's going to happen before they go out there. You I, know it. I agree with you. Only thing I'm trying to think is why would they? So only thing that comes to mind was... You're getting people in the seats to ex- they're expecting to see gnarliness, gnarly jumps, all these things. And if they walk into the stadium and they see some amateurish, muddy or not, 
I'm not maybe su- they'll lose some of those people. No, look, people want to see racing. People I get want to see great racing, right. and that and we didn't see great racing. That's not great racing. What we saw. That's if no. you're if you're a sadist and you love seeing these guys struggle, then you loved it. But that's not great racing. It was a boring ass race because these guys could barely get around the track, and, and their bikes were blowing up everywhere because they weren't using their, they were using their clutches too much. But they had a and I don't mean make it amateur supercross, Kiefer. I think you're misunderstanding a little bit. Just make some waves, tighten up the jumps, and, right. you know, and leave the whole rhythms. Leave the rhythms, but maybe take a jump out. I guess you what know? I'm just I agree with you. I'm just saying I'm trying to make sense of it. And what what I see is supercross crowds are more like monster truck people. They where are. I want to see crashes. They like, are. I just want to see a dude eat shit. And I think there's more like those people in supercross than obviously outdoor. Look, Motocross people are, are hardcore fans. Nobody left Seattle. I don't think Happy. that was a great race. No, I agree. Yeah. So that's the bottom line. Yeah. That, that's how they left. Right. Th- those people were great. There was a lot of people there because those people in the area know, they know how to dress and they they expect rain and they they just you know no right. big deal. It's not like SoCal people. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, no, but it, when it rains in Anaheim, the people are like they're gone. Like oh, they're there's like, no one there. There's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, but they're underneath their overhangs. You know, they're in the concourses. Right. But in Seattle, I looked around and people were just hey. Bright yellow ponchos, and I'm, and I'm running it. So, but they're not leaving there, Seattle, going, this is a great race. I had people on my Twitter feed saying, I'm not going. I looked at the weather. I have tickets. I'm not going. Well, absolutely. That's what's on live. Why would you want to go? I'd be on the so, same train as that. So try to make it a race. Right. And, and change the obstacles to adapt to the weather that you have. I don't understand why they didn't. I agree. Watching the guys go single, 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 and maybe double something is not exciting. I agree. So that's all. That that's my race tech rant of the night. Uh, hey, by the way, taking your calls over there in the corner, hanging out. Marriage life is still good. Not wearing his wedding ring again. Mm-hmm. Heather noticed that right away. Heather noticed it right away. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? It's like she looks as soon as I get here. She must. I think since that conversation, she does. Oh boy! And of course, as soon as he gets there, there's no ring, and then Kiefer's asking about his sex life with with his wife, with Courtney, <laughs> wondering how it is and if they're doing it enough. They need to do it more and everything else. So right. that, that's, yeah. So Kiefer after dark is real. Yeah, it is real. Yeah, it's, it's even real. off air. So, even off air. Uh, <laughs> Every opportunity that he can get. Seven zero two five eight six seventy five seven. Marks is there. What's up, Marks? How are you? Good. How Enjoy are you? your week off. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. You were you were sick, eh? Yeah, I was sick. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get out of bed for a few days. Mm. Yeah, like I. Okay. Do you want to get into this now? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's our guy with the fantasy site. Oops, gotta right. go. And, what? what? <laughs> I said, oops, gotta go. He's a, like, okay, I've been sick. To, we all have. Yeah. But I don't, like, he's like, I can't. He shuts down. Like, he shuts down. Okay. Do you I, feel pressure as you're shutting down being sick? Do you feel like, oh, shit, I should. I mean, how sick were you? Right. Like, I did not do anything. I did not. I couldn't get out of bed. I could barely breathe. I couldn't. Like you, I, it was bad. Flu sick or cold sick? Cold sick. Okay. Chest. I mean. Chest, look, head, everything. I'm not yeah. calling him a pussy or anything, but if I'm super, I got to be. I don't know if I've ever been so sick that I can't get up. You're fucking super needy, though, when you're sick. You're all needy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's like, we're all needy. Yeah. I'm uh, a bitch when I'm sick. Well, I'm, I'm really like. Marks is back. Better than ever. Eh. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> right, Justin here wants to talk about the dirt. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, not much, man. How you doing? Good. What's up? What's about the, what about the dirt? What do you got a scoop for us? Well, yeah, uh, local guy up there in Seattle. I'm actually calling calling Jiren's mechanic. They actually made the main, which is cool. Jer- nice but, job. Uh, hey, so if Jiren made the main, 
And and that's a great job for Jern. Nice work. But that means Noof would have easily put in the top ten. Correct? Uh, no, come on. What Noof, Seriously. Noof is the same speed as Jern or beats him. No, really? Boy, thank you. Okay, I watched Noof. Yeah. I watched in Noof arena cross. beat Jern in arena cross like two two years ago in the fall. No. No way. You were, you yes, you were there. I remember it, and I was too. There's yeah, no way. and Jurin beat and Noof beat Jurin. Yeah. If Ryan's listening, Ryan, call in. He Ryan <laughs> knows. Ryan knows, bro. All right. Anyway. Yes. Dirt, uh, I don't know who owns the dirt. Is it Felder? Is it Dirt Works? Who yeah, owns no, the dirt? Feld owns the dirt. They they buy it. They okay. store it every year. Yeah. So last year's dirt would have been significantly better for this particular situation. Obviously, yes. Yeah. They bought new dirt. Yep. Yep. They, they sold it. They didn't buy it. They got it for free, and they sold last year's dirt two weeks ago. Oh come on! They don't sell the dirt. They got that. We I know we know the guy who gave him the dirt. He's, he's a construction. He owns a construction company. He and we all ride at his place. He uh, he uh, was doing a big clearing site and got all that clay. And they they got rid of last year's dirt. I don't know if they sold it or got rid of it, but they got rid of last year's dirt two weeks ago because they knew they were getting this dirt for free. Which and if well, it didn't rain, the dirt would have been good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I heard the it was, dirt was killer. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was a killer. much better dirt. If if it wasn't for the rain, yeah. it would have been harder packed. Right, it would have been pretty yeah. decent. So yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, it, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, but my point, you, you know, you you were listening to me on my point, right? Do you not agree? Like, can they not adjust uh, the track yeah. to some conditions? Oh, that- dude, after when we track walk, we were walking, and they're like, dude, what what are they expecting anybody to do with this? That was absolutely insane. Yeah, like. Like I get it if you build it and you're, you're and the weather wasn't much rain in the forecast and you got dumped on and you didn't really know what to do, shit happens. But dude, we were looking at that stuff on Thursday. It was yeah. a mess. We were looking at the weather all week. It was a mess. Oh yeah, like and we live here. We like we watch the weather routinely. Like we know what it's going to do. And when it says it's going to rain, especially like that. And yeah, it actually wasn't worse because it was supposed to blow like forty miles an hour all day too. It actually was supposed to be a lot worse than it was. Yeah, no, I, I just, I don't know, like, I, again, it wasn't exciting, so it wasn't that much of yeah. a race, so just make it easier for the guys, I'm not saying make it, you know, like, build some waves instead of whoops, yeah. and tighten up the finish. Like and, make and, it so there's racing, though. Yeah. The I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's a show, make it a show, don't, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know, that's that's all I think, but but, but thanks, man, yeah. thanks for the info, and uh, yeah. and new, a new, new foot of one. So yeah, come on in the mud. He knows he's off in the mud. New, 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 if if Jern made it, a nice job for Jern. Do you know Bobby? Jern? Uh, Colin Jern. Colin Jern. Yep, he's a good rider. Yeah, he's a good rider. New, new. Hey, he be, hey, he he battled Brayden the whole moto. Oh, Brayden hates that stuff, God, dude. He sucked it. Oh, oh Brayden hates that you stuff. Can see him <laughs> <laughs> hey, and did you see Brayden in the heat? He barely got in. Dude, that's so gnarly yeah. how drastic the changes are. Yeah. Uh, thanks, well, man. Was so, it was, yeah, thanks I was going to say, it was so bad. He came out of the gate and calling in the heat and hit the dirt, stalled the bike, it shut the bike down. It was so soft. Yeah, so, it, it was uh, Yeah, it was nuts, man. Uh, thanks for the call, though. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. All right, man. Appreciate see it. it. Uh, yeah, no, actually, should I mention that about uh, about the dirt? Uh, hey, this calls for Kiefer. David, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's your question for Chris Kiefer? What's up, David? Okay. Hey, 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 Kiefer. I listened to all your Kiefer Tested podcast. Thanks. And uh, actually, I, I emailed you as well because I was looking for some exhaust, dual exhaust for my 06 Honda. Um, and Yoshimura doesn't make it anymore with the carbon fiber tips. Mm-hmm. So, so I just ordered from Pro Circuit. But the real question is, a lot of times I hear on your tested podcast some of these hours to change things or replace things like muffler packing on certain mufflers you say only last like 10 or 12 hours. And it's other things, too, that I can't quite remember now that the hours are sounding 
sort of unrealistic for the average normal guy like me. Right. That would mean I would, you know, riding like twice a week. I'd be repacking mufflers every, every what, two months or a month and a half. So, yeah, yeah. But if you listen to like, I'll always suggest like here. My hours might be different than your hours. Obviously, I might ride a little harder than you, so you're gonna blow out things less than me. But I like to give those guys a perspective. Like, hey, this muffler packing lasts 12 hours. So, in reality, I would say it probably would double that for you. So, and and if you really if you pay attention to the this hours is, versus is, the muffler packing. This is Kiefer's elitist attitude towards uh, muffler packing and gear the, matching and everything. The, the <laughs> yeah, normal guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not normal. He's elite, and uh, he doesn't understand. No, I mention that people. all the time in okay. my podcast. Right. I go, hey, double it up. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate Later. it. Bye. Uh, let's go to Max. Speaking of uh, podcasting, Max, what's up? Howdy. How's it going, guys? Good. What's up? Um, I'm just curious, Kiefer, I had a question for you. Um, is it possible maybe you could start put it, posting, like, GoPro videos with your podcast, maybe? Uh, I mean, we could, but it'd be awful boring as far as, like, just watching me talk about the stuff. Is that what you're saying? Kind of like what Mathis is doing? Actually, I, I, I actually kind of mean, like, you're riding. Like, when, when you're riding and you're talking about, like, your notes and stuff, like, maybe just, like, physically showing us in a GoPro video, maybe on YouTube or whatever, just like what was, what it was actually looking like at the track or how, like, you know, what things were feeling like and like, just, you know, doing like helmet cams and stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're probably right. I could do a lot of that. Could you really tell though? Like, I mean, could you tell like if Kiefer's like talking about compression dampening on a shock or something, could you tell on a GoPro? No, that the bike's doing something. I don't know. No, but I think he just wants to just have some kind of visual what we're talking about, you know? Max, we're busy, dude. He doesn't have time to do the GoPro (laughs) and upload it, and you know what I mean? Hey, Max, if I had more guys, if I had more guys on my team, you know, as far as stuff that, right now I have one guy that helps me with stuff, so as we grow, I'm sure that will happen, but as of right now, I just, I'd rather get the information out to you versus getting the video out. That's awesome. No, it's, you're doing great work. I just, I'm a guy that likes to see like technique and you obviously know like what you're talking about when you're riding. I just, I can visually see that through like helmet cans and stuff. And I love watching that for that like extra insight. So, but yeah, thank you very much for answering that. Okay, man. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Adam Cincerillo coming up here on the show. We had another caller who called in to say that they did get the dirt for free. I, I don't mind that. I don't care about getting the dirt for free and, and the, changing the dirt and all that. I just let's prep the dirt for the for the rain. That's all. Um, let's go to uh, Andy. Okay. What's up, Andy? You want to talk about mud race setup? Yeah, um, just a quick question on tire selection for a race like that. Um, did did anyone you know possibly change you know how tall of a tire they ran so maybe a taller sidewall so they could maybe run a little less pressure for traction or a possible well, tubeless or a moose setup or the, something like that. The problem with the, that is it gets caught up in the ruts, right? The, the, the more, the bigger tire, the more pressure, the more you have trouble in the ruts. Uh, guys were going between a 110 and a 120 back and forth. Okay. Uh, lots of discussion about that. Lots of pros and cons. 120 gets you off the gate better, gets you better drive straight forward, but 120 not so good in the in the ruts in some of the corners, you know, and the riders felt like a drug. So okay, yeah, that was a constant, a constant thing. They're all running moose in the back. Um, really? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, hmm. top teams. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like... Well, all of them running mud tires? Yeah, paddle, scoops, all yep. that kind of stuff, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There's two two sides to saying that, uh, or two sides to thinking about that, uh, right. uh, Andy. Right. You know, but uh, it was the guys talking about it all day long, for sure. I heard that over and over. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering. I talked to a buddy about it. You know, we ride off-road, so I run, you know, like I run like a two-loose or a moose, and I just was curious if those guys were yeah. doing the same thing just to try to get the tire to spread out a little bit and maybe you know yep. grip a little better yeah. in the mud. bad in the ruts though right Kiefer? yeah I mean, once those ruts get deep man it's uh yeah it's better to have a narrower tire you know yep all right right on cool i appreciate it thanks man uh chris what's up hello chris? i'm here yeah what's up chris hey well just a question for y'all uh you know mathis with uh you being a factory mechanic why weren't those guys running fans for the engines? Uh, Pro Circuit had fans on. Well, how'd that work out for uh, well, because uh, that's, different, that's yeah. not That's not a motor blowing up. That's a clutch going. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah, no, and, but and that's the thing. What, what about the other guys Whoa. that all had batteries that were not running a fan setup? I don't understand that. KTM, I think, was. Yeah, I think a lot of KTM guys would be running fans. They they make they make an aftermarket fan, don't they, Chris? Well, they have to just take from the XCF line and they just yeah. you know stick it on there. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. Okay. Hold on. Here's a better question for you. Uh, why? I mean, dude, the guys. Uh, I, I'm an off road guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no problem going and riding a no, two Chris, hour off road. Chris, this is the problem. Yeah, These guys. Can't lay off the fucking clutch. That's the problem. It's the riders. They can't lay off the clutch. Watch these idiots ride uh, out in the desert when it's dry. Uh, they, well, you just said it correctly. It's idiots. They, they, they rev the shit out of their bikes. They're clutching the shit out of their bikes. I had a team. I asked the team. I said, what are you going to do about the clutch? They said they put some stiffer springs in. I said, did you do anything with the ignition? That isn't going to solve shit. That's not going to solve any problem. That will help easy. a little bit. Yes, easy. It'll, it'll help. The heavier springs will help. Right. But the hey, g- hey, Kiefer. Chris, if, if you... <laughs> we got to go. You don't even let me finish. The guy said, the guy on the team said, he goes, at some point, it boils down to the rider not using the clutch. And we told them that. Yep. And that's what it is. Adam Entignap, the seven-deuce-deuce. Smoked his clutch. The cycle trader guys smoked their clutches. Yep. Just what are you doing? What happens is you get a good start, or or you don't, right? And you're in the back, and you go Asiatic a little bit, and you start going ape shit on your clutch because you want to get past some dudes. But, so but that's you, not even the way to ride a bike in the mud. I understand. Like that. that's not even the. I'm you, giving you the rider's perspective I, here. Yeah, they're idiots. Stay off the clutch. No, you you lose your mind a little bit because you want your yeah. everything's moving so fast. You're like, ha, 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 ha. You just want to clutch it, get out of. You think that's faster, and it's not. It's not. No, it's not. Especially not in those conditions. Uh, shift up, try to slowly get your tire going to grab some, get some gription out there and go. Like, so the team guy was telling me, "Hey man, we did all we can do." Yeah, like, it's up to the rider. Stay off the clutch. And so when these guys can't, and Adam will be on here shortly. He blamed himself. You know, Cincerillo. He blamed himself for burning the clutch up. That's what these guys got to do. I made a point in our review podcast yesterday. If you were to take the top 20 guys from MXGP from Italy oh. and drop them into that class, would one clutch be gone? No. Would one guy go through a clutch? Maybe one. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, because those guys know how to ride a motorcycle, unlike the kids that we have today that are just grown up revving the shit out of it because they watched Barsha do it yep. in 05. Yep. You know? So, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'm, I agree with Chris. He was very angry. Uh, but I agree with Chris that it comes down to these riders. He was very passionate. He was very passionate. But it, it does come down to these riders. Let's get uh, Adam on the phone if we can. Uh, Marks. Trey, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on? I just had a quick question. Um, how, come, but, how come nobody on the 450 class in the first practice was using the outside line to hit the finish line jump? I feel like they had enough power and room just to send it right off, but I'm not sure how bad the face. <laughs> now we got on. another. Now we got another caller. Don't you think that these greatest Supercross riders ever would would feel okay about taking the outside and jumping the finish if they could? I, I'm not sure, but I mean, it just seems like they had enough power. There's a 250F rider that hit it. Yeah, he from came, the inside. and he came up way short. Hey Trey, I I was on board with your program when I was watching it too. I was like, ah, that looks good. And then one part they had a camera that just was just was focused on the middle lane, but you could see the finish line takeoff, and you could see a guy size it up and then hit it, but the right side where they were going to have to go from the outside was almost like a G out up the face, like the, like the right side was fucked up. So I feel like that's what the problem was, was the right side of the face of the base of the jump was fucked up. That's why those guys weren't airing it out. But even, Trey, if they, I guarantee you, they come out, the track looks good, Five, six guys start jumping it, yeah. and then it turns into a shit show, and they, and they can't, they don't want to jump it anymore because they're. It, yeah, it, but those supercross triples were probably the same. Like they were double. All right, well, Trey, sign up for the race then this weekend and go out and show them how to do it. <laughs> I mean, right, I don't know I'll what to there. tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I don't know. No, I understand what they're saying. I, I, yeah, but the the world's best riders decided not to I jump get it. it so. Like you see it on. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't do any justice. You watch it. I'm like, oh, it looks fucking easy. And then you're there. Like, oh, dude, well, it's so gnarly. Sign up and race then. Yeah, we give them. We give them. We, we answer his question. He calls in. Yeah. He asks a question. You and I give him pretty good answers yeah. on why. And then he still comes back with, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, okay, don't call in there because you have all the answers. You're fired up. I, like I just, I don't know, man. Vortex Racing, uh, Cooper Webb, Justin Barsha, and Josh Hill mm. run Vortex, runs Vortex on the rear and the front. Uh, their F5 hard coat rear sprocket, front sprocket from the folks at Vortex Racing. The 7 Deuce Deuce uses the MV3 train chain and the red rear Cat 5 sprocket as well. And thanks to uh, Vortex Racing, email jake at vortexracing.com to uh, save with those folks, whether it's a V3 bar, whether it's the MV3 chain, whether it's the sprockets. That factory Yamaha Monster, Monster Yamaha uses. Uh, Vortex Racing has got you covered. Uh, and they're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. He is uh, a man who got a podium this weekend. Monster Energy Pro Circuits. Adam Cincerillo. What's up, bud? How are you? Friend of the show. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Thank you for uh, coming on. And so... I don't know if you heard the caller just before we got you on. But. I didn't, but I did hear you were a little bit irate. Dude, well, so gnarly. he called in to say, why wasn't anybody going outside before the finish and jumping the finish? It looked so easy. Oh, dear God. And so, really? Well, that's what he had to say. and Tell him why. <laughs> you could barely even roll over that thing. I was coming to a stop. Right. Up the face of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. you would never even make it to the corner on the outside for well, one. Well, Chris, or no, his name was Trey. And I don't think it was Kennard. Trey said, it looks easy, and you should be able to do it. In practice, when it wasn't even that bad, I saw Webb go outside and frame it. Yeah. On a 450, so. A, a, 250, yeah, a 250 dude, unseated, cased it from the inside. It was ugly. Really? Yeah. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Those guys qualified faster than us. They did. They did. Brandon Leith. Brandon Leith was the number one qualifier, I think. If you're Brandon Leith, do you run with that program? Like, hey, I smoked AC in practice. Do you run with it? Or I do don't. You... 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I told the one, I told the guy, I don't know, uh, Pettis maybe is the guy that was yeah. uh, at the fastest qualifier in my heat race. You know, I was second gate pick. And yep. we were lined up, we were in the tunnel going out for the heat race. And he's like, can I go look at my gate yet? And I was like, dude, that's, that's awesome. Like he's, <laughs> you know, asking me like what the deal is. Yeah, no, he's Canadian. But he's Canadian. He was, he was stoked. He was stoked. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, dude, uh, yeah, our track was way better. I'm like, no, man, you claim it. Claim it. <laughs> exactly. Just run with it, right? Um, Absolutely. Well, hey, man, like like we talked after the race, obviously, and uh, not everybody listens to that stuff, but I was impressed for you to get a podium. I mean, you, you had to go to the LCQ. You didn't get off to a good start. I swear I looked up. You ended the first lap in 10th. But I swear by, you know, the live timing goes by the segment, the track segments. And I swear you were like right. 13th or 14th at one point off the start. So, um, yeah, it was a nice job. Nice work by you. Yeah, it turned out it turned out to be okay. I think, I mean, especially with the whole heat race fiasco, like I was in fourth and then two guys, Oldenburg and another guy, fell in the same section right after the finish line. It was so slick. I about did the same thing. Uh, and I got by them, and, and the night was going well. Like at that point, you're leading the heat race, kind of going to get out unscathed. And right. you want to do is you want to do as least amount of laps as possible. Obviously, yes. when yes. the conditions are like that. And then when my bike stopped, I'm like, oh man, here we go. Like this, this isn't you know that could have easily been a night. Whether it was you know something happens with the bike or um, even myself, I could have totally just mentally collapsed at that point. You know because. Even even it's an LCQ, and obviously I'm a factory guy, and going up against like not that great competition, and like just from a rider's point of view, w- when you're in the mud like that, and and you go out there, obviously my gate pick wasn't great for the LCQ either. It's like yep. anything can happen. I can go, I can go in the if I go to the end of the first turn and wash the front end, I'm not making the main, no. getting zero points. So no. um, back against the wall, and and to able to come out with third, I actually felt great in the mud, like the whole time. I felt great. Um, the heat race was a little bit sketchier because there wasn't as many like lines broke into the track, but mm-hmm. in the main, I felt really good. So, um, it was unfortunate that I wasn't able to at least, like, I just wanted to, like, obviously Aaron is great in those conditions, but yeah. I just kind of wanted to see at least where I stacked up, you know, with him, obviously he beat us by like three minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, I never even gave myself a chance obviously with the gate pick, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible weekend. It's not a win like we talked about after the race. It bumps me out that I haven't won yet. But I mean, for circumstances, when I was when I was in between uh, the heat race and the LCQ, I was like, man, this could go really bad, or I could salvage it. So, oh yeah, no, I know. You know, that's another thing. Our- that's another thing. Yeah, your gate pick for the LCQ wasn't great because you couldn't stay off your clutch in the heat race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, <clears throat> my problem was actually my problem was um, is I didn't roll it back in time. So you, you, you obviously you're always taking the play yeah. out of your clutch. See you guys in the air doing that even when it's dry. And yep. I mean, I, I'm pretty hard on clutches anyway, being a little bit bigger guy. And that's just kind of my riding style either way. But yeah, so I lugged that thing a lot and obviously clutch it. And I just, it, it got, the bike got hot and it got tight super quick. And I just didn't, I was trying to yeah. stay up. I wasn't oh. really worried about the, and yeah. then by the time, I mean, it's just one of those things that I really haven't had a mud race like that probably since I was an amateur, so I just didn't really <laughs> think about it, you know? And that's that's my bad. That's on me. So, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those deals. I misunderstood you then. I thought maybe you said you rolled it the wrong way, the adjustment. No, no, no. Okay. No. So I was making it looser. It was tight, and yeah. you roll it back to make it looser. And yeah, yeah. I was rolling it back, but by the time it's that it's that hot, like two laps before I came to a stop, I knew that I probably wasn't going to make it. Like, I... 
it was already too far gone. I was not even like even able to double the triples. Chad runs his backwards. You know that, Steve? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, I think I forgot about that, but then I knew he did. Yeah. Yeah, he because, his is the opposite because, way. Because our Yamaha ones were opposite. Yes, that's because of him. The GYTR ones. Yes. That's all because of him. No, I don't think so. No, that's what they told me when I was working there. That GYTR, they hey, this is because of Chad. Because I, I was riding, I go, hey, why is it the opposite way? They're like, oh, Chad liked it this way, so no, we just made it this way. No, 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 no. Uh, they were backwards stock, and we all got used to them that mm. way at Yamaha. They weren't the backwards. The 426? Yes, the old 426 <laughs> yeah, days, the death bro. machine. Yeah, the carbureted, and when, every time you did a step on, step off, the carb may or may not pop out. Yeah, those things were like those... Uh, Man, what are they called? Never mind. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Continue. Yeah. Anyways, maybe they were Kiefer. I was always understood that GYTR, when I first got to Yamaha, I remember I was thinking, hey, isn't this backwards from a Pro Circuit one? Because we used Pro Circuit with Nick Way in 02. Mm-hmm. And then I got to Yamaha in 03, and I'm like, this is backwards. And they're like, yeah, that's the way it's made. They just told me like when okay. Chad tightens it up, he likes to go backwards and then put his hand back on the bar. Okay. All so. right. Um. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm sure I ever tighten my clutch ever. Hey, so you you talked about in the main, you know, riding better and feeling good, but did and and as a racer, tell us was it outside lines? Was it keeping your momentum up? Did you find some lines out there? Like, how do you feel better and pass? Say you must have passed ten to twelve guys. Some of them, of course, were on the ground, but like. Talk about the racing and riding itself. Like, how did you feel better on a track where you had to single everything? Like, kind of take us through that. So this is how I felt. In the, I didn't feel that great in the heat race. And the reason why is when you're going through, when you're going so slow, like you, like you saw, yeah. especially in the, in the heat race, like you're going so slow and through those rhythms. Like, you're going, like in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that these guys, like I qualified fastest in my session in practice. And I'm like, I, I have to be in 15th right now. There's no way. Like I'm blowing it. I'm right. blowing it. I'm blowing it. And that what that's what was in my head when I was kind of rolling through stuff at first. Like, and you you start rushing everything and, and not worried about just doing it clean. And when I found a flow in the main, it was just more okay, just be strong in the bike, stay up on the foot pegs, and and kind of just like flow into the ruts, just find the ruts and flow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was just about really, and then just like not stopping in your corners, basically. Like you you go into them so slow, you basically you don't even really need the brakes. So it's more just coasting through the corners. Right. And Do you? I was like, a, I, I felt, yeah, I just, I felt really good. I just felt like I was flowing and like I felt really balanced in the main event. Like I wasn't, my head wasn't really left to right. Like I wasn't chasing the bike. I just yeah, felt yeah. like I was put where I wanted to go. Well, let me ask Kiefer and you as racers, and, and Kiefer just yeah. just raced with McGrath like three weeks ago and almost <laughs> beat him. By the way, so DH baby, just just almost beat almost beat McGrath. But let me ask. I had better lap times than RV too. Uh, RV, RV was gone. Dude. He was good. He was gone. <laughs> like so, there was so me and McGrath, and if if you did two straightaways up, that's where RV he was. was. Uh, now RV's been going to the gym. Have you seen this AC? Has he texted you a photo of himself in the gym? No, but he sends me Snapchat sometimes. Now it's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's texted me a photo of himself like, in the gym. He's like, "Check me out, bro." I'm like, "Wow." So five five years ago, you show me this. You show me this RV. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, there's not a chance. There's not a chance. Like, I'm betting the house. This is right. not him. I, I agree. I am also thinking there's zero chance this is the Ryan Villapoto in retirement. Anyways, so, okay, so you're in this mud race that's just terrible and just garbage. You're And you're riding laps. But you know how the ruts change all the time, right? And, and, and some are good, some are bad. Do you 
if you feel good, do you just stay with the same rut, or are you always looking for some a better rut? Like, how does that work when you just have a slot car of ruts? I mean, for me, there was like so. There was the section the the so after the start, there was the first rhythm section, and then you did a left one eighty degree corner, and then you went through that next rhythm. Mm-hmm. The right side was way better on on that on that particular rhythm. So once I found that, I went back there every time. Um, and there was a couple spots like over the triple before the mechanics area. I could have swore I probably hit the same rut every single time. Okay. And there was a different. Keep in mind, there's a different rut between each. Yeah. Um, you know each thing, but. The main thing, the main thing that's hard, especially with how sticky it was, is that when you go over the jump, you don't really. So the ruts were starting on the landings of the, uh, like the, like even if you rolled a single on the back side of the single, there was a rut. So you have to be lined up mm-hmm. with the, with the correct rut. If you're in between ruts, I mean mm-hmm. you're done. Like yeah, you're yeah. going down. So yeah. I think for me it was more like staying within the general like four or five feet. Okay. It wasn't particular. I mean, maybe one or two ruts. I hit the same thing every time, but right, right. Most of the general. You just have a general idea, you know. Kiefer, you agree? You stay, yeah, I feel like search. too. Like in mud races, you get to a line where you like. You feel like it's sticky enough to where you can handle the motorcycle, and then mm-hmm. you move when the ruts get too gnarly, and you feel like you're bogging down or getting stuck. Yeah. Then you start searching a little bit, but. Um, you search for that rut that Phil and Nagy hit on the inside of. <laughs> <laughs> That's a swamp. That's a fucking swamp. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah. Go ahead, AC. I, I think it's one of the things too. There's a couple. There's a couple spots you don't know. You you know you don't want to be out there. Uh huh. So it's about avoiding those spots, and then vice versa. There's some spots like I told you guys in the rhythm section on the right side. Like no matter what I need to do, I need to get there. So generally, the the line the line that puts you there, you're going to try to hit pretty much every lap. So, right. Yeah, it's just about trying to find your spot. All right, Vortex Racing bringing you Adam Cincerillo on the show tonight. Vortex, official sprockets of Josh Hill, Cooper Webb on the Monster Yamaha team. Uh, we get some phone calls for you. Let's get to it. Uh, first up is Dan. Oh, yeah. Dan, what's going on? Uh, what's your question for Adam Cincerillo? Hey, um, I listen to most, oh, pretty much all the press conferences. I haven't listened to Seattle's yet, but um, Adam, your personality is great. I love it during the press conferences and a lot of really the West with Aaron in there too. Um, love the person. I just love the the back and forth that you guys do, the, the back and forth with the, um, the people that ask the questions and everything. Can you maybe do a clinic for the 450 class? Because those guys suck every week. <laughs> no. <laughs> first of all, AC will be like that when he becomes a big 450 dude. He will change. Well, I hope so. He will change. Yeah. I'll tell you what. He will change. Uh, well, I, hope, I hope he changes the rest of those guys, too. Maybe they can – maybe Blake Baggett and Tim can get in there and, and, and mix it up, man. You know, that will be good for 450s. I mean, I, this is a lose-lose situation. I have no problem with the way the 450 guys handle themselves. I mean, they're, they're all serious and whatever. Like, I, you know, that's fine. That's not for me to say, and I'm not – I don't ever want to sound like I'm talking down to somebody about – well, I mean, everybody has a different personality, and I'm clearly out there. Like, I, I'm a clearly a little bit out there. I mean, pretty much anybody you talk to, my own mother would say that about me. So, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where I'm not scared to – I'm not scared to get laughed at. Like, when I walk out of the press room, if there's five or six people like, dude, what an idiot, that guy. Like, I do not care. I don't <laughs> care at all. Like, I will say these things, and I will look – Roger DeCosta and Tomac and all these guys right in the eye when I'm sitting at the press conference. And it really doesn't bother me either way. So I'm, I'm not really scared to – I mean, I just kind of am me. I don't try to be a certain way. I just yeah. 
I just, I, you know, I just don't take myself too seriously. Like I take my job seriously, but I just don't think I need to put on a front. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to really, you know, I just, I don't yeah. know. I just don't yeah, take no, myself I... incredibly serious. And I just, yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, we all ride dirt bikes and it's great. And of course there's going to be serious moments and hell, I may even snap at a press conference one of these days. Maybe somebody <laughs> hits me off the track or something, but I mean, yeah, it's just, just kind of going with the flow. But I'll, t- I'll say what, like, I think, I think Marvin is who Marvin is and Eli who's Eli is, but I feel like Anderson, Anderson has really changed. I don't know about really changed, but Anderson is not portraying this sort of personality I think he has. I think Alden or Husky or Hewitt or somebody has, has told him, I don't know. I feel like Jason's, Jason's not as funny or as open as he used to be. Well, so, yeah, I agree. Not, I agree, Steve, for sure. It seems like it. Yeah. I but, mean, I wouldn't say I'm not speaking for Jason. I'm just speaking in yeah. general terms here. I don't think I think I think in the sport, and even me coming into the sport, you feel like you have to be a certain way. Like you, it's such a it's such a sport where we're always talking about the guys that were before us and you know how this guy did it or how this guy did it. And I mean, yes, there's guidelines and you have to do like I mean you you have to put in the work if you're going to be successful champion. And yeah. obviously there's there's traits everybody has to have to succeed, but as far as like personality goes, there's nothing that says, "Hey, I have to be like emotionless." Yeah, all the time. no, I, you know, I agree. That, that, that's that's like not that's taking it too far. I mean, you can be who you are and still be, uh, you know, a champion and, and be the best you can be. But I think, and especially kids coming up, I, I see it even in just how the way kids write their, you know, social media posts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They they think they have to. I mean, are these are these Kids, are somebody really telling them that you have to list every single sponsor in every single Instagram post? <laughs> nobody reads it, bro. Yeah, no, nobody, yeah. nobody reads it. Yeah. Hey, guess what? As soon as, like, you know how it says on Instagram, I don't know if you guys know or not, you guys are a little bit old. I mean, speaking wow. But it says show more when you, when you, yeah. you write a long post. Yeah. Nobody, like, guys that list their sponsors every time. It, you, you, nobody hits show more. Like we're not reading your caption, you know. And yeah. It's just I think you can just I think you can just do it your own way. And guess what? If you want to list your sponsors and that's who you are, that's cool too. It's just right. I think it be unique and, and be different if if that's the way you are. I mean, no way to force it well, either way. But hey, I, I will tell I'll tell Dan this. I mean, look, AC and I were friendly to each other, and uh, we're going to do a vlog this summer that's going to be awesome. But at the oh, same man. time. Adam has called me or texted more texted me. He hasn't called me. Adam has texted me to talk about something I've written about him, um, either negatively or maybe I said like Adam didn't do much this weekend or or whatever it is. And and then he's let me know like, hey, this is what happened or or this is why I can't believe you wrote this. You're an idiot. And I'll be like, well, this is what I think and this is what I saw. And as a media guy, that's all you want. You, you know, you just want a guy to understand that I have a job to do. And he knows that, but yet he can also help me do my job better and by answering questions honestly. And, you know, so to me, Adam, it's, it's, it's kind of the perfect thing of a rider where he doesn't get butt hurt and yet he's still outgoing and will tell you something in the media. Like for me, it's, it's, it's a win-win thing as a, as a guy who covers the sport. And I think, Dan, for you as a fan, you would agree. That's, that's all you want uh, out of a guy, you know? 
Absolutely. That, that's just it. Yeah, the personality comes out, and and um, yeah, like listen to a lot of your stuff, Steve. It just it does seem like um, guys just don't bother even trying to see your side of what your job is to do. No, they don't. Like, no, you know, they, they just, don't care. Yeah, Most guys don't care. Speak, yeah, speak the truth, and, and and you know, it's like it's not you know, hey, if you're not if you're riding crappy, you're riding crappy. You should you should know you're riding crappy or whatever. Yeah, you know? so, no, for sure. Um, Thank, but yeah, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah good luck the rest of the way, Adam. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I mean, the Seven Deuce Deuce is a good rider, but he has a lot of support behind him. You know why? Because he has a personality. The he thing has, is, too, absolutely. about Adam, when, and maybe he can correct me if I'm wrong, Adam wasn't as comfortable to me in interviews and the things that I've seen when he first came into the professional ranks. He was more structured and, you know, just did his interviews and then that was it. Now you see more of life, what I like to call it, from Adam. I like this, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. You're totally right. I think coming in, it, it goes back to me thinking that I needed to be a certain way when I came into the, you know, I, I was trying to do what everybody else does, I mean, for the most part. Um, and I think it's just about, like, I was insecure about myself, too. You know, I, yeah. I think... I think, too, uh, going back to the point about personality and all that stuff, I think <clears throat> motocross is really behind in terms of, like, I, I transparency. Think the more you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the more you're the, – the transparency is mistaken, um, and this could be the fans' fault as well. The transparency is mistaken for weakness. Yeah. Like, if we talk about – if we talk about um, – I don't know. I, it could be anything. If we talk about something that's – seems a little bit open and that, that guy's a mental case or, you know, that guy's yeah, weak yeah. or a crybaby or this or that. I mean, and I'm not to bring up golf because I'm into golf and, but I'm just using that as an example. If you watch a press conference with, um, watch a golfing press conference, those guys absolutely lay it all out there. And do they really? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. They, they really do. I mean, it just what they're thinking mentally. And I mean, just an example the other week, I won't bore you with details, but this guy, Justin Thomas, he was going to be world number one. If he won that day, if mm-hmm. he going into Sunday, if he won the tournament, he had a chance to win. He was going to be world number one, and he blew it. And he came off, and the first thing he says was, "Yeah, that that was in my head all day, totally, oh, totally, basically. I would have won this tournament had I not, but I was thinking about it, and you know, I would. You're never going to hear no, riders. Dude, say can that. you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely destroyed. Yeah, and I yeah. think one of the things that will make this sport more popular is when we decide to all not, you know, not take each other so seriously, and yeah. Um, just be open and honest, and you know it'll make it everything much more interesting. Because I'll, yeah, I mean, give for the uh, most part. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I, I'll give Eli Tomac credit. Last year, when Marvin pulled over for Dunge, Eli's like, I wouldn't want to win like that. And then something else came up, and Eli's like, Well, I feel like I deserve the title. And I'm like, Wow! And he's sitting at the press conference table. Absolutely, yeah. it's awesome. I yeah. love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, I, um, him, Webb, and. And Tomac had a back and forth after Daytona at their press conference talking about yeah, the yeah. race incident. All that, that stuff is amazing. Like as a me just being a fan of the sport and watching that man, and like I can't get my eyes off the yeah. Racer X article or whatever it is that I read it. You yeah, know, it's, ab- it's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, let's get some more phone calls for you. First up from David. David, what's going on, man? How are you? What's your question for Adam Cincerillo? I'm doing good. I was like, so the question, what, the first question was already answered by Adam. He was talking about adjusting the play in the clutch that he wasn't doing fast enough. The second one was me as the second time tonight, the normal guy riding. Only time I'm using the clutch is when I'm upshifting or when I'm trying to keep the bike from stalling 
in the corners. So, Adam, you as a pro rider, are you just holding this thing wide open and just clutching everywhere? Or how, what is the different riding techniques from me versus a, a pro rider? How are you using the clutch? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe Kiefer could help me on this one too. But, I mean, I, for me, it's it's hard to specify exactly. Like, obviously, Supercross, coming into the whoops, uh, you're generally holding a higher gear. So sometimes I'll come out of the corner in third. And, I mean, just a, like at a, pra- a practice day, for example, a Supercross practice day just at my home facility, if I'm jumping through the whoops, I can go all, all day. I can go multiple days without changing a clutch. But if I'm skimming the whoops and I have to come out in a higher gear and, and kind of lug the bike into the whoops and really be on that clutch to get the bike higher in the RPMs, then I'm changing a, a, you know, a clutch every, every moto, every couple motos. So um, it also depends on the track and the obstacles on the track. But, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of I use it a lot, like just filtering the power um, you know, with the rear wheel and uh, use it for traction as well coming you know coming out of the corners yeah too what adam's saying there's like guys like like adam where he kind of modulates his power through his clutch not like alex ray where he clutches the oh, shit out of geez, it just for to clutch it but i'm the similar way like let's say a tacky track you're coming out of a corner and you start your front wheel starts to come up i modulate instead of letting off of the throttle i'll just f- slip my clutch what will bring my front end back down so Doing things like that will burn your clutch up quicker, you know, the 10-hour mark like I always talk about, versus, you know, just, you know, I think what you're thinking is you pull in the clutch all the way, then you upshift, or you pull in the clutch all the way and you downshift. Um, Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to Nash. Nash! Gentlemen. Gentlemen. What's up, Nash? How are you? Good hearing everybody. Adam Kiefer, you, Steve. Yeah, you're a fan. Corner. You're a fan of Adam. You, you like the kid. Well, uh, well he's, got, he's got charisma. He's got spunk. He's what the sport needs. I think he's, uh, you know, poised to take the the reins and be the spokesman like MC was, was begging for in oh. some time recently. Uh, I need a few more wins first, Nash. A few more wins. <laughs> he's seventy. He's seventy-two short right now. Listen, he, listen. I believe he's right on the cusp. I, we, we're all believing in you, but Adam, the real question I got for you was when you're down waiting for the bike and, and, you know, it was really cool to to hear what your team did to get you there. And, and anybody with any kind of knowledge in the sport knows just how hard it was to juggle that situation. But when you're standing on the line, did you have any type of trepidation or fear oh. about knowing that filthy Phil is a, an intense mud rider, you know, any throat slit gestures, any, geez, I got to deal with Phil. The Mud King. I mean, take us through this, this logic that might have been circulating through your brain. Phil's the Mud King? I did not know this. I mean, he's he six did. Three. Well, dude, he's I, up, I am unaware. I am unaware. Phil, well, dude, he's from upstate, upstate New York. Phil they, was, they ride in that pig slop all the time. Phil was 30 seconds back, Daniel Blair said, with two laps to go, and he won the heat. He was 30 <laughs> seconds back. <laughs> Listen, he had an Excite bike button. On that yeah, motorcycle, no, and he said, "He says, hey, 'Hey, I'm going to the front, right, Keith? Uh, uh, right, yeah, Phil does it.' Nash, we're not. Adam's not going to answer that question. Okay, we got to go. All right, Listen, like, I want to know about this vlog. You got Stu on a golf course. Come on now. Well, Adam wasn't supposed to spill the beans, but he did. Yeah, awesome. I did. I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is a this is Project X. We're not exactly, talking about exactly. You spilled it on our post. Listen, you're gonna break. 
We're, You're going to break the internet. We're gonna doing a vlog. Internet. We're going to do a vlog that's going to blow everyone's minds Are this you gonna summer. Let us it's going it? to blow every – it's the next big thing. Have you guys ever seen Semi-Pro? It's the Mega Bowl. It's, it is. It's going to be – and we might even have a live bear. <laughs> we might even run into a live bear at some point. Precious. <laughs> Precious. Precious. Uh, Unreal. Everybody panic. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Just, just you wait, Nash. You wait. Oh, I, listen, when you say Stu, oh, my God, anybody. I'm into it. Float, uh, Keith, you know it. Yeah. Everybody's. All right, Nash, many, Nash, you sound drunk tonight. We got to go. I'm not drunk. But bite your tongue. All right, see, you, see you later, buddy. All right. Later, later, Nash. Later. Fucking dick. Nash sound, Nash sound a little He's tipsy. always so loud. He is very, he's very loud, yeah. I Quiet down. What's up? He, he comes in hot. I like it. I have no, no he time does. for somebody to bring the mood down. Um, all right. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Project X, did he talk to you or not? Or did he just, like, did the head nod? Who? No. Project X. We're not, no, just nothing. We're, we don't no, know what you're talking about. No, there's been no communication with said, with <sighs> said potential blog. Dude, damn it. Uh, it is sorry. going to blow people's minds, and it is going to be amazing. And Pookie was like, you're really going to spend the money to fly to Florida to do that? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> so it'll be fantastic. All right. Well, hey, AC, thanks for the time as always. Appreciate it. We know it's later on the west, on the east coast there. So uh, take, enjoy your couple weeks off. And uh, I'm sure you'll be just doing motos after motos after motos uh, for the, getting ready for, for Hangtown. We have no doubt about that. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, man. Good job on the weekend. Thanks for coming on. All right, thanks, guys. Have see you, AC. One. All right, see you, Adam Cicerello, everybody, on the uh, Public Mech Show. Always a good interview. Always. Good music choice guy, too. Yeah, did you listen to his soundtrack? Oh, yeah, I like oh, yeah. it. He, you should have told him. He would have loved it. I that. was going to talk about it. You just cut everybody uh, off. Sorry, bud. Uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing, official uh, sprockets of the Monster Yamaha team, as well as official sprockets of the 7 Deuce Deuce. So, we usually have a gear alloy cold call. This one isn't going to be so much a gear alloy cold call. It's going to be a gear alloy surprise call. Mm. Paul Bumex 17 is the code to save at, at gearalloy.com. If you go to, or I shouldn't say it's, go to sukalsupertrucks.com, pump and pump. Punch in Pulp MX-17. Save on a set of gear alloy wheels. They're a big part of the a- Rocky Mountain ATV MC KTM team with Baggett and Boss. Um... Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, Jeep, there's a gear wheel, gear alloy wheel style to choose from. Uh, 20 different ones, as a matter of fact. Get your truck in gear at uh, gearalloy.com. We thank the folks at Gear Alloy for making this happen. Gear Alloy surprise call of the night. Um, am I going to do that or is you? Huh? Intro? You said you were. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's do the intro, though. Okay. Let's, let's give these guys the intro they, they deserve. Cold calling people. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like there's 50 50 that he picks up. Gear Alloy, get your truck in gear. SoCal, yes, supertrucks.com, Pulpamex 17. If you want some wheels for your truck, see if he answers the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Go to Gear Alloy, everybody. You said SoCal Supertrucks? Yeah, you go to SoCalSupertrucks.com. Okay. Buy your Gear Alloy there. Got it. Hello? Filthy Phil. Philip. Philip. Yes. This is the Gear Alloy surprise call of the night. How are you? Ah, uh, in the middle of a movie. Ooh. What movie? Free State of Jones. Oh, it's a good movie. You're gonna like it. Yeah. I know. I was kind of like digging in, so I got a Vegas number popping up on my phone. <laughs> yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Then bro. I'm going to sleep. 
Listen. Yeah, now, listen. You, now you just you wrecked, you wrecked it. You won a heat uh, race this weekend, Philip. Congratulations. Nice job. Uh, nice job. Is it? We had yeah. a we had a tweet that said, "Of course you're good in the mud. You have a permanent black cloud following you around." <laughs> Is it true or false? Yeah. True or false? Yeah, I'm used to drowning myself. <laughs> right, know. right. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, now it's uh, it's good. I was happy to yeah. check something off a bucket list. You know, so yeah, it's hard in this sport to check boxes like that. But no. regardless, rain or shine, you know, everybody's got to deal with it. Awesome job, yeah, for the JGR Suzuki guys. Phil, Philip Nicoletti on the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Um, so the main event, we were looking good for the main. We were thinking we were going to do pretty good. Obviously, your heat race was great. But uh, once you got stuck in that mud, man, that was it. That was all she wrote. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You try not to rush situations like that and kind of really let it, the race come to you. But, man, it's hard. I was kind of stuck behind Mitchell Harrison for like two laps and – you know, I think it was AC and Sexton were kind of pulling away. They had about a five-second gap, and, you know, you really can't, you know, in eight minutes, you know, it's kind of hard. You don't have a whole lot of time to really do anything, especially when lap times are a minute 30, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like I tried to rush to get by him, and I just kind of cross-read it a little bit and kind of rode off the track, and I thought I kind of had it saved, but they had pushed all the muck from the starting gate area into this little <laughs> corner. Dude. And it was like, I, I it, was, it was literally everything I had just to get the yeah. dang bike out of there. Um, and I'm glad I did because uh, the mud was up to my knees and it was just, uh, it, it sucked. And then I looked <laughs> over it. I looked over at Lee, my mechanic, and I was like, <laughs> you think this thing will make it the rest of the race or what? Cause I thought for sure I fried it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he told me the next day he drained the oil and everything, and he said the oil looked good. Oh wow, so, nice! Um, that, that's yeah. Uh, I was actually I was actually pretty surprised. RM Army, I was spent. RM yeah, Army, yeah. RM Army. That's how yeah, the, the yeah, bikes yeah. Are, are like uh, tanks. They're like rolling tanks. Yeah, um, built tough. Yeah, built tough. Yeah. I, uh, I know. I push my bike to the limit, and it works fine. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't even reach over 4,000 RPM. Oh, please, whatever, bro. <laughs> you know. Hey, listen, um, uh, you really blew it. So you're on the Pulpamex program. You run a helmet sticker. You you got a big wad of cash for this program, and uh, and you accepted the terms. <laughs> and then there was a bonus. There was. There was a bonus for you to mention Pulpamex on TV. And like I'm like, yeah, as if he's ever going to get on TV. But you actually did. And you did not mention Pulp Mech Show or the site. You missed out on a I huge know. bonus, bro. And you love money. And you love money. I know. I know. I, I did blow it. And honestly, I was walking back, and I was kind of walking back by myself, and I just I, I cursed at myself. And I was just like, damn it. You know? But it's hard. Like I said, you only have what, – what do I get up there? And as soon as Ralph starts talking, what am I supposed to just I, I out Pulp Mech? I don't know, bro. It's like you have Tourette's. Pulp Mech! Yeah, I Tourette's, I mean, dude. Oh, that's Chris Kiefer, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. That's Chris that, Kiefer. I know. What's up, what's up Kiefer? Uh, yeah. yeah, like, um, I don't know, man. I just was, um, you know, I was like, kind of let down, but I guess uh, I saved that money, you know? God. How much are we talking? You can, you, can, you, can you discuss this? We're talking four figures. Oh, so grand. Four figures. You know it's going to be the low four figures. It's, it's grand. It's four figures. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Weren't we just talking about transparency? <laughs> what? Weren't we just talking yeah. about transparency? Transparency? Yeah. What do you mean? Practice what you preach, Steve. When were we talking about transparency? With, With AC? AC. Oh, yeah. 
I said four figures. I mean, what? Oh, All right. $9,999 is coming his way. There you go. Shit. Um, Shoot. Dude. I wish. Uh, yeah, you just you missed it. You missed out. But, I mean, you won the heat. That's awesome. You know? Um, hey, so how tough was it in the main event? Like, did you have goggles the whole time? Did Were you able to salvage <sighs> Oh, those? yeah. Come on. I run I run sky goggles, bro. I always have goggles on. Oh, okay. Here we go. Well, if you had x brands, you would have been, you would have had clear vision all the way. You would have saw that giant uh, mud puddle had you. Yeah, not month. a chance. Not a chance. No, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I goggles. It actually really wasn't that bad in the main, like, because it had stopped raining, so all the ruts were kind of formed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just super, super rutted. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of just one of those deals. If it would have rained some more and kind of made it a little more sloppy, but it would have made a goggles a little bit more of an issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I ran tear-offs. A couple guys ran roll-offs. Oh, you didn't even run roll-offs, yeah. really, huh? Just tear-offs. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not a roll-off guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. I kind of ne- I never have been, so huh. Knowles kind of gets mad at me sometimes, but I'm kind of used to saving the tear-offs and stuff. And But now the, Scott, the new Scott roll-offs, are, they're built so gnarly. Like, it's almost, you know, yeah, they won't fail. I was always kind of worried about roll offs failing on me, right? Um, but tear offs are so they're so safe, and wow. but now, like I said, the roll offs are so evolved; it's not even an issue anymore. X brand goggles are choice the, of champions everywhere. X brand goggles, everybody. Um, look, hey, no, I, I was looking at them. I was looking at A rays, and I wasn't too impressed. Oh, please, give me a break! Uh, if you were watching okay. us live on Facebook, you'd be able to see our new addition to the studio. It's a flat fill. I didn't see that. Yeah, flat fill in our studio now. <laughs> he's got the jogger life going on. Yeah, he's got sweats uh, on, and yeah, that's it. It's it's in our studio, I, everybody. So I like how Pookie says it scares her a little bit. It does. Yeah, she comes up the stairs. It freaks her out. <laughs> Somebody on Facebook <laughs> asked, why is that guy standing so still? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it looks so real. Yeah. No, it it's, it's great. Is that is that actual size, too? Uh, no, that's six feet tall, so Phil's not quite six feet okay. tall. But, uh, Five, ten. Come on. Hey, so um, we were talking about you somewhere, and Jimmy D looks like he might be out for a little while. Have JGR said anything to you about outdoors? Have they said anything? No, nothing. Nothing. They don't want you to do uh, outdoors. Yeah, you were so crappy at outdoors, you were top-fiving outdoor nationals at one point, but. uh, Yeah, I don't don't, don't really know. I haven't really talked about it or anything. Just kind of, you know, is what it is. I mean, I. It's hard. Like I can't really do anything about it, you know. Uh, um, but I think uh, Kyle Peters might go racing outdoors. I'm not sure. Uh, why? Why would they? Costume. Why would they not ask you? I don't understand. What? What happened? Phil? Uh, what? What? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Come on, J Bone and Coy. Could they have? <laughs> would he have be on a 450 or 250? 250. Really? Yeah. They got an extra yeah, 450. I think it'd be uh, Hill and KP. And then, um, I th- actually, I think yeah, maybe KP's doing all of them. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I stay out of it, man. It's, well, it's not, it's not my deal. You're literally the second best outdoor rider on the team, results wise. Uh, second best. Who's, who's Pike, first best? Pike would be first best. I think he got a fourth overall or something one year, didn't he? RCH days? No, no, it's no. I've I've beaten Weston every time we raced on outdoor, not super. Yeah, yeah. okay, all right. So there we go. So outdoor, you, yeah. So you're the best. You know? I thought Weston had a better career finish. So you're the best for outdoor rider the team has, and they can't find a spot for you. 
Uh, yeah, I guess. But no, I mean, they got Bogle. He won a national, so it is what it is. Well, That's true. I, I don't know. I don't. It raises my cortisol levels. I don't even like thinking about it. It stresses me out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I hear you, buddy. I can't handle it. it. I try not to think about it. Is it something you know? that you mentioned to them, or you, they just already automatically know that you're in no matter what? Um, well, it's kind of, it's just, for me, it's hard because I'm, I'm in a pinch. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't really have much else to really do. You know, I mean, my, my contract with JGR ends, you know, right after the Vegas main event, you know, can kind of do whatever I need to do after that, you know. Um, but, I mean, I'm not, to go racing on my own is, is tough, you know. I'm not. Yeah, you don't do that. I'm not. No, I'm not willing. And I'm not really willing to do that, you know. It's kind of hard to, you know, to do it. But um, we, who knows? I mean, there's still a lot of racing left and, you know, a lot of things can still happen. But it's hard to think about that, you know. It's talking to Sagey, my trainer, and it's like, it's like, well, what are we doing for outdoors? And I said, well, I guess we try and keep training. Like, we are racing outdoors just in case yeah. something does happen. But yeah. it's it's really it's really hard to, you know, build a program around that, you know, when you're really not sure what's going to happen. No, you know? it's, it's, it's not like, no, it's we- you know? Weimer was in here a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, before he got the JGR ride last year, he was, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. training and riding. But it's not the same when no. you don't have a goal. You don't have an end no, game. You yeah. don't have, yeah, it's, he said it was really tough to do everything he needed to do. Yeah. And, and like, normally, you know, if, if I was doing a correct outdoor program, these next week and a half, two weeks, I would be yeah. on an outdoor track, you know? Like, I don't, I don't have an outdoor bike at all, you know? So it's just, like, I've been on Supercross since September. I haven't even touched an outdoor track. I rode trail riding, you know, last week or whatever for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, other than a super cross track, which was really nice. But, um, you know, it's just, man, it's hard, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you, you know, you try and race on the weekend and then you try and think about summer plans and stuff like that, which, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's a big piece of my program and what I excel at and to have that cut out of your program is, is really tough. So uh, you'd be the first guy I'd call for outdoor filling, right? Yeah, I- I'd call Phil. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean it's hard. I've, I've made a few, you know, and tried to make a few phone calls, but a couple of the guys on other other areas are already going to be back during outdoors. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So yep. it's just, you know, it's just not quite working out at the moment. So, and uh, yeah, I, it looks like Craig's staying there for outdoors, from what I hear. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. So, and like Kenny's going to be back for outdoors, yep, yep. you know. So it's yep. like, yeah, and and that's a no brainer, you know. Like I, I don't blame him. No, yeah. You know, obviously JG will be back for outdoors, and yeah, you know, it's 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 just hard. Like yeah, um, you know, like I said, anything can happen. So see what the see what the deal is, Kiefer. You got any bikes for Hangtown and Glen Helen? Yeah, man. If you need a bike, let me know. I got bikes. Yeah. I can't pay you. <laughs> let let Steve pay you. <laughs> <laughs> that four yeah. fig. I'll pay. I'll pay your. Yeah. En- I'll pay your entry, and uh, I'll give you um, uh, five hundred bucks a-, a moto if you're in the top ten. Wow, uh, huge! Hey, that, that's maybe better than uh, what we get paid for purse money. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> hey, I just we just had a. Uh, I didn't realize this, but we just had a contest. Uh, where we raffled off a helmet for a privateer challenge for the for the four fifty yeah. and, and and Devin Raper won it and it came out to three grand. Well, it was twenty. No way. It was That's awesome. It was twenty two hundred, and I chipped in eight hundred bucks of my own money to make it three grand. Wow, and, and, that's really cool. And that was equal to fifth in the L four fifty Supercross main event. No shit. Yeah. Oh god, that's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. But hey, contingency in outdoors isn't bad because Honda pays per moto. 
And if we just did this story. Yeah. So if you're fourth on a Honda in Supercross, you get paid less than you would if you got went 4-4 four, four at yeah. Sacramento. Honda pays per moto. It's pretty good. Mm, that's not bad. So we'll get you a Honda, Pulpamex stickers. You got a $500 bonus for, for us. Right. Yeah, I like it. I think we can make this work. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a month out. You better start making it happen. Uh, and we'll, we'll use all of our sponsors, so Race Tech Suspension. and Put it all together. And put it all together. There <laughs> we go. Um, I why are you wearing a Christian Craig hat, Kiefer? That's, I had a hat. I just put it on. He's wearing a Christian hat. I like Christian. Yes, Jagger home, please. I like Christian, too. I just... I didn't know you wore the hat around. Give me a, a filthy Phil hat, and I'll wear that, too. We'll make those for you. Nah, I'm not making filthy hats. They only sell ten of them. Phil's going to – he's told me at uh, Atlanta he's going to start wearing the same pants Alex Ray – I'm sorry, Alex Ray and uh, and Seth, Seth Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so ridiculous, isn't it? Seriously, those guys, what a bunch of – what a bunch of – Yeah. Did you, did you guys see Seth's pants this past weekend? No, I don't want to, dude. I saw oh, him. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him. It his, makes me crazy. Cringe. Is it skin tight with Cringe. holes? Skin tight with holes oh, and like and the accordions in them, the little uh, yeah pleats uh, or something. Yeah. You know it's and, crazy. And pro- Go ahead. And they probably spent forty five bucks on them too at H and M. At least, dude, way more than that yeah, for way, sure. Way more than forty five, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez, that's that's terrible. All right, Phil. Well, downhill. Listen, we're gonna let you go because it's late on the East Coast. We'll let you get back to your movie. Did you rent this movie? You paid money for this movie? <laughs> nah, Cody, dude. Okay, all right, well, yeah, fantastic. Good. Yeah, yeah, free, Mister Spence. Yeah, it all up for me, so yeah. I don't have to do much with it. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Good to hear. Uh, yeah. Good, good job awesome. winning the heat. Yeah, great job. Nice work. Uh, we'll see you in uh, Salt Lake City, right? All right, yeah. Thanks, boys. I appreciate uh, it. Enjoy your night. Thanks, have Phil. a good one. See ya. GearAlloy.com, please get your truck in gear at Gear Alloy. Before we go to commercial, question for Kiefer from uh, Thomas. What's up, Thomas? Thomas. Hey, guys. I've, uh, I've called in a couple times uh, asking about the new CRF uh, 450Rs, and Kiefer's been really helpful. And uh, I read your article about the Chris Hangers. So I wanted to ask uh, your opinion for all the other guys out there, because I know they're pretty popular, yep. if you're just trying to save money, mm-hmm. is it better to drill out your hangers or go with his? Because I think you said they're like $178 or something like that for the mediums. Yeah, I, I, obviously, if you're looking to save some money, drilling the middle of your top hanger out does help. That's what they did last year on the 17 bikes. So, And even the 250, you looked at factory, factory connection bikes, they still do that with their hangers on their 250 bikes. So I wouldn't start large, unlike the Chris hangers where they're large in the middle and they're cut out. Just start with like mm-hmm. four to five millimeter hole in the middle and see if you can Yeah, that's what I've got in mind right now is a five millimeter. Yep, perfect. I mean, that's quite probably not as much flex as the other ones, but obviously you can increase the hole. I wouldn't go ape shit with the hole, but yeah, you can increase it by one millimeter and see if you can feel a difference. So if you're trying to ball on a budget, it's not. it's easier just to do that. It's, the Chris hangers aren't worth it. Um, well, they're worth it, I would say, as a whole, and you want to look sano and clean. But, yeah, if you're on a budget, dude, absolutely, you can drill a hole right through the middle. You know, uh, Sounds good. hey, uh, what kind of bike you got, Thomas? Uh, 2018 Sierra 450R. There you uh, go. Do you want some Maximal Oil for that thing? Yeah, of uh, course I do. All right, fantastic. <clears throat> Maximal Racing Oils created for world-class racers like David here, or, sorry, like Thomas, uh, who challenge Thomas. the limits of possibility. The demands on equipment drive Maxima. 
to look beyond conventional ideas and exceed industry standards. Cowie, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husky, uh, MaximaUSA.com. Uh, great guys on board with us, and of course the Dogger uses it. It's the number one aftermarket oil uh, in American motor power sports. It's voted that year after year. They don't buy their way to the number one. They got there by being the best. Visit MaximaUSA.com. Does he get to choose the oil pack, or they just send him what he needs? He gets a four-stroke oil pack. Get 1040 Premium 4. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll 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 see if we can do that. Okay, Kiefer. Oh, I didn't know. I, I don't know if we can give away the good okay. stuff. All right, no, that's just it's not oh. synthetic. That's oh. all I'm asking. Okay, all don't right. run synthetic on the all Honda. Right. We're gonna give that away uh, to you. Thanks to Maxima USA. Stay on the line, and uh, we'll get to, uh, to uh, Travis. Will get your information, Thomas. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, right. guys. Have a good see night. You. Thank you for calling and appreciate it. All right, let's go to commercial break here. First one of the night. Jason Thomas will be up. All next. right. We have Cedric Subaros, Dusty Pipes. Lars Lindstrom? Good looking, dude. <laughs> wow. Things just got weird. Sounds gay. All right, everybody. Be right back after this commercial break. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. 
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then fuck you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross, though. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type motorcycle you ride. 
from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus today. Whoa, easy, gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or broll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride.
WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolong start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, 
Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Song. This was good. Good. I don't want. I just don't understand Roll why people talk forever. shit about it. Yeah. I feel like I could have been a grunge singer back in the this day. This takes me back to my mechanic days. You blasted this? Oh God, yeah. The oh, whole yeah. album? Yeah. Yeah. And I, back. and I checked the album. It's all good shit. Yeah, I just think people couldn't get by uh, the singer being such a big douchebag. God, it's good stuff. Like I think people just were like, I hate this guy. I thought. They thought it was like butt rock or something, you know? Well, a little bit of that, but how could you not like that? My Own Prison? Dude. Uh, all kinds. Higher? This is what happens. Heather leaves, and I look up music, and I find these old shit that I used to listen to, and I like it again. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, Jason Thomas coming right up here on the show. We still have some stuff to give away. We have Cedric Subaross coming up, Dusty Pipes, uh, Lars Lindstrom all coming up here tonight. Thanks to Filthy Phil and AC for uh, joining us earlier. Seattle Supercross is coming gone, and truthfully, there ain't much to talk about it. Uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't a great race, but uh, Plessinger rode great. Tomac rode amazing. And Anderson. Dude, he Kiefer, rode it like he was really aggressive. 
It bit him in the heat. Yep. And in the main, he fell over, but it really wasn't much. And it's funny. We always talk about, hey, Tomac's going to win or crash. Well, he did both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a real interesting race, Seattle. This weekend, triple crown race. Ooh. This weekend, triple crown, Minneapolis. So I love these things. They should be great to watch uh, for sure. Uh, it's supposed to be calling for snow this weekend, though. That's not going to be very good. Yeah. You're in the dome, though. You're good. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Vortex Racing. Gear Alloy. Roost MX. Vertex Pistons. X-Brand Goggles. Michelin Star Cross 5. Maxima USA. FMF. Love the guys at FMF. You just tested something from FMF. Yeah. Uh, what did you test? Husky KTM Factory Dish. Yeah. And so, so Parabinos was out here riding with me. We yeah. were chasing the sun a couple weeks ago, yep. and he had the ex- stock exhaust on. And I was right. really surprised for a stock exhaust. Now, granted, it, it was the racer, the racer model. Yep, Rockstar Factory Edition, Rockstar, Rockstar model. Mm-hmm. But I was really surprised at how like the exhaust was standard, but it looked pretty tight, pretty compact, pretty small, pretty unique. Can the aftermarket ones improve on that? The FMF one is a little longer, but it's okay. not like the bazooka that you see on the Rocky Mountain KTM teams. Yep. Those are a little longer. Um, but yeah, as far as w- what I thought was cool that I didn't know before I was testing the FMF stuff is FMF gives them all the stuff, right? The Husqvarna and the KTM people up in Austria. Yep. They map it and test it, and then everything comes back here. And in production, that's what we get. So it's been mapped you know, all that stuff. So there's no D-cell pop. It's really clean. That's yeah. what I noticed right away. Because right. sometimes when you put a pipe on, it'll backfire a little bit or D-cell yeah. pop. Clean. Yep. And well, it's tough to beat a stock pipe because that stock pipe's good. Well, that's what I looked at this thing. I'm like, how do you beat this thing? Because it's tight yep. and small. It looks, like it, it's, looks like it's been used to maximize the power in certain ways, you know? Yep. Uh, works connection. Atlas neck brace. Love the guys at Atlas. And uh, W Wheels, of course. Uh, WUSA.com. Please check them out if you need wheels. Guts Racing, official seat foam seat cover of seemingly half the team in the pits, as well as uh, the Rockstar Husky guys. And Get Data. Destroy the start. Get Data. Whether it's two-stroke ignitions, uh, which are actually sold out right now. They've done so well with them. Or you want to run the uh, the brand new uh, seat, uh, dual injector kit they have, or the uh, simply the CDIs that Rocks, uh, Red Bull KTM does in the uh, Europe, or the Monster Yamaha guys do over here. Get Data. Uh, please check them out. All right, uh, let's get into our regular guest, uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? What's happening? Fly hey, Racing, flyracing.com. Please Hi. check them out. How's everything at Fly Racing I, right I now? I endorse that message. Yeah, how's everything at Fly Racing right now? Uh, it's good, man. It's busy. We're getting ready for uh, the outdoors. We're only a month away, so spent a lot of time working on that over the last week or so. You know, we yeah. obviously have a huge team um, at our office that it takes to put something like that together so um yeah we're all kind of doing our little parts and hopefully build a you know solid presentation well when we came back from commercial if there's any room in the in the activation program for a creed karaoke part i suggest chris kiefer (laughs) yeah Uh, i i think we're gonna have a creed free summer you're not into creed at all jt um it's not that i don't like Creed or anything, I just don't really necessarily want to bring him into our outdoor uh, program. That's a huge mistake. Oh. That's a huge mistake. It'd get people pumped up for the motor. It would. It would. Well, I don't really control <laughs> the music. You know, that may be... Uh, let's blame Weege. We blame Weege for everything else. So yeah. Let's right. throw that at Weege as well. Uh, flyracing.com. Please check them out uh, if you have any questions. Uh, 2018 and a half. Kinetic Mesh out now. Yeah. Killing it. 
wore the same gear that Justin Brayton. Is it is it still available? By the way. What do you mean? Like yeah. it's not sold out? Like I don't know. Sometimes it's no, no, no. Stuff. We we order a lot. That's not okay. really popular. Honestly, with the graphic this year, uh, we might sell out of it. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's the best mesh stuff we've had in quite some time. I like the offsetting uh, sleeves. That's what I like. Yeah, I just think uh, you know we we were very happy with you know that graphic is the kinetic era graphic that yeah. we launched last summer mm-hmm. and uh you know we all love that one so you know when we find something that kind of works we obviously want to get the most life out of it so coming into the mesh season i knew it was going to be really good and then i think we we got some of the colorways you know really uh really nailed down too you know that blue and red one's probably my favorite but uh and i haven't seen one that i just completely dislike which normally man our line's so big i always find something that i don't like uh that stuff i, I kind of like everything which well is cool. you want to know something what? Well, speaking I, I of keeping it, you know, finding it in something you like. Yeah. I ran across some 2016 all-white fly light hydrogen gear yep. in my stash. Yep. Brand new. I'm bringing it back. Oh, you are? Yeah. That stuff was nice. Dude, it's good. good. Yeah. Um, what about uh, whenever you do your launch of the new gear, JT, the 2019 gear, maybe we can do some Creed karaoke. Mm. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. I just don't know that... The- the nation would really you know, be agreed <laughs> as much. All right, okay. I'm um, down for a little private sesh, though. Always, Scott. That. All right. What do we What do we talk about when it comes to Seattle? I mean, honestly, I don't know what to talk about. It, nothing much happened. JT. I, I want to give a shout out to guys like uh, Dylan Summerlin, Brandon Leith, Chance Blackburn. Chance is a listener of the show, by the way. Is he? He tweeted me today. Yeah, Sweet. he listens to the show. Uh, Chances are he's listening right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Chance uh, probably got black and burned from this weekend. Uh, Keely Russell, or Kelly Russell, I don't quite know how to say that. Nice job. Kelly, Kelly, yeah. Nice job for these guys. Privateer guys. Uh, Colin Juren's mechanic called in earlier. Nice job, Colin. Although I stand by my belief that the Noof would have done better than you. Um, Paul Atelli, like the mud equalizes everything, and these guys did a good job. So congrats to the Privateer. What about, what about how pumped Kelly Russell was? I know, right? He was very oh, excited. Man. I yeah, saw that. Awesome. Yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling, and it's a good one. Yeah. I was I was happy for him. Well, at Daytona, Lane Shaw almost. I mean, he didn't top him, but Lane Shaw was unbelievably stoked to make the Daytona main event. Still haven't had him on the show yet. That's mean. I like Lane Shaw. You told me you're going to make a main. He's on the show. I went to go find him the week after, and I asked his coach where he was parked, and his coach gave me bad directions. <laughs> so, the, like, I'm like, hey, where's he pitted? And, and uh, Red Dog told me, and then I went there, and he wasn't there. I'm like, nice job, Timmy. Um, but, no, seriously, good job for all these guys. Jess Pettis, also Canadian. Um, so, yeah, uh, AC was on and said that Pettis told him, like, yeah, the track was a little better for our practice. And AC said, no, man, you claim that. You claim it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe just a tiny just bit a better. a little bit better. But, honestly, JT, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? What caught your eye in Seattle? Man, it was pretty boring you know i think if you'd never go to supercrosses yeah it's it's cool but for us you know we get jaded anyway um yeah it, i agree with you it was hard to hard to find any real storylines um to me what jumped out most was i really expected marvin to kind of put it on the line and and try to make something happen mm-hmm. because for him he he still has a 30 plus point lead over tomac and why not? Why would you not go for the win at all costs, you know, in a situation like that? And you, 
you hope that you can pressure Jason Anderson into a big mistake or a crash or a DNF or something. But we kind of saw the opposite. We saw the guy that we expected to be super cautious, which was Jason Anderson. I really expected him to just kind of put in a decent ride and land on third or fourth. Yep. And I really thought, I thought Marvin would just go for it, like full send, you know, to try to get the win. Yep. And it was like the opposite. Like they, it was like transfer of power where Marvin was the one cautious, like riding like he had something to lose and Anderson was just going for it, you know, really strange. um, And and I guess that fits their personalities. Situation. Does Marv have a go for it balls out? uh, Never looks like personality or, or riding effort ever. You know? Yeah, but okay, maybe maybe not that, but at least like try, you know, to take sure. some chances. He his best lap was four seconds slower than Jason's best lap. Yeah, but I went through all the lap times today, and he wasn't even close. Right, you know, right. Top two, like he was way off, and, and he started second. You know, when you start second, you see Anderson in the lead. You got to go for it. Like you need every point. At, you know, right now you need you need to be making up points every single weekend. And, you know, he lost – on the third lap, by the third lap, he was 10 seconds down. And that was just because his pace was too slow. Uh, it, it just wasn't what I expected out of mm-hmm. him, knowing that he needs to win every race right now. Uh, Kiefer, I saw on Twitter, you got into it. I didn't really follow the whole thread. Mm-hmm. But you said Cody Webb could have done really well. So You didn't say win, did you say I win? did say win. I don't – he's not winning. Just call, let me okay. – hear me out Chill first. down? Yeah, right. chill down. JT, listen to this. Let's see if you agree. So – yeah, he's got some that covered, bro. Don't worry about it. Just hear me out for a oh second. Oh, boy. Dude. Here we go. Okay. Granted, yeah, okay, maybe when. What the when fuck are you doing? Is, is, I bit off more than I can chew there. But <laughs> podium, I would think very possible because, one, if it's a track like that where no one's jumping shit anyway, it's so gnarly and muddy. If it was just a little bit of mud where they're still jumping triples, yeah, I'm taking it totally out of the equation. But Cody rides mud well. He's very technical. When I watch these top Supercross racers ride this track, I'm immediately what I thought it was Cody. Because when he gets into shit like that, it doesn't even look like he's trying for one, and he's so fast through the stuff. Like I just feel like he could get good starts because he's a good starter, and he could ride this stuff good, and no one's jumping anything anyway. So I feel like he could do really well, and I think, honestly, I think he could podium if his shit was like that. JT? Uh, I think he would have done well, you know, because that mud like that, where it's so sticky, you can't even jump anything. It really kind of neutralizes everything. Um, I don't think he would have beaten Tomac or Anderson. Those guys were, they were really aggressive and taking a lot of chances. Um, but with the way Marvin was so, so timid. And, and when I say that he had the third best lap time and his best lap was five seconds better than Reed's best lap. So it's a little, you know, skewed as far as coming down on Marvin so hard. Uh, but I didn't see Marvin doing anything that, you know, if Cody is that good in technical stuff and mud, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I like, don't think there was people, when, out there that he would have been, you know, in over his head with. People think Cody, they don't think like, he, hey, he can't ride moto. The dude can ride moto pretty damn good. And when conditions are shitty, he's even better. So I'm just yep. looking at all the things that he does well, and he's tall. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking this. I'm presenting this without judgment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just. I'll go top five. I'll go top five for you. So I don't think I don't think he would have beaten the top two. Being I, there and watching those two in person, they were going for it. But when other I, than that, when I I'm saw a, the daytime, you know, practices, I'm like, yeah. I, I tweeted that out, and then after I saw what JT said, I saw Tomek and JA um, race the main. 
I, I would kind of retract it a little bit because they sure. were riding like it was really, really aggressive and looks like it was dry, you know, but mm-hmm. um, definitely you got to give some credit to those dudes that ride. Colton, Cody, those guys, they could have, that, that kind of stuff right there is perfect for them. Uh, also yep. to uh, Jason Thomas, uh, flyracing.com. Um, Brock Tickle rode well. Not surprising at all to anybody, right? Brock Tickle got a fourth. I had him third. Yeah, I had yeah, him third yeah. on my uh, my picks before the the night and on my column on Thursday. I picked him for third. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess I I guess he underperformed for my picks. But if underperforming is fourth, then yeah. you're doing pretty well. No, it's fantastic. Uh, let's get to some questions here. We got the X Brown goggle tariffs coming up too as well. Cody, what's up, man? What's happening? Hey. uh so first off, I just want to say thanks again for uh, let me get that A Ray jersey and meeting you in Seattle and all. Yeah, no off. problem. But now I'm surprised you paid him though, because I forgot all about that. Nice job. Way to honor your 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 commitment. Yeah, word's a word. But uh, also, um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to give a big shout out to Chance Blackburn because that was his first first main, obviously. But um, about a month ago, he lost his dad, and it was pretty tragic and i've i've known him for a long time mm-hmm. and he's a really 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 nice kid that whole family is just awesome so yeah yeah he's that's awesome no, uh, that. yeah we just mentioned to him and 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 leith and pettis and summerlin dylan summerlin like nice job for all these guys man and and that's that's got to be cool to uh to line up and uh and keely russell as well of course kelly russell uh to make your first mate it seems like yeah. washington produces the most local like shocking people for main events like kids out of washington make the main there versus yeah. other places Yeah, maybe huh maybe um no absolutely cody man thanks for thanks for the call appreciate it yeah thank you all right see you later uh let's get dude sounded like a uh, guy huh? from vital uh michael Lindsay. yeah uh lane you got a gear question for jt Yes, um, I noticed that the pro circuit riders this weekend were wearing a new vented gear. Why would they wear vented <laughs> gear in a cold mud race like that, or are they just using that colorway on a different gear set? That's a good question for JT. Uh, just bad timing, to be honest. I mean, they they launched their airline series. Um, you know, we do ours at Daytona, and we we're hoping for warm weather at Daytona. But we take we're taking the chance that it could be you know 2008 Daytona in full mud too. So um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. They they you know you're trying to launch gear, get it into the dealer, and then have all of your marketing and riders help you know pull it through retail. Right, that's the whole process. Um, unfortunately, it's just bad timing with the weather. And yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the riders were looking at you know their the rep bringing the gear like uh what's the deal here but um yeah it just works out that way unfortunately uh lane fox also launched some glow in the dark gear or something at a day race a few years ago (laughs) (laughs) they you know it just happens yeah i mean we're laughing at them and and whatever i mean thor has it just it's on it yeah it's just bad timing and bad weather and and i will say that we really try i try and max uh is our athlete manager we really try to make smart decisions with that stuff um and yeah, sometimes it bites you, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, if it would have been, uh, you know, last year, I don't, I don't remember how the weather was. Last year, the weather was fine. They would have yeah. been fine. Yeah, it would have been good. I, I will say, planning your gear launch around Seattle is, yeah. is a tough one. That's that, rough. That, that, yeah. I, would, I would probably stay away from that, but um, schedule works out that way. Hey, Lane, do you uh, do you have a bike? Yeah, I do. I got a RMZ actually. Oh, your RM Army! Wow, like me, RM Army all day long. Absolutely, and Kiefer is our mortal enemy. So thank you for uh, <laughs> for calling. Hey, we're gonna give you a set of X Brand goggles. Do you want to stay on hold? 
Oh, awesome. Yes, please. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Let's do right at the X-Brand goggle tear-off uh, segment right now. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Uh, X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Lane will soon experience clear vision. And uh, top and checker flags when he gets his X brand goggles. Use the code PulpMX17 <laughs> or PulpMX18 when you check out at EKSBrand.com. Why are you laughing? That just was funny. Checker flags. Yeah, checker flags. Okay. XBrandGoggles.com. Choice Champs Zero. These are questions submitted by Corey Moser. JT, are you familiar with him? Uh, no. You know what? It's weird because I keep seeing this guy at the races and. Maybe that's him, but no, the name does not ring a bell. Yeah, not not me either. I mean, he lives up in Washington, and there was a guy in Seattle at the races on the weekend, but I don't think it was him. Yeah, I, for a second I thought maybe you know put two and two together, but right. no, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with no. All right, here we go. Uh, question submitted by Corey Moser. Rapid fire X Brown goggle tear offs. Let's do it, Marks. Do it, do it, do it, Stephen. Do it. As the rider, do it. What is the key to getting your bike through a mudder like Seattle Supercross? Yeah, stay off the fucking clutch. That's the key. Stay off the clutch. Spike. Anger. Grab a taller gear. You know, ride around slower. Use your throttle control. Stay off the clutch. I don't think grabbing a taller gear is going to help. Lower gear. Sorry. It actually may make it worse. Yeah. Lower gear. Fro might say to stay on your pegs. Stay on the pegs. Stay on the pegs. <laughs> he did. He did say that a lot. A lot, of people, a lot of people were drunk on Saturday night. <laughs> uh, Kiefer, how and why would an Alta perform better or worse in muddy conditions? Ooh. Hold on. Hold on. What did you make of MX Sports not allowing the Alta? Why would they not allow the Alta in the vet classes? That I do not know. What? I don't, okay, I understand the two class. I understand the 250s. I get yes. that. Absolutely. I don't blame them one second because for all the things that Davey wrote in Racerhead, I agree with all of that. Yep. We don't know how these things are going to match up. I've ridden one. They're pretty fucking good. And and we don't quite know where they're going to match up. But an open class is an open class. And if you want to really get an idea of how they are, allow them in the open class to see how they compete. Yeah, that's... What's I, the problem there? I read Davey's rebuttal that, he, that was on Vital on a forum... And I kind of understood where he was coming from, but I didn't understand the part where the open classes weren't uh, excluded but, from this. How does that? I don't understand I don't that. understand yeah. that either, because then you're just taking all that out of the equation and you're fine. And if you don't know, like Davey said, we're not sure, we're not sure, we don't know. And, right. I, and I understand that. You know what's a good way to know? Put them in a class for a little while and watch them, watch them race. And a vet class would be perfect. Perfect. Yep. JT, do you agree? Yeah, I think they're. I think they're still sorting through how to handle this whole thing. Um, yeah, we know that, yeah, Mister Politically Correct. So we just said. No, I, I know, but I'm just saying. I, I think that's where it all comes from. I, I don't think they are fully have a good, you know, grip on it yet. Yeah, and put I, them in the vet class. Get a grip that way. Put them in the vet class. Get a grip. Put them you in need the to get a grip. <laughs> Clearly, you need to get a grip. Uh, I think they're getting probably getting pressure from the OEMs too. That's where it's coming oh. from. Yeah, I think there's a lot of politics going on that well, uh not so, really fair, but that's how it goes. Okay, fine. I could see that. I agree. But that just means Alta will forever be shut out. You want to know my opinion? Yeah. Okay. And I do not know this for a fact. Okay. I feel like the OEMs are pushing back, okay, and they're forcing guys like MX Sports to be like, look, not right now. We can't do this. No. 
And David's like, well, you probably said the same thing we did. And maybe the manufacturers came to them and said, look, we're going to take some of our dollars away. I feel like the manufacturers would come and say, look, buying themselves some time. Maybe they're developing something and they want to be able to get their stuff out there when their stuff gets into production. And then everyone has this electric piece Listen, out there. The, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. that's, that's what I'm thinking. No, I, I, don't, I don't know if I totally agree with that because Davey MX sports runs a terrific program with Loretta Lynn's. It is the amateur race to end all. Be all. It is yes. the number one race. Davey MX sports has the power over the OEMs at that race. You know, and they can, but at, they can call the shots and be like, look at that race. We're going to let these things in the vet class. The vet class is going to allow these things, and let's see OEMs how they do. I'm telling you right now, some of these OEMs have an Alta, and they're like, oh, and they're they like, all, they all should, and they're all like, holy shit, Suzuki probably doesn't. <laughs> That's your guys, but almost everybody else would, <laughs> and they're probably like, didn't expect it to be that good because they've yeah. ridden all the other electric stuff that's out there, and this well, stuff blows it away. I I don't understand. If you want to get a real world test, let them in the vet class. Anyways, all right, let's go. Uh, what was the question? How and why would an Alta perform better or worse in the mud? It would perform... Actually, it would perform better as far as heat. Your engine wouldn't get as hot, okay? It's going to produce... Um, it, it's all torque, so I feel like you would have more traction. And that's where I feel like the most advantage would be. I feel like in traction, when I've ridden in slippery conditions, obviously when I tested it wasn't like that muddy, but... Up north, where it was just got done raining, we went the next day. Slippery, hard pack, very, very noticeable change in traction. Thirty seconds. Thank you, Chris Keeper, for obeying the rules. Uh, JT, where do you think AP ends up next year? Uh, Yamaha Star Racing, whatever. I don't even know their full team name anymore. Two fifty again. There's a, monster, oh. there's a monster in there somewhere, I think. Now. Yeah, monster Yamaha Star. Bobby Reagan sponsored Yamaha. Yeah, Bobby J's. Bobby J. No, no, not Bobby J's. Uh, but yeah, I think they're. Uh, I think he'll be there again. Yep. Steve. Yep. You are not a fan of Filthy racing the 250 class, but he pulled off a heat race win. Do you think he could do that on a 450? No. In the mud. Oh, so so he pulls off an amazing mud heat race win, and now he's a 250 Supercross specialist. Really, Moser? I'm going to fire this Moser if I ever find him. That's a stupid question. Kiefer, mm-hmm. if you have to go to Subway or Jimmy John's, where do you go and what are By you By the ordering? way, wait a minute. One of my things about Phil riding that class, I said, there's no money in Spike. it, Phil. There's no money in it, Phil. I, that's what I was saying. Go make money in 450s. That's what I used to He'd be like, ah, oh, I got factory bonuses. I got factory bonuses and that, I, that are easily attainable. In D-Race win bonus. Yeah. How do you much? Know, do you know Five what his grand? heat race won? Five grand? G- guess what his heat race win was? A grand. JT? Mm, the way you're going about it, I'm going to say it's pretty low. Right. Like 1500 bucks or something. Yeah, it's $1,000. Boom. Yeah. $1,000. So, yeah, Phil, really killing it. Just killing it. I wonder it. You, why it was so low. You just won a heat race and you got 1000 bucks. Great work. Huh. I didn't hear the question, so I don't know what we're talking about. Wow. I got Spike Fest over here yelling. <laughs> I just proved my point again. I, I'm, once again, Steve is right. Once again, I, it, just, it goes on every Monday night. Steve is right. 
I'm glad I'm right about wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Man, you're sucking your own and dick I, right now. I just, I'm right again. And Flexible, it, Steve. It gets, it gets very tiring, everybody. Boy, works from home, keeper. <laughs> it, gets, it's very, it it's very tiring. You got a, a rib keep, removed over there? What do you got it, going on? It gets very tiring every Monday night to keep being right. It's, it's a Steve Manson. Yeah. Easy, Steve Manson. All right, let's go. Kiefer, if you have to go to Subway or Jimmy John's, where do you go and what are you ordering? Yeah, they're bullshit. <sighs> they are. Uh, they, J- J- JT, right? Jimmy John's Subway? Like, Jimmy John's? I, I starve. Yeah, I'm not going. going. I'm not going no. either. I'm going to stay home. The final answer. JT? I don't, eat, I don't eat bread anymore, so I would uh, be neither. But in the, when you did you. eat bread? When you did eat bread? Um, I went to Subway Horrible. every day of my life yeah. for about... <laughs> Five or six years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there are definitely better sandwich places than those two. Uh, yeah, because yeah, if Heather gave me an option, okay, what do you want to eat, babe? Blah, blah, blah. I'll go, I'm just not going to eat. That's how I do it. I just don't eat. Oh, it's that bad for you? Yeah, I just don't eat. Fuck it. Moving on. Wow, that's strong. JT, you've traveled all over the world. What's the best vacation you've ever taken? <laughs> Whew. Um, you know, that's tough because I've had some really great vacations. I've been, um, been with my girlfriend to Cabo a few times, which has been awesome. Uh, but you know, some of the coolest places I've ever been have been not really vacations. They kind of been working vacations for racing. Like I raced in Tahiti. Um, I've been to Greece a few times, uh, Australia a few times, Hawaii for a race. Uh, so it's difficult to answer. Um, so purely vacation, I think. Uh, I think thirty-five Mexico. seconds. Thirty-five. Do not care. Do thirty-seven, thirty-eight. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Hold on, I got a question real quick. One place you haven't gone that you'd want to go to? Uh, the Maldives. The what? The Maldives. It's uh, like an island chain off the coast of India, like south of India. Hmm. Okay. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I shouldn't even say South India. It's way south. It's like in the middle of the Indian Ocean down there. Hmm. All right, next question. Steve. Yep. Joey Lancaster is the mastermind behind the 125 oh Dream Race, oh and boy. it was so successful oh last season. I don't want to even know what the rest of Next question. They are bringing it to all the nationals next this question. year. <laughs> but rumor has it. Next question. They clipped Joey. <laughs> rumor has it, really? Seems like a dick move. <laughs> Next question. There was no question mark on the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) Just a period. I don't know anything about this. 125 deal? What? I don't believe you. I don't know anything about it. Next question. Hey, I got something that might be cool. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Never mind. I better not say anything. No, now you have to. There might be an electric bike race in downtown Portland. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, Electric race in downtown Portland? I don't know. Keep it going. I don't know if I'm supposed (laughs) to say anything. All right. I might just fuck it. Maybe, hey, Stu? I'm not. Just keep it going. Stu? Keep it moving. Keeper. Right. 30 seconds. 37 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Do mud races level the playing field, or is a tomac going to tomac if it's wet or dry? No, mud races level the playing field. Tomac's going to crash, but it does help tomac to come back and win when he crashes. Well, his crash is probably going to be about four miles an hour, too, exactly. which helps. All right, last one, JT. Why do you think Josh Hill would walk away from a job at Monster? Uh, okay. Uh, I think... Ne- never mind. Is it for Steve or for me? It's for you. And Never mind. 
Uh, I just think he wasn't ready to transition. It's hard, man, to go from setting your own schedule, not having a boss, doing whatever you want, kind of whenever you want, to having a job and, you know, a real schedule and, you know, having to be at somewhere at a certain time and not being able to leave. It's just a really tough transition. If you're not fully ready for it, you'll find out pretty quickly. So I just think he, you know, he wasn't ready yet. And he will, you know, a few more years, he'll he'll wake up one day and not want to race anymore at that level. And I just don't think it was his time. You know what, though? Keep racing. I would think, 39 seconds, way too long. I would think that he'll sign a deal to be a monster athlete for X amount of money. I don't know, 30 grand? Is that somewhere in there? Is that something? What do you think, JT? Random. Just shot. Uh, Axel got 90, which caused a huge shitstorm. So, okay, so take that for what it's worth. He'll got 30 to 40 or something. I don't know. So, he'll get 30 to 40 from that for Monster. He went to Canada a couple weeks ago. He's racing Supercross now. He did the straight rhythm. He, he, he's probably hitting up all these years. He went to Geneva. Like, he's probably pulling in 100 grand. And he's back oh, racing. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No so, doubt. Yeah. So he's pulling in. $100,000, and he's a racer again, and he's racing selected races, and he's having fun, and so, you know, hope somebody stops him from going into a race. That would be really nice on my end of things. Does he go next week, you think? Yeah, he's in. Oh, he's in. I heard he's in. Awesome. Yeah. So he's in until Marsha gets back, so. Sweet. I, I think if he was, if, if it was me, and, well, son of a bitch, um, <laughs> if it was me and having the hindsight that I have now, I would hope that he would go in and talk to Mark Hall or whoever, you know, Mitch Covington, whoever he needs to talk to and say, hey, I'm not ready yet, but could you hold this for a minute? Because, man, you want to talk about a good job? He had a good job. Yeah. And I don't know what he was making, and I don't know any of that stuff, but I can tell you that's a that's a good company to be latched onto in a pretty safe spot, I think. So hopefully he has a, an open door there when he is ready. Yeah, no, I agree, right? Um, and I'm sure he would. I would think he would. Yes, uh, Link, I would hope so. There's just man, I you see all these racers, and there's not a lot of great opportunities, you no. know, for for racers out there. We don't have college education. You know, we have a lot of education in other facets, but your traditional education, we don't have it. So to get an opportunity like that. Uh, there's a there's a lot of ex racers out there that could tell you those don't come along every day. So hopefully he's got you know that to, to fall back on. Yeah, some people like Kiefer haven't quite let go of the racing, like Josh. So I love racing. You know, Kiefer goes. Oh boy, he, here Kiefer, we go. No, we don't have enough time for this. Oh, oh, you're backing no, out. We don't have enough time for this. Backing right down. Uh, ben, what's up? How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, doing great. Glad GT, uh, JT's still on the phone. I had a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Last week, uh, I mean, obviously there was a show week off, so I listened to the pulp a couple times, and a lot of complaints about smashing on, we'll say, snore for some cat gear. Yep. I didn't see the cat gear, but I heard JT just call out the reality that, you know, not all color palettes or all flavors match with uh, everyone's appetite. So I appreciated that admission. Obviously, we all have our favorites in gear. Hold on, and, hold on. Uh, JT, JT's talking about some color lines and colorways of gear that may, you know, not appeal to everybody. I think the cat gear, correct me if I'm wrong, JT, but your opinion is the cat gear isn't, it can never appeal to anybody or it shouldn't. Does he have ears on his helmet? Um, what did I miss? It's got cats on the gear, bro. Oh, man, I'm a computer geek like Mark's. I don't know. I see too much cats in my uh, line of work already. I don't know why everyone's fascination is there, but thanks for clarifying. I mean, I'm not into it. I miss the fact that they were prints. Yeah, no, it's... I'm I'm not into it, and I don't think we would ever...
brand. I, I, I don't think we, it's something we would ever do. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. They, they took a big chance. That's, that was the shocking thing to me, to have it in multiple colorways and knowing what the minimums are for a full-size range. And each one, I, to me, I was just doing the numbers and, you know, the math. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's bold. But, hey, sometimes you got to step out a little bit. Yeah, so, really. Whatever. Uh, let's go to Jason. If it was all cat gear, then I'd be pissed. But it's one set. Who cares? Uh, I just I wouldn't put my racers in cat gear ever. You can't even tell it's cat when he's racing though, on TV. You can't tell. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Uh, okay, Jason, what's up, man? How are you? Enough with the cat gear, bro. Dude, I know these guys want to talk cat gear, Jason. I don't know what to say. Uh, hey, uh, what do you guys think about AP in the four fifty class? How do you think you would have done against? Uh, well, we just you know, I just asked Keith for that to start the show. Keith said podium. Yeah, easy. <laughs> what do you think, JT? Put AP in 450s. Uh, yeah, I think he would have got third. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have his lap times compared to uh, the, the 450? You can't go off the lap times. The track changed so much from from main to main. Like, that doesn't give you an idea at all. So, okay. that, wouldn't, that wouldn't help, man. But we, the two experts on the show say third place. That's awesome, man. All right. All right well, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's awesome. Paul, what's up? You got a question for JT and Kiefer. What's up? Yeah, um, growing up on four strokes, my dad told me that, you know, it's on an outdoor-style track, it's better to just, like, leave a 250 or a 450 in third gear and just roll on the gas out of a corner, and it's way faster than ever touching the clutch. So I was just wondering, in an outdoor setting, if my dad was just, really cheap and didn't want me to touch the clutch so he didn't have to replace it <laughs> or if that's actually the truth in an outdoor setting well for me it's all rel- your dad's right i would say your dad's mostly right but it just it's relative it depends on the track right you some t- corners are tighter than others there's no way you can run third gear in some tighter corners but for a 450 and a fast 250 yes third gear is a really good gear to be into uh, protect the engine to not have a uh, a high revving, you know, t- tire spinning bike coming out of a corner. So if you don't have enough torque in a 250, you can't run third gear. And some 450s in tight corners can't get enough um, oomph out of a corner to, to pull third gear. So um, it just depends. It's all relative on the track, I guess. JT could probably elaborate more. Uh, I would say second gear is probably the optimal turning gear on pretty much every bike out there, unless it's some really fast sweeper or something. Um, but yeah, if you want to ride in third and if you, if your bike can pull it, you know, you're going to be the easiest on the engine, but you might be the hardest on the clutch in third trying to get, you know, the, the thing into the optimal RPM range. So it could backfire as well. Yeah. I mean, Paul, you look at Justin Barsha, he won a lot of races and, and rides great and can't keep a clutch in his bike. Kevin Windham apparently went weeks in between clutches, I heard from Allie, his mechanic, one time. You know what I mean? So there's no one way to ride, to, to win races and go very fast, you know? Um, yep. So I think either one could work for you. Like, I, I get, I, myself, ideally, yeah, I think you want to stay off the clutch on these four strokes. With the amount of torque they have and, and the, the plates they use, you can bur- burn through them pretty quick. But, again, some guys make it work, and they do really good things on a bike. And, and in Wyndham, same way, Wyndham was super fast. And, I'll give yeah. you a perfect example. No. New KTM, new Yamaha. New Yamaha will pull a third gear because it has more torque. And with the KTM, you can use second gear a lot more than the Yamaha because it revs so damn far. So it just depends on the bike. 
There you go. I can right. remember. Yeah. I can remember time. in thank you, 2006, 2008. You know the, when Chad was still on Yamaha, we would do. You know we would do all of our 20s and stuff early in the season. But you know by mid-season we're doing lots of eights and tens, just working on pace and speed. Every single time we would come in from doing, say, like an eight-lapper, Chad would have to change his clutch. The thing would be melted. You could smell it so bad. Wow. And part of it, I'm sure, was the engine, but mm-hmm. he was just, just like, hanging off the clutch the whole way around the track. So a lot of it can be the way you're riding, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. Uh, thanks, JT. Thanks for coming on, flyracing.com. Please check him out. We got a triple crown this weekend, buddy. Should be good. We do. We're back. I predict it'll be 100 times more exciting this weekend in Minneapolis than it was in Seattle. Yeah, well, you know how you know how I feel about Triple Crown, so I'm all in on yeah, these things. Absolutely. We'll look to it. All right, thanks for your time tonight. Bye, uh, JT. We'll, we'll all, right, all right, see you. Jason Thomas, everybody, on the Fly Racing uh, Fly Racing program, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. All right, so two weeks ago, we're going to weigh a maximum oil kit like we did tonight to the caller. We said to uh, send in an email to contest at pulpamechshow.com. And we got all the what? Nah, it's good. We got all the entries here from two weeks ago, and Pookie put them all in a note or on paper, and I'm mixing them up. She's got a Vegas Golden Knights hat. Shocking garbage. I might poop in it as soon as uh, we go to commercial. But Chris Kiefer is going to make the draw for you now. Here we go. Wait, is the camera on? Oh, okay, camera's Making on, this. so Kiefer, people can see Boom. that Kiefer is doing it correctly. You ready? Brandon Trossel. Brandon Trossel, come on down. All right, BT, BT. All right, Brandon, thanks for playing the show, and uh, thanks for entering, and uh, we'll be get, we'll get back to you this week. That's right. MaximaUSA.com. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to the Dogger and everybody uh, for giving away an oil kit. Let's do um, let's do the helmet with a giveaway. The Fly F2 helmet um, with MIPS probably. I don't know. Maybe not with MIPS. But anyways, a Fly F2 helmet. Contest at PulpamexShow.com. We want to help out our archive listeners. Contest at PulpamexShow.com. It has MIPS. Just put Fly. What Do they all have MIPS? Everyone? F2 has MIPS. Oh. But there's they make other That's ones. That's what I mean. They make yeah, both. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. You done yet? Yep. You done? Okay. Uh, FlyRacing.com. And uh, please go contest at PulpamexShow.com. Put Fly Racing in the uh, subject line. And we will draw next week. And you will get a free helmet. Helping out the archive people. A lot of people say, you know, hey, most of our listeners are archives. I get a lot of uh, tweets around Wednesday about you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it takes them a couple days. Uh, speaking of a couple days, Michelin Starcross 5. They push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter conditions or terrain. Available in four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Michelin Starcross 5 complain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design. A durable yet more flexible sidewall and a more pliable B package for easier mounting. Uh, a few quotes from people that we had on Michelin Ride Day. Uh, Starcross 5 is the best tire around. Although I'm a sponsored rider with another company, I can't wait to get back on my favorite, Starcross 5. Ooh. And, hands down, the best tire I've ridden with. Michelin Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Kiefer, you did a tire test? Yes, sir. You put the Michelin Starcross 5s up against some other brands? Yes, sir. What'd you think? Uh, it's really good. I... I uh, wasn't really a shootout, but I kind of talked about each tire and how it performed and how, how soon it wore down, and if it was more of a long-lasting tire or a performance-based tire. But uh, in my perfect combo, I would love to have um, a Starcross 5 soft front. It has so much, so much, like, lean angle grip. That's one of the things that attracted me to the tire is I can start my lean sooner, 
And in the podcast, I mentioned I rode some spec tires, you know, when I do tire testing. So I get to ride on some of the tires that the guys race with. Mm-hmm. And it's similar in that aspect where a spec tire, you can really start your lean early. And that Starcross 5 Soft is similar in that aspect. So, yeah, good tire. Performance-based tire, awesome. So, like, what's the different? Like, it, if you ride a, a, a semi-hard pack track that's loose, though, a little bit, mm-hmm. you can go medium. Yes. Or you can go so- sand. Soft. You can go soft, not but, sand. But uh, Yeah, not sand, but soft. Um, what's the difference between the two? Like, what should you lean? What, I always, in my whole riding life, lean towards the mediums. Yep. So because I feel like if you need grip and soft, the medium will work. But if you need grip and medium and you have a soft, it won't work as well. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Because you don't need grip, shin, grip, shin, mm-hmm. and soft necessarily. Yeah. A, a, a wider <laughs> range of tires will grip in, in a good ass, you know, soft yeah. sand condition. Yeah. But when you get to, it depends what kind of hard pack or medium pack base you're working with. Is it a harder, is it a dry, what I call a dry slick or a wet slick? If you go to Glen Helen at 2 o'clock and they water it, to me, a medium front tire is going to work better on lean angle because it picks up that loose, um, wetness, watery top base of the dirt versus uh, a soft where that doesn't work as well. So for me, I'm more of a soft front-end guy, and I'm a big front-end steering guy, and I mentioned that in the podcast where you have to kind of figure out if you're a rear steering guy or a front-end steering guy because some of these rear tires do not like to pivot and slide because they grab. Mm-hmm. So if it's wet and so hard pack, really, medium is better. Yeah, so you're a, you're, you're a fan of kind of analyzing your riding style a little bit. You kind of have yeah. to know what, who you are right. before you buy stuff. Yeah. So. so the Michelin Starcross 5 line, I mean, would in your opinion, is it up against the best of the best? Now, yes. Before Starcross, yeah. no. Right. So The new one, the Starcross the 5. The new right? one is, yes. It's right. up top three for me. Top three tires. Well, good job. And that's on Kiefer Podcast? Yeah, the new one, the 53. New, all right. Check out Kiefer Testing uh, Podcast that uh, is, a, is a big part of our program. And Chris Kiefer, you write a lot of things on PulpMX.com as well. So people, if you're into what Chris Kiefer is saying and testing and everything else, check out uh, PulpMX.com. Yeah, a lot of stuff. New stuff that's <laughs> over on Steve's site versus my site. And uh, I'm going to be contributing to Kiefer Inc. Testing Podcast. Yeah, this week. I'm going to cross over. We're doing a living with RM Army. Yep. It's going to be a special appearance we, by you. We don't want you in the army. <laughs> yeah, so Steve presented to me not even for me to be in the podcast. No, we don't want your opinion. We, you, you've made your opinion clear, okay? I love the RM that I have. My RM's E450. Is your dog tag still on? No. Ooh. I think Cookie threw him away. Uh, speaking of RM450s, the guy on the line uh, knows a thing or two about them. But before we get to him, uh, do you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husky comes with a Vertex piston? Did you know that? 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. They're an OEM supplier to KTM, Husky, Beta, Gas Gas, TM, a.k.a. bikes that Kiefer's ridden. No matter what brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. They have two strokes, four strokes, a high compression, GP-style replica ones. VertexPistons.com. Stop in your local dealer and uh, mention Vertex Piston Kit today. Pulp MX Show 2018 is the code to save at VertexPistons.com. Uh, 25% off, people, just for listening. So if you need a top-end kit, Vertex Pistons is the one for you. Uh, all right, let's get to our next guest. This guy was the uh, real cool story this weekend in uh, up in Seattle. He uh, didn't have a, a team 
when uh, the race showed up and uh, a couple of people came together, did a really good job. And not only did Cedric Subaros uh, race, he raced very well to a 13th place finish. And we welcome him on the show, Cedric Subaros. Bonjour, Cedric. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, first of all, let's talk about the Suzuki. And not, not the ride this weekend, but the Suzuki package as a whole. Do you like your RMZ? Yeah, the, the new one, the 2018, is uh, really amazing. They, they make uh, a lot of changements on the frame. on the, the, the handling of the bike is much better than uh, the year before. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm using it since almost a year now because uh, when the, the bike came out, I already... Uh, said that I won this bike, and uh, I really enjoy riding it. Ah, good, to, good to hear, because Chris Kiefer here, he's not a fan of the Suzuki RMZ, Cedric, like like you and I. Hi, Cedric. Don't listen to Hi. Steve the whole time on the show, please. Yes, no, we like the Suzuki, Cedric and I, and Kiefer does not. Um, all right, Cedric, hey, man, uh, what a story you, you, you did. And we talked after the race a little bit, but I'd like to get you on in front of a bigger audience. So you're up in Seattle on Friday, and... What happens? When does your team, the Nut Up Suzuki team, tell you, "Hey, we're we're not there. We're going back home." How does that happen? Can you can you take us through that? Um, actually, you know, um, I was flying on the on the Friday around uh, one thirty two uh, p.m. and then uh, I received a call from uh, from Stefano Brand uh, from LeBigUSA.com. Yep. And, um, you know, it was a little bit my contact between the, the team and myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it just told me that, uh, fortunately, I didn't have a bike anymore. And I didn't understand, really, because, you know, <laughs> I was in a rush. I was taking my, my, my flight. And then uh, I just sent a message to my mechanic. Uh, Is it a joke? Or, you know, because yeah. I was sitting on the airplane. And I was like, oh, what's going on right now, you know? Right. And, but, and the mechanic said, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I really like Bobby. And, uh, and you know, I know that uh, he, he worked a lot, that everything was done for the weekend. And uh, if he was telling me that it was true, you know, I could believe it, you know. And when he told me, like, sorry, man, it's, uh, it's uh, real, you know. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> what, what am I doing now? You know, I was... You know, I have a training bike uh, at home. I was almost going out of the airplane, and I said, okay, I take my training bike, I drive all night, and I will be there tomorrow, you know? Yeah. But then I I had Stefan Legrand again, and he said, okay, uh, you know, come over, and we try to find out if, if we're going to find a solution. Just uh, It would be better that if you fly directly, you know? So yeah. I just... Take the fly. I didn't sleep at all, you know. Normally, I, I rest in the flight. Yeah, I was yeah. so stressful, and I said, okay, what am I going to do? But actually, Holy yeah. smokes. Um, so, so LeBig, who's a friend of a show, he comes over here and there. LeBig talked to Hep uh, Motorsports. For people who don't know, Hep had a bike that they made work. It was a stock bike. Uh, JGR gave him a throttle body and a subframe because all of their subframes are cut down, and Cedric's a taller guy. And so JGR chipped in a little bit, and then Hep chipped in a little bit uh, with, I think, Dusty Pipes' suspension uh, worked for you, right, Cedric? I think it was just uh a it's a race tech, race tech. Yeah, race tech. Right, right. Yeah. But it was it was Dustin's setup, I think. Race tech stuff with Dustin's uh, yeah, setup. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And uh, hey, so what I find funny is uh, Cedric, is you beat every Hep Suzuki rider, and you beat one JGR <laughs> rider with their parts. So it's nice no, job. 
you know, it was uh, a different race. <laughs> you know, when uh, I see Kai Cunningham is always in front of me and he was a little bit struggling with the rut. He's, uh, yeah. he's a little bit smaller than me, so I guess uh, it was uh, harder for him. But you know that uh, they have good riders in the team, Hep, and, uh, yeah. you know, I just met everybody. You know, I was even twisting the name because, I, you know, it's hard when you come directly in the race day in the team and, you know, I know Kai Cunningham because uh, he comes over to Europe to race yep. uh, often with me and uh, against me, kind of. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was uh, kind of upset that uh, he was not going through to, to the final. But, you know, I I rode my best and uh, yeah. I know that I just had to stay on two wheels. Yeah, it was make, uh, uh, the best result. Hey, isn't it funny, Cedric, that when everything looks so bad and it all works out to be the best you've done this year and. Like, isn't it funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, this this situation happened to me so many times before, you know. Like, yeah, you know, two years ago when I came uh, to U.S. and I I had only one bike uh, traveling with uh, David Poulet. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was coming to St. Louis and then uh, I brought the engine, the only engine I had to do the season. And, you know... Once again, Stefan Legrand from LeBusa.com was there and said, okay, uh, I will find out the solution. And he left and came back like uh, 30 minutes after with a brand new engine from ProSecret. And, you know, That's it cool. was again this kind of situation like, okay, yeah. I need to learn a bike in 10 minutes and do my best. <laughs> right, right, right. And this weekend was a little bit the same. It was a stock, a stock motor. And, but, you know, in this condition... I just, uh, I was so happy to ride, and so I could just give my best, and, mm-hmm. you know, the karma helped me out as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, for people who don't know, so the Josh Hansen's team, Not Up Suzuki, that was helping Cedric, Cedric was filling in for Matt Bichelia, who was hurt, they were not allowed to park indoors because they had too much fuel in the truck, and it, they didn't want to dump the fuel, they were told to go either drive around and use the fuel, or they could dump the fuel, and they they filled the truck up. They didn't know; nobody had told them they did. They didn't need the full of gas, so they didn't want to dump six hundred dollars worth of diesel. So they and they couldn't burn it that much, right? So they went home. Now, I get that nobody told them they 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 could have went in, and apparently they couldn't have pitted inside with just the bike. They weren't even allowed to bring the bike in or anything. But come on, man, you can't just turn around and go home. Or, or at I least mean, let them know. I mean, what's drop going Cedric's on. stuff off. Drop the bike and helmet and boots off with a T. Yeah. Something you yeah, know, like right. you're just gonna go home. Has, come, come on, Cedric. Has anyone reached out to you since the race? Sorry. Has anyone from the Nut Up team reached out to you since the race has happened? Uh yeah. You know, um, I have a good relationship with Robbie, the mechanic, and uh, I even saw him today. And uh, you know, is. Uh, He's kind of the he's in this situation, you know, but he, he cannot take part for anyone, uh, for anyone, you know. He's in the middle, and then uh, he's the team is his job, and they, he likes me. He did a lot of job for me, and uh-huh. you know, even the team and Josh Hansen, what he gave me for the three race, you know, I can thank them enough because uh, it was a great opportunity. Right now, uh, I continue my my trip somewhere else, and you know. Thanks, thanks to them. But, yeah. You know, I I wish that uh, this happened differently <laughs> a little bit for sure. But, yeah. Know, I mean, now, uh, yeah. Just I'm leave, going 
Leave your bike there. Leave your boots there. Come on, guys. Come on, nut up. I mean, I think it's, you know. You, you know, it's not It's not like uh, the, the nut up picture is stick to this story, but uh, nut up has nothing with this. You know, nut up is, uh, uh, they, they, call, they uh, texted me and they say, okay, we're really sorry of what happened, you know. But, yeah. Uh, not about nothing with this, you know, and uh, they still gonna have me uh, for for the end of the season. So oh, that's cool. So that yeah, the, the, yeah, the company not really up cool. is still still yeah. helping you. Good, oh, that's nice. Good, yeah. that's and, that's really. And after good. you know the the truck driver, it's not the first thing he had to think about when uh, he left. He just listened what the boss said, and yeah. the, the boss said, "Turn around and go back home." Right. You know, and for sh- unfortunately, my clothes were inside. It's not the first thing that we we all think about. That yeah. you know, I raced on the weekend. I I had my best results so far, so I'm really happy. Yeah. So um, for people who don't know, so Cedric, you wear Fox boots normally, right? But you had to wear CDs in a different size. Yeah. You know, Clay Clay from Fox drove more than 100 miles in the morning to find out if he could just get boots for me. You know. And he said, when he came back, he said, you know what, wear wherever you want, whatever you want, you know, because... Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the the team had some, uh, I don't know exactly the size in, in American, it was 46, and I'm wearing a 45, so it's one <laughs> size bigger. But I said, doesn't matter, I don't have pain in it, so I ride with it. You know? Oh, and it, then uh, where'd you get a helmet from? You wore a Fox helmet, right? Clay got you one? From somewhere? I, not, normally, I have uh, one helmet in the truck, and then I, I keep my training helmet at home. And then I said, oh, come on, it's going to be muddy, so I take two helmets. You know? Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. I just took one helmet, one body armor with me because uh, I said it's going gonna, it's gonna to be muddy, so right. I take more clothes with me. And then it, it was lucky, this. <laughs> yeah, good move. And then uh, our, buddy, our buddy, or no? No, our buddy J- Jason Thomas said you uh, wore fly gear. Fly gloves. He was very happy about the fly gloves that you wore. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had to, I had to ask uh, gloves somewhere because you know, uh, Clay is bringing uh, from Fox is bringing like uh, all my kits and gear at the uh, at the oh. races. But yeah, I have the the kit from the the weekend before normally, and then uh, we used to have just only one pair of gloves, and so <laughs> we had. It was a struggle uh, over the weekend, but uh, he finished good. Dude, and then he got his best finish, Kiefer. Yeah, well, I think, yeah. This, I don't know if Cedric can maybe talk about this. It's You're so, like, fabric, like, just blown away. Like, I just can't believe what happened. There's no expectation on yourself. You don't know if you're going to race, so it almost you got less pressure. Yeah. And you're like, it's not even my bike. I'm just going to go wing it, and you end up riding better, I think. There's no pressure on yourself. Yeah, maybe, huh, Cedric? There's yeah. no pressure, and you're just, like, going to go try it, right? You're, like, yeah, you know, in this situation, you have no you have no pressure anymore because the worst already happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, what else can happen? My team didn't, didn't show up. I, yeah. I, uh, nice job for HEP and, and JGR and everybody uh, for, for getting yeah, you, you out know, there, you know? I, I just want to say uh, another word about HEP and uh, G, uh, JGR and, and Stefan Legrand. They did an amazing job in three hours when I was, sorry, when I was in the airplane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, really want to thank all of them and all the person involved in this uh, story and that they all make it happen, you know. You know, all the mechanics, they work, and they, they even did a time-lapse, which is... Uh, I saw that, which you, yeah. Yeah, you can see it on my Instagram, and they built the bike so fast all together, and thank you to them, to all of them. It was crazy, you know. Yeah, so what's going to go... What's going to happen from here on out? Do you know yet? I kind of heard that things were going behind the scenes. Are you going to ride 
for them the rest of the year? I'm going to ride. I can tell you that uh, I had, uh, yeah, they said today that I could finish uh, normally the season with them. And, uh, you know, it's a nice. great opportunity for me. And I can thank them enough again because, you know, for a team taking a rider like at this point of the season with his sponsors, yeah. you know, I'm Fox, I'm Monster, and, mm-hmm. and Scott, and it's really difficult for them. And, uh, you know, the HEP team, they're amazing. And the boss, Aaron, and Justin, Dustin, they're like behind me. And, uh, you know, they don't even put any pressure on me. They just did the best for me, you know. Yeah. It's so good. Dude, I, I was a mechanic for a long time, Cedric. That's a lot of work for everybody to do that. And in, in those conditions and – yeah. Everybody needs to be applauded here. That's a great work by everybody to to get you racing and and to care about you and to to try to you know do their best for you and and then to keep you on, man. That's awesome. That's that, that's really yeah. really cool. I think. Um, hey, uh, also too, or do you have something? Yeah, I got something. Oh, go ahead. How old are you, Cedric? Uh, I'm 29. Um, who would you look up to when you're in France, like growing up riding dirt bikes? Did any French riders stick out, like DV or anybody, like help you growing up? Uh, for, first of all, I was a big, big fan of uh, Jean-Michel Bay. Um, I was uh, I was three when I came the first time to the Super Bercy Supercross in Paris, and I was like dreaming about him. And then yeah. uh, I used to do some training school with me with him, and it took me uh, like a couple of time uh, under his arm, like on the races when I was young, saying, okay, yeah, yeah. do that, do that. Right. And, uh, and after a little bit later, like for sure, David Villeman and, uh, Chad Reed. Nice. Yeah. We have Villeman up here all the time in our studio. He's great. He's yelling. Yeah. He's yelling and screaming about everything. He's, you know, how DV Tire is. pressure, everything. Tire pressure and riding styles <laughs> and everything. Uh, and, and, uh, JMB is awesome. He's, uh, whenever I see him, at the races, I'm always I always say hi, and I can't believe that he knows who I am, and I get to talk to John Michelle Bale. It's incredible, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, um, he's a simple person. He's so cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, Cedric. Also, too, a lot of our I've been to Geneva and Bercy for many, many years now, and and I've seen you over there. You rode a two-stroke for a few years, and you did pretty well on it. Um, Why did you ride two-strokes for those couple of years, and and what did you think about racing against these guys on two-strokes? And, and you did pretty well on it. Yeah, you know, um, actually, at this time, I I didn't have the choice. Uh, I just uh, needed to ride, and and I added a German team at this uh, at this time. It was uh, Katie and Sal. Uh-huh. They said, "Okay, uh, you can ride for us, but uh, we only have a two-stroke for you." I said, "Whoa!" I was <laughs> 19, and I was uh, coming from a 250, and uh, the first time I tried it was uh, in 2009, and. I, I went to a race in Stuttgart and I said, okay, I like the bike. Next uh, next weekend, I have the French championship in Geneva. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, you can take the bike. And then I, I've been uh, king of Geneva against uh, Josh Hill and uh, there was Benjamin Quasi and yep. guys like that. Even Justin Braden was there. Yep. And I, it was my second race with the big guys and I just won it, you know, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're like, wow, yeah. two strokes. <laughs> yeah, and so, so I said, okay, I keep this bike for for another year. Then uh, I stay in this team, and I did some pretty good results, even the Bercy Stokros, but yeah. now now it's behind, you know. But for sure in the future, I will ride again a two-stroke again against the 450. I really like it. Yeah, he overseas, what? he's just handling oh, it. What, for, what was your first year in German Supercross? What year was that? Uh, it was uh, 2009. Okay, 2009, yeah. Um, almost 
almost stopped motocross two months before, and then I ha- I found out that I could ride the German Supercross. Then. Oh, really? And, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, hey, and also, too, why do you always run number 201? What's up with that number? Um, actually, my number is the 120 When since I'm really young, and then in the, in the AMA, I don't have any. Okay. Uh, this uh, number is not free, but actually, I'm riding the 85 now most of the time because of uh, Mika Musken, you know. Oh, okay. Marvin's brother. Yep, yep. And uh, so since his crash, he, he just uh, asked me if I could have have his number, and for sure, I really like uh, having the, the 85, and you know. For sure, the 85 was not available here, but yeah, uh, well, he is my my number now, uh, hard number, I would say. Even. Uh, how is he doing? How is he doing, by the way? Uh, you know, Mika is a uh, is a strong guy, really strong, and he is uh, he is finding a way to to enjoy life now. And uh, I have a lot of news uh, from him all the week, and you know, I I cannot ride if I don't even text or even FaceTime with him, you know, it's, it's like a force for me now. And Oh, awesome. Yeah, and, you know, uh, for sure he's uh, looking a lot at uh, what Marvin is doing and what we are doing because, mm-hmm. you know, Mar- Marvin is his brother, but when Marvin left to America, I spend most of my time with him, and, and he is like my brother now. That's good to hear. Oh, good to hear, yeah, that he's, yeah. he's doing all right. Um, you know, you have 33 points. You're going to finish... The next four rounds, you know, you're going to make the main in every one uh, for sure, and you mostly likely, and you might end up with national number 70 or 80 or 85 or who knows, Cedric. How funny would that be if you ended up with a national U.S. number? Um, yeah. So you want to stay here, though, like next year? You'd like to come back and get a ride and do the whole series again? You know, um, in the in January and February, I'm usually doing the Arena Cross UK, um, right. but... You know, if I have the opportunity to do the the season uh, 2019, the compete season, uh, I will not hesitate. You know, yeah. uh, it's something is one of my dream, and if I have a, a good place with that, that I can live because uh, I I don't want to struggle the week. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I I just wanna if everything is uh, going on the rail, and I will come for sure because uh, you know it's it will be a game, uh, a dream coming true. Right. Yeah. Well, I've seen you race over the years here and over there. You have you have very good supercross skills. You're a very good technical rider. So, um, you know, I think you do pretty well with with somebody over here to get in the each and main event and get closer to the top ten. Um, thank you for coming on, Cedric. Really cool story. Glad to hear it worked out. Um, it was the most exciting thing for me at Seattle, to be honest. <laughs> was 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 he following your situation? It really was cool, man. <laughs> I guess you're not uh, seeing this uh, so, oh, really often. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And thank you uh, for joining us, and we'll see you this yeah. weekend in yeah, Minneapolis. Good luck, Cedric. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank All you. right. Merci beaucoup. Cheers. Cedric Subaros, everybody, uh, on the Pulpomex show. Let me. Uh, I wanted to quickly. I added Dusty Pipes to the lineup because he uh, has a part ownership of the HEP team. And can, can you call him? I'm screwing this up. I just tried to do it twice. I'm an idiot. So, uh, cool guy, Cedric. Yeah, he seems like a good French dude, huh? Yeah, he's he's good. And t- I'll tell you what, Kiefer, on the smaller tracks uh, over there, well, yeah. he gives the American guys all they want to handle. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. I asked him what year German Supercross Championship he went to, and I remember going over there and uh, seeing him race that two-stroke. Yeah. His, and then for people out there listening to this, in Germany it's super soft and spongy and tacky. 
Yeah. And you have to get on the gas before the corner even starts. You can get on the gas really early. And I saw him come around that two-stroke, and literally he got on the gas before he even pivoted and did a 180 corner so quick. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this yeah. guy's good in that tight stuff. I kind of brain farted. I asked him about number 201. Because that's what he is now. Yeah. I meant 120. He was always 120. Yeah, no, I remember him saying 120 because I was 120 and yeah, so was he. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm, I totally brain farted on that. I meant 120. So when I, mean. I lost my the AMA number that I had, yeah. he's the one that got it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, why don't you say something? I had, well, you were talking. I didn't want to interrupt well, you. Well, just say something next time. All right. Uh, all right, hey, let's get to our next guest, uh, Dusty Pipes. Dustin, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Steve? Uh, Chris Kiefer's in studio here also, by what's the up, way. What's up, Dusty? Um, Hey, what's going on? First of all, thank you for the graphics. I have a Hep Suzuki replica in my garage. It's great. Adding to the army, man. Adding to the army. Yeah, and you know what? Kiefer doesn't like the RMZ. <sighs> Here we and, go. and you know what? He can go fuck off because we like, <laughs> we love the RMZ, don't we? Yeah. No. No. It's a it's a good bike. I don't really know what he's talking about. So. Nope. I'm high. I would not trust his <laughs> testing skills at all. Anybody. Um. Hey. So we just had Cedric on. Um, what a cool story. He said you guys are going to help him the rest of the year. Are, are we officially yeah. going to announce that here? Yeah, yeah, we are going to help him the uh, rest of the year. He's going to be um, be on our team for the last four rounds. Um, we put it together pretty uh, pretty quickly, but uh, we are glad to kind of get it all get it all together for him. And uh, so he probably won't be on the stock bike this week. So that's, yeah, he's yeah. stoked that's about that. That's awesome. Good job for you guys. Does he have to wear FXR? Do you know that? Is he still working through that kind of stuff? Or um, no, so he's not going to wear any of our gear. Just um, we had to jump through a lot of hoops, but luckily, um, all our gear sponsors were uh, more than willing to um uh, to um uh, help oh, him good. out this year. Yeah, yeah, and kind of uh, let us kind of I don't know. Oh, that's good. Lines. Good. Just good. be cool about no, it. Good yeah. to hear. Good to hear. Not everybody's being dicks. I like that. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> guy comes from France and. Get stranded like this, and and not everybody's being dicks. Good to hear, uh, pipes. Yeah. Hey, hey, um. So, tell us a little bit about this bike. Uh, what was it in pieces? Was it a spare bike that was in the truck or what? Um. So basically, we had a bike that we just stripped down just for parts. So oh. frame, motor, yeah. everything like that, just as a spare. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, J Bone came to us late in the day on Friday and was like, told us what the deal was and uh, see if we had anything. And we were like, yeah, we do. And they built it from the frame up. And uh, I think they helped with the chain and the subframe and a throttle body and yep. uh, whatever we, whatever we didn't have, we didn't have a, we couldn't give them a race motor, but uh, for this past weekend, but you yeah. will have it for uh, this weekend. So yeah, you had a bone stock motor, right? From what I understand, a bone stocker. Yeah, um, yeah, it probably with, wasn't bad for this round. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. No, I, no, yeah. I got to think about it, and it probably ran less hot. I don't think I saw right. any steam out of his bike and stuff. I mm-hmm. think it was honestly pretty good. Um, and he used your stuff, your race tech suspension with your settings. Um, I think he used Henry's. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I thought it was yours, yeah. but yeah. So Henry Miller's stuff. <laughs> um, yep. And you know what? Like, hey, he beat Malcolm. He beat J- one JGR guy, and he beat all of your guys, your team. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I mean, in, a, in, in a shitty way, but you guys put – you you he would not have done this if you weren't there for right. him, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? None of you cared about that that much. That's cool. Right. Well, you know, I think – 
you know, a big thing is is this sport's kind of like family. And when someone kind of goes down, I think a lot of people kind of band together and make sure that we pick them back up. And uh, Cedric's a good guy, and he's a good rider. And yeah. um, we're just kind of glad we were able to make it happen for him. No, that's awesome, man. I, I, honestly, uh, Dustin, the, the racing in Seattle was pretty fucking boring. This was maybe the story of the day for me mm-hmm. was was helping this dude out. You know, I, he had wrong size mm-hmm. boots. He wore a different brand of boots. He had <laughs> fly gloves on, I guess, <laughs> with Fox gear. Like Just mix and match the yeah. shit out of things. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. The other thing is we didn't have a wrench for him. So I think his girlfriend went down the line with him. I'm not quite sure. I know he changed his clutch in between the heat and the main. So he was kind of <laughs> That's even cool that he would even be willing to even do and, his and, own shit. And Garrett, his chick immediately becomes the hottest mechanic ever. Yeah, right? She's good. <laughs> She's hot? good. She's good. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, well, actually, I don't know if you want if you really want that getting out pipes about the seven deuce deuce. Do you want me to talk about the seven deuce deuce or no? Uh, I, I don't care. It's fine. Okay, so you guys carry the seven deuce deuces bike. He doesn't pit with them. Yeah, but they carry the bike. Right. Okay, yeah. This is what Hep Suzuki yeah. is, everybody. That's bitching. These are this is Hep Suzuki. Hearts of gold down there. Hearts of gold. I tell you. Well, Addy's kind of Addy's kind of like family. He uh, grew up at my dad's racetracks and stuff like that. So I've known him and yeah. since he was eight. You know, so it kind of goes way way back. And he was in another spot where. He needed a little bit of help, and um, we were fortunate enough to be able to give it to him as as well. So obviously he can't pick us because yep. he's not in the army. No, but, he, uh, I've been telling him, him a bit. dude. I've been telling him he to get be- get to the army, and he's like, "Ride red, bro. Ride red, bro. Ride red till I die, man." I'm like, dude, you got to join the army asap. So yeah, um, no, I, I like that. I like that kind of stuff, Dustin. Uh, I think that you know we all need to be like that a little more. Yes, it's a serious sport on the track and yes there's lots of money and prestige and egos at stake on the track but off the track can we not be dicks to each other that's all i that's all i ask you know so um pipes pipes yeah are we getting in the main this weekend me yes i'm saying um i sure hope so i'm kind of starting to trend in the right direction right i think uh i think to put it brutally honest, I've been sucking this year, and I think part of that is just uh, kind of trying to balance doing the team stuff and I doing told, my own stuff. I so, told you, Pipes. I, I told you, Pipes. Everybody told me, and I was like, eh, whatever. Ain't a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a little little gnarly, but um, <laughs> hard to figure it out. <laughs> um, so hopefully hopefully it goes good this week. And yeah. If it's in the main, that would be great. Um, I don't think I have the speed to qualify in the top 18, but I think I could get a start and get a top four in the uh, light and the um, uh, last chance. So yeah, I think it's possible for sure, and I'm not, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, listen, I you've, I, yeah. uh, you've made a lot of mains before, and, and if not, you're mm-hmm. always a guy that's so close. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you just haven't been there this year, and I'm glad that you know you're you're not you know you're not getting all butt hurt for keep for saying that or whatever. No, yeah. I'm saying yeah. like I I've seen him ride before. Oh, I know. I watched I him ride, too. and he's a good rider. So I would just mm-hmm. expect more out of him. But I understand what he's going through. He has a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So. Well. Right. No, I think uh, the whole team expects a little bit more out of out of my myself, and unfortunately, it kind of hasn't been the way it's been going. But luckily, Kyle's been. Steadily getting better this year, and he's starting to kill it. Uh, this week in Seattle kind of sucked. We had a couple bike problems and stuff for him, or else I think he would have been in the main again. And Henry's starting to pick it back up after his uh, broken back and stuff. Yep. So things are tr- 
in the right direction for the team. I just kind of got to get on board with it. Henry Miller making the main this weekend was not a surprise. Outdoor guy, muddy. No. You knew Henry was coming through, you know? People say yeah, Henry's no. sketchy. I don't think he's that sketchy. No, he's pretty sketchy. Is he? Yeah, he's pretty sketchy. He's fast. I, I watched him ride. I was like, uh, for an outdoor guy, he's not that uh, sketchy on a supercar. Who's sketchier, Alex or him? This year? Yes. Henry. Really? Yeah, last year, Alex. Okay. Alex in life, but not this year. <laughs> Alex in life. Yeah. Alex is sketchier in life. <laughs> Uh, no, I think he. I think he's getting better. He's coming around for sure. He's made three mains, I think. Henry, maybe just two. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, it's a really cool story, man. And and how's the X brand goggles working out? Everything good? Because oh, it's great. Pipes, you you weren't you never wore X brand until this year, and I hope that doesn't that's not why things are going south with your performance. Because to me, I tell everybody you got to wear X brand to win. Well, I actually wore them, and then I switched to Dragon, and then I switched back. So, yeah, no, I uh, love Rich, and I love everyone. So those right. guys are all, those guys are awesome there. So goggles and, are a one. And FXR is uh, Kiefer just did an FXR shoot. They're a big part of your program. Everything's good with those guys, dude. That gear is so underrated. It's not even funny. That's um, good, right? Yeah, it's so good. Uh, you know, I've been with Fly forever, and Max and those guys there are some of my best friends. So it's kind of a big deal for me to switch. I yeah. was, yep. I was with them for like seven years. It feels like, and uh, to switch to another brand was a little hard for was a little hard. But honestly, they've been great to work with, and the gear is like some of the best gear I've been in. The pants are awesome. So well, yeah, some of the new, new stuff that come out next year six too. Do so. uh, Dusty? I know it's 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 early and everything else, but I mean. You coming back next year? Do you have some stuff going on? Do you have plans? Is everything sure. everything set in stone? Uh, we're not set in stone, but I think we'll be back next year, and yep. I think it'll be a better team. So good, good. Yeah. So I think every I think everything will go up another level, and uh, right. just kind of the vibe I'm getting from every sponsor and stuff like that is that they want stuff to happen next year. Mm-hmm. So um, good, good. That's our plan. Hey. Yeah, next year. Sure. Does Holland ride anymore? No. Nothing. No, nothing. Wow, that guy was badass on a 125, dude. Yes, he was. He was. Yes, he, he was. was. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, Dustin, thanks for coming on, man. I, I, I just want to get a little bit, get a little bit aside of kind of what happened and what came together for Cedric. And, mm-hmm. and again, I applaud you and you guys, your team of mechanics, your sponsors, and everybody for making it happen. Uh, I understand. I talked to Watson a little bit today, and. I understand their point of view, but I, I still don't understand why they couldn't have left a bike and boots and, hey, we're, you know, we got to go. I, I don't understand the whole – I don't know what happened. I, I know, you know, they weren't told they couldn't have a full tank, but I just feel like they could have done something and the kid was up Shit's Creek and, and you guys helped him out, man. And so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure what happened on there, but I know I get sent something every week when it's indoors that it has to be a quarter tank, so – Maybe they need to be on the list or something. Maybe someone left them off, but yep. yeah, kind of sucks to happen. But I'm glad we were in the spot to help out. Seth. Yeah, and so, and, uh, and he's going to do really well for you the next four races. I, I have a feeling he's a good rider. He is. So um, is. thanks for the time tonight, man. Appreciate it, and we'll we'll talk soon. I'm sure. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, Dustin. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Dustin. Right. Uh, Dustin Pucks, everybody from the Hep Suzuki team, That's talking cool. about getting Cedric on. And uh, by the way, bro, bro bought you by VertexPistons.com, uh, Pulpamex Show 2018. If you need a top end kit, two or four stroke, high compression or not. I've been Vertex and Hondas before. Good. Can I ask you a question that maybe I shouldn't? Oh, boy. Yeah. It says Pistons and Replica, high compression. Pistons in replica? Yeah, replica. Okay. 
I imagine stock dimensions. Yep. Yep. High comp. Yep. I know what that is. Yep. GP style. What does that mean? Hmm. Is that a lower compression? Don't know. I've never heard of that. A GP style. I, I'm saying it because it's in the read, but I don't yep. know what it means. GP style. We should look into this during a commercial. I, I, I am. And do a I'm little write research. this down. GP style. Hmm. Question uh, on the phone from John. What's up, John? How are you? Hey, what's up, Steve Goodman? How about you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Okay, I, I'm a little angry. Maybe you can help me out here. I'm a big, obviously a big Reed fan, and uh, when they were interviewing Bowers after the race, and he kept insinuating how bad he thought that Reed was a lapper. Yeah, I saw this, and I saw Bowers said he was getting heat from saying that. Did you? Did you see I that? I watched it Mark? just briefly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't get it. Like he, what's the wrong with he that? Thought if he thought he was a lapper, then. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, it, how's a, he going to know? It's a mud race. It's a yeah. mud race. Anything can happen, John. It, Reed could have been a lapper this year, the way it's been going. No, you, you know what? That, you're totally right. But, come on. Like, he, he said, like, four times. The guy just kept, oh, 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 Reed's a lapper. I thought Reed's a lapper. Like, dude, Reed's not that. Reed's, Reed's been bad this year, but. Yeah, no, he's not. This guy, I mean, what's Bowers' best finish besides six? Uh, yeah, something like uh, an 11th or something, I think. Yeah, he yeah, said he's, he's not. He, it's not like he's he's finishing third and fourth every, and he's lapping read all the time. Yeah, you know? he said it twice, and the way he said it didn't sound vindictive or anything like that. It just yeah. he was being honest, man. He's like, man, I thought he was a lapper, so I didn't know what the hell was going yeah, on. Stay off the bear, come on, dude! Don't attack the bear like that. I know. You know what I'm at? No, oh, he just see? got jacked. I was just so happy for Reed that. Yeah. yeah, no, Reed every, well. yeah. Everyone was. Yeah. yeah. I know. Thanks, John. So, appreciate it. Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Great no show. worries. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Ah, I see, yeah, Bowers is getting some heat from this. Nah. Let's take a commercial break before Lars comes on. Sars, <laughs> our buddy Sars at Honda. Great good guy. Dude. Good dude. Coming off a broken leg, too. Talk about Gnarly, that. too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Talk to Lars when we come back. It's Chris Kiefer. It's myself. Bubba Mexico presented by BTOsports.com. And as well as Fly Racing, we're going to do the BTO Sports tweet at Travis when we come back. We got Lars. We got voicemails. We wish we had After Dark. We don't have After Dark, but I'm going to confront Kiefer about his racing when we come back at some point. Stay tuned, everybody. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. 
Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stop. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a beat profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. 
Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. The whole Pulp Nation section on their website, Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp, and why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team, and we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track.
WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at VertexPistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. 
Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolonged start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Oh, 
It's Creed now. It's all right. <laughs> let's let's do the DJ. Come on. All let's right, let's do the DJ. All right, everybody. Hang on to your money right now because coming on stage is Candy. That's right. She loves those coconut mounds. And get your butterfingers out. Get your butterfingers out for Candy. $2 shots, $2 shots, everybody, $2 That's shots. Right. Two for one special, two for one special. That's right. Drop your socks and grab your cocks. That's right. <laughs> She's working hard for you. That's right. She's working hard for you. Trying to put her kids through school. That's right. That's a C-section scar, but fuck it. Candy is running it hard tonight. Take Candy to the back room. Dark side, what's up? How are you? Doing good. What's up, Keepers? What's up, dude? I know I'm not winning any prize tonight with Heather in the studio, so. Hey, man, you nope. want a vertex piston? Nothing. You can't nope. do that, dude. <laughs> Beat nope. it. I'm, I'm not allowed to win anything, so it's all like good. That? Beat it. What's, what's up, bud? Hey, no, I got no, a question no, 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 no. on my 06 CRF 450. So, twice in the last probably year, the air screw adjuster has broke. I don't know if you guys are familiar with how that thing's mounted, but it kind of has like a extension that goes around the back of the carb. Mm. And I'm not really sure why it's breaking. Like it, when I have to adjust the idle, you turn it, it's really hard to turn, and then it just snaps. Yeah, it's just got shit in it, bro. Clean it out. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's what it is. No, I mean, I've really only rode it like probably five times since the last time I put a brand a new one on. It's a spring and a knob, and then it's got a little pointer on it. But and, I think it's yep. just one of like... Does it have a little rubber piece on it that, that goes around that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Does that rubber piece break, or are you talking about the actual the part? Yeah, the, the wire inside the the rubber piece snaps right at the knob. What happens is, um, so you wash your bike over time, it's muddy, you wash, you muddy, you wash. That thing gets brittle and hard, dude. Okay. Like so, I said, I've probably rode it five or six times since I put a, one on it, but... Let's hold on. Um, hold on a second. We got a real... Factory there Honda mechanic That's on what the I'm line. saying. There we go. Lars, okay. what's up? What's up, guys? Okay, guys? good. Dark side has a Honda carburetor question. Remember carburetors? Remember those, Lars? <laughs> um, uh, I recently had to work on carburetors again, so I'm, I'm 100 up to. Okay, all right. Dark side. Dark side. Shoot. On. Give tell Lars what's up. What's up, Lars? My fellow, fellow metalhead. Right. So what the heck? Yeah, I've got an 06 um, CRF 450 that I, uh, I don't ride it very often, but the air screw or the idle screw breaks when I have to adjust it. Like, it just is brittle, that little piece of wire. Um, I, I put one on maybe six months ago. I've rode the bike probably five times since then, and at a race Saturday night, I had to adjust it, and it snapped. 
Is there any mods or fixes for that, or am I doing something wrong? You're doing something wrong. Go ahead, Lars. Like your your idle adjuster, like your bike didn't idle like high enough or low enough, and you went to adjust it, and the cable. Yeah, it, it was really really cold Saturday night here, and I just could not keep the bike running. So I tried to turn the idle up. You know, it has that extension, like it's a piece of wire that rubs, runs through a rubber tube towards the back of the carb. Right. And it just snapped off, and this is the second time it's happened in, like I said, probably a year. Uh, that's strange. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. I um, either. But you, the you first live, time it broke, you live, the bike was like 10 years old. So I was like, okay, it's just war, you know, it's just old. But then I put a brand new one on and tried to adjust it, and it snapped again. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, that's like a... It's like a cable, like a spring cable, you know, that so you yeah. can turn it. Even though the cable's turned, you can still adjust it. Um, yep. I, yeah, I've never, I mean, shoot, man, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't even know. Well, maybe I, mean, I had it in a bind or something, you know. Where you were? <clears throat> yeah. Say that again. Or was it like super cold where you're at or, or what? Yeah, yeah, it was real cold, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we had like 60-degree days up until race day, and then it was like, 20 something or 30 i don't know it was cold so well i mean that's the only thing i could think of i guess okay it was that cold but i mean still even then you would think that the the it's i mean it's made out of metal you wouldn't break but uh i've never heard of that man but um i guess just get another one and hope for the best yep i guess so i just want to see if you thought i was doing anything wrong but all right guys hey have a good night and uh keep it up steve thanks dark side appreciate it thank you Lars Lindstrom from Honda brought to you by RoostMX.net. Please, the official uh, graphics of Alex Ray, everybody. Use the code ARAY91 to save. RoostMX.net. Custom Pulp MX stuff um, also available on Pulp Nation section on their website. And, uh, yeah, whether you ride a Cobra, which they're the official uh, graphics and clothing supplier of, or whether you ride any of the big other big six bikes, uh, RoostMX has got you covered. Uh, What's up, Lars? How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm just... uh Put the kid to bed and locked up the cats, and now I'm ready to go to bed. Lar- Lars. Okay, go ahead. What's up, what's up, Kiefer? Creed or no? You know what? Um, I'm. I'm uh, this is my this is my stance on it. Everybody gives them a lot of crap, right? Yeah, and they they bag on them like an incredible amount. But I feel like a lot of people are just following the bandwagon because somebody cool said that they suck. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, yeah, they suck. Yep. They're, they're, you know, there's whatever you want to call them sellouts or whatever. But, but I, I'm not a, like a massive fan, but I do have total respect because they play really good music. And well, I believe they're they're uh, Mark Tremonti is the, uh, the guy playing, you know, guitar and probably one of the founders of the band. And uh, he's an ultra bridge too. And um, the singer's good. I mean, he's he's, yeah, he's a bit of a great, yeah. he's a bit of a douchebag, like in, in like the reports of him and stuff like this. But but whatever, yeah, still good stuff. Yeah, I think it wasn't. Weren't they kind of like a, uh, a want to be like a Christian band or the guy, the singer, and was kind of like Simon Jesus kind of guy. But kind of like keeps getting like busted for like drugs yeah, and, yeah, and, sex so. and stuff like weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't love them, but I don't. I definitely don't hate on them like a lot of people. Do. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the Vince Freeze of, of Vince Freeze of rock and roll. Like Vince makes a normal supercross pass, and all the cool guys jump on him and yell at him and scream at him. Like he can't do anything right. You know what I mean? Because he's not cool. He doesn't party in Temecula with everybody else. He's a bit strange and and whatever. But that's that's 
Creed is. You know what? Is, 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 is you're probably right because I have never partied with Vince and Temecula. Nope. See, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Hey, so Seattle, like you were there. Christian Craig got to go to the LCQ. Uh, that that was a lot of work, wasn't it, Lars? For you and Rich and everybody. Yeah, I mean, because you know, Rich was the mechanic, yep. and uh, I, you know, he took over for Oscar because hopefully, uh, in a, in a week or two, Kenny's going to be riding, and um, so Oscar is going to be busy. But uh, yeah, I mean, me and Rich kind of tag team the deal, and yeah, I mean, it was it, you know, typical mud race. It was like a lot of hurry up and wait, um, where you have pretty much most of Friday and all day Saturday to just. Yeah. Think of all the things that you could possibly do to the bike to make it mud-proof and rain-proof. And, um, yeah, it was gnarly, but, you know, like, from what all the reports were all week, you know, and, and even, you know, during the day, it was like 90% from 1 o'clock until, like, the next day at, like, yeah. the middle of the day. Jeez. So we were expecting it to just be just raining and just gnarly. And you know how it is. Like, um, at, at a certain point, I was actually talking to Chad um, before the start of practice, and Chad was just like, he had a great attitude and he usually does in the mud mm-hmm. and he's like, come on, just rain, baby rain, you know? And, and at that point, that's what you want. You know, yeah. you just want it to keep raining because, yep. uh, it, it didn't, you know, it just kind of like drizzled the rest of the afternoon or night. And, uh, it just made the conditions so much like worse, you know, like the, the mud, the, the dirt that they brought was great, but it was really, really sticky like that clay, you know? And, uh, it was so thick and so sticky that, um, it just made it up. A, a nightmare on on the bike. How long yeah. did it take you to get everything off of the bike power washing? How long was the power wash job? Well, actually, one thing that I usually do is um, when it's that bad is I I put a pair of um of rubber gloves just in my just regular you know like yeah. rubber gloves that you use you know and uh, I put those in my I put those in my pocket. Me and Rich like bombed it over to the wash area there, which was um which was like a free for all kind of and. Um, I just take like the rubber gloves on, and I mean it was so thick that I just try to get as much crap off as I can right away, mm-hmm. and um, just reach in there. And I mean I was reaching in, like I never really got a good picture of the bike after after any of the sessions, but um, there was like there would be like between the swing arm and the air box and like the, yeah. the mud flap was just completely packed with mud. Yeah. And, like I I reached in and probably grabbed like a cubic foot of mud <laughs> and it was heavy, you know, like and throw that off the side Jeez. and then just scrape everywhere you can just to get the big chunks off. So you're not just, otherwise you're just spraying in one spot for a while, just trying to get the blast off and yeah. just going everywhere, you know? And, yeah. and, um, but it was, it was, um, for what it was, I mean, we kind of, we kind of came out of it pretty good because, um, we have our, both our truck drivers kicked ass and they were, they were just, uh, you know, ready for us with the pressure washers and that we kind of shared with KTM and we all kind of worked together. And it was, it was cool because when we had, after the heat race when Christian didn't make it, we had like 30 minutes for yeah. the LCQ to get ready. Yeah. So we, we like bombed it over there. Um, and then, uh, even the KTM folks that were done was like, you know, just giving us their pressure washer, you know, so me and Rich were able to tag team it there and do double fresh washers and by that time it got dark so it was like hard to see oh, but luckily you know there wasn't as many guys in the in the wash area as there was during practice so it was at least we could use two fresh washers and bust it out and um, so anyways um yeah how about the privateers down there just with their gear on washing their bikes just getting soaking wet you're just these poor saps yeah. these poor guys I- I felt bad for a lot of those guys because, um, you know, they, they came to the race and they probably didn't bring anything, you know, and, no, no. or even really plan for it. You know, we obviously have the luxury of being able to plan 
yeah. you know, weeks in advance and have our, you know, we or you know, even before that, you know, we have a pressure washer on the, on the truck just for that yeah. with everything that we need. So, yeah. um, so we're standing there washing and sometimes we're washing with two pressure washers and these poor guys are over there just standing around like, can I, can I just get in there, dude? <laughs> like one, can I get one? <laughs> yeah. Um, now was there a bike issue in the heat or did he get stuck or what was going on? Um, Christian Craig had a had a mud riding one on one session in the first heat race. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> you know <laughs> he, um, um, I think that he's probably never raced a Supercross that gnarly right. in mud. And I'm and I'm sure Christian has ridden mud plenty, mm-hmm. but in the outdoors it's a little different. You know, you got momentum going, and you're not stuck riding. Yeah. So you know, in a normal Supercross, you would ride you would ride second gear everywhere, right? Like just, I mean, you'd never you can never shift out of second gear if you don't want to on a regular Supercross track. Yeah, and you're fine. Maybe maybe ride third for the whoops or something. But um, um, so yeah, I think he just um, you know, was like he you know like normal, just on the clutch, real yeah. hard in it. And it kind of like it probably is a little bit of a bad thing that we have a hydraulic clutch, and our our hydraulic clutch works awesome. And you know, but if you don't know you don't feel that it's, you know, the clutch is getting hot and, and then cooling off and then hot. And then, yeah. you know, the, all the expanding and everything that it's doing. And normally where you're adjusting your clutch and you're probably going, damn, man, like this thing is, yeah. I'm not going to last, but I don't yep. do something. So time to yeah back it off. Yeah. So then finally, you know, the thing just got to the point where it almost wouldn't go anymore. And then, um, and then he kind of realized, you know, and, um, you know, you just gotta, you just yeah. gotta stay up the clutch and go, go down a gear and, just make it make it last for the race, and which he did, and, and he and he he did way better in the in the LCQ, um, and yeah. you know the bike was the bike was, was way better after that. I was talking to a data guy, and I said like, okay, so are you remapping to help the mud? Maybe you know make it smoother, maybe make it mellow. Um, you know what are you doing for the clutch? And you know stiffer springs is something you can do. And at at some point, as we were talking about this earlier in the show, Lars, the data guy's like, yeah. The rider has to stay off the clutch. The rider has to learn to stay off the clutch. That that's all. Like, there's only so much we can do. You know what I mean? And and we saw AC lock it up. We saw the second trader guys lock it up. Christian locked it up. Like, and then I was telling Kiefer like, if you put the 20 guys from Italy at the MXGP, if you put them on that supercross track, none of them would go through their clutch. That's just not how they ride. Like, you gotta. Yeah. The rider has to take responsibility. Is what I'm guess. I'm what I'm getting at. Stay off the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, you do, and 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 props to, to Christian. He never was like, "Dude, the bike's piece of crap." You know, like yeah, he, no. he never blamed anything on the bike. He and uh, like I said, I mean, I think he got a good a good life lesson there. On you know, so the next time he goes, he'll have a good. Right. You know, it, I was almost like, man, we should should we call like should we call up Kevin right now? Should we call up Wyndham <laughs> and, and you know, like, hey, dude, yeah, you know, how about you talk to Christian, giving your best tips because obviously he. Yeah. He's unbelievable at just naturally knowing what to do. Yeah, Wyndham's clutch and, would last um, weeks, Ali told me. He would last weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, some of these guys do. You know, I actually was listening a little bit earlier when you guys were talking, and uh, um, I was thinking about um, Josh when we worked. When I went from working with Chad to working with Josh Grant, yep. I mean, Chad would go three clutches, you know, in a six-lap heat race, no problem. And um, on Josh's practice bike, I, I could go, I actually did go the entire 18 or 20 hours of his engine life that we would, yep. we would have like in the amount of time yep. without changing the clutch. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he would, it would be that drastic, you know, and, and they'd be going, you know, about the same speed. So right. same thing used to happen back in the day with Kevin and Ricky, like they'd be racing the same national battling each other. 
and Kev, you know Ricky's clutch would be destroyed, and Kevin's would be perfect. Hmm. Yeah, going the same speed. Yeah, so it's, it's just kind of cool yeah. to see the different in riding style. Yeah. It is interesting for sure. Uh, yeah, you guys, man. Part of the reason why I wanted to have you on was you guys worked your balls off. Mechanics, yeah, so guys nice. like you, truck drivers, like holy smokes, man, that is not much fun. Yeah, it, it is. It's not, but at the same time. It it does it is kind of fun because it makes the night go by quick and uh, and it makes you feel like you're making a difference you know yeah, like yeah. usually you know you're you're kind of there and you're helping out yeah whatever but I mean mm-hmm. this time we really had to and it was cool because we kind of had to think on our feet because um, to try to make the the bike last and you know you're always trying to like come up with some new you know either venting system or taping up the airbox or doing something to keep water out of it or. You know, it never really got to that point because it, it didn't rain that much, so it wasn't like standing water. Um, but I think if it would have been, we would have been like well prepared, and we would have hopefully got some more spots just because the attrition. Yeah. We wouldn't have. I think we would have made it no problem. Did, do you guys have to stiffen up the suspension even more because of that? Because of the added weight coming on? You know what's funny is that um, we talked about it earlier in the day about actually after practice and. Uh, and um, Christian was saying that it was a little bit stiff, and that we, and we were talking about softening it up. And me and Rich were both kind of like, mm, I, I, you know, I don't think that's the right way to go because, just like you said, I mean, the bike becomes so much heavier. I mean, Rich, uh, <laughs> Rich put the bike on the stand uh, after first practice, and I'm, I'm like, go for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he right away. He knew, you know, and, and he, I mean. Uh, about blew his back out because uh, right. the thing is, I mean, it probably weighs you know oh. fifty pounds more. Uh, you know, uh, were you uh, at like, the were you at the motocross the nations? Uh, no, I wasn't. Okay, I was wondering what the difference was between their mud there and. I'm surprised like they don't throw a scale on it real quick just to see how much it would just to, for some testing reasons, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that would have been kind of interesting to do if, if we had a, a decent scale, you know. To, to I mean, and the other thing is at that point, like you know. I wanted to take a picture, but there's, there's no, you don't have time. You're like, yeah, you know, yeah. you're, trying to, you're trying to pin it. And you're, and even that video that I had, uh, that I put up on my Instagram was, that was Truman, you know, that, that, that took that video and sent it in our group text. So I just, you know, yeah. I, um, I pulled that off of it, off, off that. So anyways, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, stuff. I thought about that actually, because somebody had mentioned how heavy they were. And as I'm running to the, the, uh, washer, I'm like, man, that'd be kind of cool to, <laughs> to, 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 knows that they're super heavy but you know you don't really know exactly how much um speaking of that how'd your pulp mx fantasy team do lars who'd you have how'd it do Uh, kicked ass oh really 292 oh yeah you have jess you have jess pettis the canadian nope uh, who'd, should have, huh? who'd you have? I thought we got 52 points i had uh, i did take brandon lee oh come on yeah it scared me a little bit because you know obviously that first practice was right was obviously the track was way better yeah but he still was the best of all those guys, and I figured I don't know anything about him except for if he was the fastest, at least even even then it was still muddy. Yeah, it like it was yeah, I don't know. Out there. And so I'm like, okay, he's going to have a. Um, I was talking to Paul a little bit, and he had a good point that he's going to have a good starting spot. So I'm like, okay, he's going to have a good starting spot. He seems to be okay in the mud. I'm going to take him. He'll he'll be my like, you know, sketchy guy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then I had. Um, Plessinger, of course, I, yeah. I was pretty certain he was going to win. And then um, Oldenburg and um, whoever the other guy was. I, got, I think he got 52 also. I can't remember oh. who it was. Oh, Starling. 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 Oh, yeah, nice work. Yeah. yeah, he killed it. Yeah, yeah. I almost I almost <clears throat> maxed out. If I would have picked Pettis, I would have been stoked. But anyway, did all right. And 450s? 
Uh, 450s, I had Christian. Um, I had um, Anderson. And uh, dude, it's so hard to remember when you're like thinking back. Um, oh, yeah. wow. I don't know, two other guys that weren't too well, bad, I guess. Well, I, I, had Mel- I had Moki Stewart, who was seventh and probably going to get 30-something points, and then locked up his clutch on the last lap and got... I know. 50. I looked over and saw him standing there on the top of that rhythm section, oh. and he just like gave up. I, mm. and I was, you know, unfortunately for him, I was pumped because I had him at Indy and he and he kicked pass, and then this time he sucked. Yeah, so, or you know, like his yeah. bike blurred. Yeah, real happy, real happy to hear that. I was, um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Lars Lindstrom you know, on the like, uh, Lars Lindstrom on the Pulp MX show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Everybody use the code ARA91 to save at, for custom graphics or pulp stuff as well. Uh, Lars, how's the leg? You broke your leg a little while ago. How is it doing? You all right to walk around all day? Yeah, it's not bad. It, I mean, it's still not 100%, but um, it's better. Actually, I um, not that your listeners care, but I uh, played uh, hockey for the first time last night, and oh, it nice. actually it hurt, it hurt way more than I expected it to. Oh, <laughs> but I feel like it was a it was probably a really good workout because um, you know whatever. But yeah, I, I broke it riding at a LACR like the day after Anaheim won, and um, had to get it. You know, um, yeah. I had to have surgery or whatever, and. Uh, it's been a little bit, but um, I've been walking on it for a while, and it seems okay. But it, it yeah, it, it's. Uh, did you I o- forget how, how gnarly it is? Did you OJ some uh, LACR? What you? How'd you break it? No, I just it was this lame section of like rollers that I my hand came off because I hit like a hole, Oof. and I and I kind of like I couldn't get my hand back in time, and I it pitched me over the bars into a berm, and um, yeah, when I kind of like I didn't I didn't get knocked out, but I I got my the wind knocked out of me really bad, and when I kind of like got it all back together i was feeling around you know seeing where i'm good and bad and, mm-hmm. and my left my left foot was pointing to the left pretty far oh boy um, I, was, I wasn't happy yeah that sucks um did you listen to lars's sound check Kiefer? no i haven't oh it's heavy it's way different than mine oh right? yeah <laughs> oh yeah Kiefer. you know what I'm you know what's funny is that, that it's yeah i've heard a couple of people say that it was so heavy i i there was a few ones on there that were pretty heavy, but dude, I could have gone way worse. <laughs> I could have way worse, but I could have gone the other way too. I, I I listen to all kinds of stuff, so yeah. yeah. But hey, um, I was gonna. Um, I don't want to blow you out, Steve, but let me blow you out a little bit, all right? Yeah. yeah. Um, your rant. I listened to your rant earlier. Yeah. And I disagree. Race deck rant of the night. All right. Tell yeah. me why. Tell I disagree. Me. I disagree. With you. What? The first thing was okay. that. There was dude, there was a lot of fans in the stands there. There was way more than I expected. Yep, there was. I said that. Yeah, I acknowledge that. And I don't think I've heard as many like oohs and ahs at any other race than this one. Like there would be something going on, people would be losing their minds. I'd be like, dude, what what is going on? And well, there'd be somebody going down, or Chad's Reed bike was on fire, or whatever was going on. Well, okay, that and, was yeah, that, the Reed bike. Well, Lars, listen. I could let's bring out some puppies and start slaughtering them, and people will be ooing and awing at that too. Like that doesn't Jesus. mean it's that doesn't mean it's awesome because they were ooing and awing. I, I mean, well, they they were getting reactions, dude. And then on top of that, I don't think I've had and more people like either at work. There's a bunch of guys that I had to go up front to the big building in Honda, and I saw a few people I know, and they were like, "Dude, how about that race? That was crazy. That was you know." Oscar even said his kids watched the entire race. And his wife, hmm. because well, they thought it was so cool. Great work. We're appealing to five-year-olds. Awesome. Well, also, Good job. Also, too, I think what Lars is referring to is, like, when you go to a dry race, you see a guy jump the finish line, are you oohing and on for that? But 
Homeboy sends the finish line. People are freaking out in Seattle. Look, that, that race was boring. That was a boring night of racing. And JT said it too. You know? I mean. What do you guys know? Do you, what do you like? Let's, do you just, go, <laughs> let's just go to racing. Let's have, some, let's have some racing. That's all. Let's have some racing. Let's, let's make that finish line, like I said, knock it down, make it a little closer, uh, take out a couple jumps in the rhythm lane. I don't put some waves in instead of the whoops. And let's just see if we can have some actual passing and some racing, you know, instead of just a freak show of dudes crashing everywhere. Yeah, that was part of the deal. You got to stay up, dude. Well, how about when uh, um, Tomac was like doubling that one for the first rhythm? The he, like, rhythm doubled yeah. that thing. Yeah. And he might as well have done like a, a, not even a quad. He might as well jump five jumps in a row and just gained. Two seconds on a guy uh, right away. You know what? You guys like the freak show stuff? That's cool. I like real racing. You guys like, you know, the weirdos. Okay. And weirdos then let me, yeah, let me, and then I heard you earlier saying that everybody was running mooses when I don't, I don't think anybody was running a moose. They Thank definitely you. weren't. You don't think people put mooses in for that? If they did, you know, good for them. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice any other guys, even like we didn't have it. Okay. Um, and the other thing was you said people were running scoop tires. That's I not scoop, scoop patterns, have, scoop patterns. Just, just yeah, scoop, yeah. Scoop scoops. Patterns, I missed that guy. Scoops. Not, not, I didn't see any scoops. The pe- I didn't see any scoops out there. I mean, maybe a couple people, but most people are running MX3S, <laughs> which is the worst version, but whatever. Yeah, I need to see what the pattern of that. I thought AC had a bit of a scoop pattern going on, and he some cha- people had it. Yeah, yeah. But but I think people were a little bit nervous that I wasn't going to get grip on the uh, on the, the, the great. Gate. Yeah, the great. Um, well, I mean, yeah, no, I have no problem with, with, with any of that. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just wanted, I just thought they should make some concessions for the weather. And then if you make some concessions for the weather, maybe you see something that you learned down the road works re- really good. You know, maybe, you know, we've, we've had these cookie cutter tracks. And so maybe you do something for the weather and something happens and some racing goes on that you didn't expect. And you're like, Hmm, that's not bad. Maybe we have an obstacle here that we can put in when it's dry. You know, like I, I, like maybe those waves that they put in the GPS would work in Supercross. I don't know, but let's try it. Yeah, you know, I, I that's yeah, all. I, what the guys are telling me, Lars, that they couldn't even roll the finish line. You know, they're like it was so steep on the backside. Like, what are they doing? Like, you uh, know what I mean? Like, yeah, they had to know people weren't going to jump that thing. So, you know, what would be cool is uh, that would be a good race to put like a lot of sand in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could work. I don't know if you can get that that quick or whatever. I don't know how that works, you know. But yeah. Well, no, but I mean, not not, not even just for, not even just because it was going to rain, but just because. Sure. It's Seattle. It's probably going to rain. Right. You right. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. And sand obviously is is rideable and can take a lot of water. But yeah. I, don't know. I just wanted to see better racing, Lars. I felt like it was a freak show with guys tumbling over left and right, especially when the whoops were up. But after a while, you're like, okay, all right, I get it. The guys can't ride. Can we see some racing? That's all, you know. Um, well, but, dude, you'll be the next but, week. There's another race. But Oscar's kids liked it, everybody. So there we go. We'll just run with <laughs> and that. His, dude, no, and his wife. And his wife. And awesome. Great. And check Fantastic. it out. If you're, if you're trying to get regular people to watch the race, those are regular people, and they're stoked on it. Uh, yeah. So you got to have both, dude. You okay, so, so the NFL then should maybe for one Sunday, the NFL should just uh, maybe play on ice. Play on a you hockey don't think rink? that happens in this? What happens when people, when NFL guys play in snow? And I don't know much about NFL, but people go, "Holy crap! Did you watch that that game? There was like snow and um, it's Brett fun Favre, even yeah, though he's yeah. retired a long time. <laughs> you know, whatever. Wow. Brett Favre, nice, wow. nice reference. Who knew that Lars didn't like football? Wow. <laughs> he pulls out Brett Favre. No, I get it, Lars. Like I'm not saying, like that was my rant and that's my opinion, but I I get it. 
I'm not saying like, oh, like, you know, I'm right and screw everybody else. I get it. I understand what people are saying that that and, you know, why and mowing down the whoops before the LCQ, like, I forget who we, we talked to somebody who said, leave them up. Who was that? I, I thought they should have left them up. Like, you know, like it's hard work. Leave them up. You know, and I get it. So I, I don't know. I just because they're professional. This is a professional sport. These like are well, professional writers. Lars, I had people telling me, no joke on my Twitter account. I have tickets. I saw the weather. I'm not going. Losers. <laughs> um, hey. Dude, the whole thing is covered. Like, all the fans are covered. Why wouldn't you go? Go. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you what people were telling me. So, I thought the racing was pretty boring. I was just sitting there I, going, all right, cool, great. And I think I know why the Feld guys don't like you. Yeah, no, it's probably probably not. I'm not bought and paid for it like <laughs> Lars Lindstrom, everybody. Oh, um, oh there we go. Hey, what is up? So, Parabinos is on the road to Loretta's? Dude. I think I feel like he kind of snuck it in there. I had no idea. No, I feel like it too. And let me tell you, him and Caslu came out to the Vegas vet track out here at uh, at the speedway at the raceway Western Raceway track. Right. And yep. Paul didn't exactly like moto down. You know, like as if you were like, "Hey, you're in Loretta's prep. Like, let's mm-hmm. do a 20 minute moto." Mm-hmm. He didn't do any of that. No, I think he. Uh, he was, what he t- he called me last week and just really likes that bike, and it makes him want to go ride more. Mm-hmm. So I think he decided at the last minute, hey, nine o'clock at night, I think I'm gonna go So did he just get the qualifier? How did he do? Did he He kill got it? second. He got second. Yeah. That, that was the area? He got second? Yeah. Who that, who beat him, do you know? Uh, that tall dude. That tall dude in the Yamaha. Jeff Loop? Oh that guy? Jeff Loop. Travis Preston? No, Jeff <laughs> not taller. <laughs> Jeff Loop lives in Tokyo? Yeah. Oh. Jeff and Jeff Loop never scored any pro points, huh? Oh I, I is he riding thirty? Is that the deal? I didn't know what he was riding. He didn't tell me. I that. mean, that's the class that yeah. uh, he would. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jeff never scored any points. Oh, wow. Uh, huh. I thought, I didn't know Loop was from California, to be honest. I didn't know that. Um, anyways, yeah. Lars Lindstrom raced, on the show. What? No, no, I raced Loop one time at the 24 Hours of Glen Ellen. I think it was 24 Hours. It might have been the 6 Hour. No. But uh, he was behind me and faster, but I held him off for a while, and I think he was upset with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kiefer and Mike Brown are doing the 24 Hour Glen Helen here. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah, me and Mikey are going to put a team together. A super team. Wow. You want in? Yeah. You want in? Um, I'm assuming you're going to ride a Husky. Right? No, no no brand has been picked. Uh, well, what is Mike Brown sponsored by? Mike Brown doesn't have a contract right now, so he's free. Really? Oh, wow. So, I mean, what a trip. I think he's going to do his ambassador thing again, but as of right now, he oh, didn't okay. have one. So. All right. Oh, Mike Brown. Hmm. I've, I've done that race a few times, but yeah. What's it like? Is it fun or is it gnarly? It's kind of both. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty rad. I mean, uh, it kind of depends on the weather too. Like, if you get lucky and the rain will yeah. get rained a little bit, or you know, whatever, then it's like ten times better because it's not dusty. Right. But um, but I mean, it's kind of rad at night when they wake you up and you got to go ride at like three in the morning, or even better when like when the sun just starts coming up and you got lights on, you're trying to pin it through, you know, oh. these gnarly sections. But it's like one of those things where you like you love it, hate it kind of thing. Would, Are Go- you- would Gothic like it or not? Oh, Gothic would love it. Yeah, Gothic did it. We did it on, like, we had, like, a little Honda team um, probably in, like, 2010. Yeah. And um, my friend Patrick from uh, Sweden came, and he's an off-road guy, and we, we, we did it. We did it all up. Kendall Norman rode on our team one time. It was fun. How many guys? We did, like, the... Six. Me, or six. whatever it's called, like it, it's sportsman or something. Anyway, yeah, you yeah. Could have six, six yeah. guys. 
So, so you did like an hour, hour each, like you do an hour, which was like three laps approximately, and then you switch and whatever, you know, every six hours. And how much are you on the moto track or not much at all? A lot, all of it. A lot, um, yeah, I mean, you, you do the whole moto track, you do most of the REM, and then, and the, I oh, mean, I remember the laps were like, I thought if you're, it was if you're, single trail in the back. Yeah. A lot. Does that too. It oh, goes, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh. Main yeah, track, REM track, like the cop station, and then the ridges. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. If you're if you're pinning it, you can do a lap in like twenty two, three, four minutes. I mean, some of the guys go faster and most yeah. guys go slower, obviously. But yeah, like, um, well, yeah. They asked uh, they asked me they, they asked me to be involved, but only as a mechanic, Lars. So what? Uh, oh, like back in the day? No, Kiefer. Oh, you mean Mike Brown? This one? Yeah, yeah. They only yeah, as a mechanic. I'm a, they're a head wrench. Not not quite good enough yet in my RM Army to to make the cut. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It could be it could be good. It could be bad. I remember the pro you guys. Worked at Hondas with like JG Shorty, Tommy uh-huh. Han, and and maybe um, Tim Wagon one year. And uh, JG like blew up the bike. Like they they rebuilt the entire engine with Dave Chase, and <laughs> then they went back out and then they broke it again. And then OJG overjumped. The, he tried to jump the gnarly tabletop in the back and <laughs> OJ did landed blew the headlight apart. It was. I, mean, I just remember looking over at them the entire time. They're just struggling. <laughs> just, that was a long time ago, but was, still. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to the question for you, Lars, from Jeff. What's up, Jeff? You got a question for Lars? Jeff, you there? Jeffrey. Jeff's first. Come on, Jeff. Jeff's, Jeff's gone. Dude. Oh, you know what? No, no, that's not. That's mm. Mike. Jeff, it, you there? Hello. Jeff, you there? Yes. What's up? Yes. Okay. This question is actually for all three, since it's all who steam mechanics and Kiefer test bikes, but. A friend of mine just picked up a 2008 YZ250F. All original, original tires, chain sprockets, everything. Nice bike. Mm-hmm. But we're running it and runs good, except when I mash the throttle real hard, it bogs like hard just when you mash the throttle hard. But if you roll it on pretty quick, it doesn't really do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's idling and just rip the throttle open, it boom. And it's, I'm worried because we're going to go ride some moto that it might bog on the face of the jump, which is something that happened to me on the. CRF two fifty almost killed me. So yeah. you want this one? You, I was wondering, you want this one? You guys or you accelerator want pump trick? No, I feel like you got it. Go ahead. Yeah, this is all accelerator pump. Go ahead, Lars. Yeah. 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 Oh, th- thanks, bro. Thanks. Thanks for just blowing it. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to be the hero. It's accelerator pump, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what to do, though. Tell them what to do. Okay, you got to pull your carburetor off. Take the mm-hmm. um, the. Uh, there's a little cap on the bottom of the carburetor on the float on the float. Bolt, yeah, the, on the, the side of it. I've messed yep. with it before. Um, yeah, trying yep. to understand it. Right, right, right. And then uh, uh. the circuit that goes to that that goes all the way up, and then there's a little nozzle that comes out um, inside mm. the carburetor. Actual like, you know, um, where the slide yeah. is. Um, uh, real quick, thing, um, I, when I pulled the subframe off to change the pilot jet, which is ridiculous that you have to do that. I was snapping the carburetor open and watching it shoot into the into you know from the nozzle out, and it was working. But it seemed like it was it must be delayed or something. I don't know. Hey, yeah, yeah. Just chill down. Let him, Ch- let him yeah, chill, chill down. Chill sorry, down. Sorry, let sorry. Lars finish. <laughs> all right, go, go ahead, Lars. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean that's good that you did that. If it should be shooting like a stream, it shouldn't just be dribbling out. Obviously, so if mm-hmm. it's not if it's not doing that, you might want to clean that that whole circuit out and make sure that that's not clogged anyway. And then there's a little linkage on the side, right side of the carburetor, and it's got a little like a, a set screw and with a spring on it, and mm-hmm. you can set the, the accelerator pump timing with that. So if you, you know, turn it in a little bit, it'll it'll squirt 
earlier. And basically what you want the thing to do is squirt just, as soon as you're opening the slide, it should shoot just under the slide and into the engine. So okay. a lot of times it'll hit the back of the slide and you'll see a little bit of a wet spot on the back of the slide. God, you're getting and me all hot and bothered over here. Yeah, you want to basically take all the, you want to take the, the, the delay right out of it as you turn the throttle. You want no, no delay basically in that, in that set screw. Mm-hmm. Now you can't okay. get you can't get uh, large. You can't order uh, diaphragms, right, from the factory, like from the from dealerships. Like we all had OEMs with different steps in them for the diaphragm. Right? Can you order? Right, those? Right. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not sure if you can order. You could probably you you know what you can get it. I think if you buy the little kit with the cap cover, oh, okay, and the spring, well, you know, for the um, diaphragm. Look for look for a zero diaphragm. Uh, Jeff, a zero diaphragm. Yeah. Okay, because I was on um, I was on a you know OEM parts place like a motorsport or rocky mountain one of the two and i did find it as a separate yamaha part number oh, okay. where it comes with the diaphragm and the rod together okay look for a zero order that and then okay. do, and do the oh, you know what they did off. have that i remember that now was in it um it was a okay. uh, i can't remember what they called it but it was it mentioned that it was like a uh an accessory type like yeah gytr part modified or part or something yeah and then like lars said adjust that set screw so you basically have no delay so as soon as you all right. As soon as you open that slide opens, you're getting a stream of fuel. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I was checking it out, and it, it did seem delayed, but it was squirting into there. Go ahead, Lars. Oh. Um, I was going to say, uh, you can do the trick that Yamaha never figured out. And <laughs> you can, uh, and since this is a Yamaha, Yamaha, you wouldn't have to do this, buddy. But oh boy. since it's a Yamaha, <laughs> then uh, you safety wire that linkage together. There we go. And mm-hmm. you don't let that thing separate at all. When, so when you grab a handful quickly, that thing is just like direct injection, and, and it takes a bunch of that bog away. There you go. That's, I was going to say that was, zip- that was a revolution in 2004. Yep. Yeah, good call. <laughs> good call, Lars. Yeah. All right, there you go, Jeff. <laughs> right hey, Jeff, what, right on, uh, thank you so much. What kind, of so, bike, what kind of bike you got? Your buddy just got this 250? I, I ride a 2003 KX250 I just picked up. Well, you want, I love it. You want a Vertex Pistons top end kit for that thing when you need it? Oh, hell yeah. It needs it. And, uh, oh, yeah, fantastic. that'd be awesome. Well, VertexPistons.com. It's got you covered. OEM Piston Supplier for Husky and KTM. And uh, official piston of the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, stay on the line. Uh, Travis has got your information over there. And uh, we'll get that kit out to you, man. All right? Sweet. Thanks, dude. No Thanks, problem. Thanks, Lars. Keeper, everybody. Thank no you. No problem, man. Hey, did Good you part, listen man. to Lars's sound check, by the way? Yeah, I did, and I liked it. I actually uh, sent him a message on Twitter about... Um, what was that song? Um, right. when he called Van Halen party rock and then there was a, Oh, slave to the grind. And I found a band that did a cover on it. That was really good. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check that out. So uh, whatever. it's good. They're heavy on the double kicking <laughs> on the bass and the drums with it. And, um, yeah. they sound a lot like, um, uh, and Bach did. All right. Jeff, a- that, that, that's enough, Jeff. But thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, that's Mike, Ralph, that's Ralph Shaheen's dude. Yeah, I know. Right. Mike, what's up? You there? Mike, Michael, Gone. Uh, Mike had a question for Kiefer. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, appreciate you coming on, Lars, for sure. Hold on, Lars. What, what? Oh, favorite rider to wrench for? Oh yeah, Kiefer's got questions for you. Wow, favorite favorite rider that I have wrenched for, or I would like to wrench for? No, well, both actually, that'd be fun. Listen, there's only one answer. He's gonna say Chad, yeah? No, no, no. It's Jeremy fucking McGrath. Well, we're not gonna talk about you know McGrath what? yet. Hey, That's it. Hey, you want to hear? You want to hear something funny, Steve? What? Um. You were uh, you were just asking. Oh, when Paul was in the studio, I listened to that one, and you were like, "Hey, who would you like to work for? Who's you know, like whatever." Yeah. And uh, and he said, "Oh, Skip was in. Remember. Skip was in too. Skip was in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And uh, and so you guys asked, or whatever. I can't remember who Paul said. It was like 
Um, I don't remember either. No. Yeah, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I was and I was thinking like, and I'm like, I would have liked to work for Jeremy, you know. And then I thought to myself, oh wait, I did. You did. <laughs> that was totally like legit. Like, I, but then I, you know, but then I kind of thought about it, and I'm like, well, I would have liked to work with him when like in skits. Yeah, day. yeah, right, right. You know, right. factory Honda that bitchin' bike, and in those days, all that, you know, that would have been sweet. So, no. but yeah, my probably my favorite like guy to work for. I don't know. That's that's hard, Chris. I I don't know if I would. Um, and I really liked working with Kevin. Like we 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 had like fun, and and obviously working with Chad. Like I had so many cool experiences. I mean, it was a lot of work, and it was stressful and tough at times. But then again, I've never you know when he had his success in 2011. That was probably you know uh, th- there's nothing that can take that away. That was that was super super awesome. Um, I would probably have to see Chad just because there, there was just more. Well, I just yeah. have more more stories with him and better. You know, like we, he was like in his. In, I felt like in eleven he was in his prime, especially outdoors. You were getting hammered with him every Saturday night too. Uh, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe a couple of beers. Um, that story that we're doing that I'm doing that story. It should be out real soon. I'm looking forward to it, Lars. That oh yeah 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 that'll yeah. be cool yeah. Uh, Lars and Chad are a big part of a story that I got working on it. But, um, yeah, I said Skip was here, and I'm like, you know, this question came up about working. I'm like, yeah, Skip worked for McGrath for 48 wins. Right. There you go. That's it. That, that's all you need to know. How about, I kept yeah, saying there was a lot of wins in the studio. A lot of wins in the studio. Right. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. You got one. I got one. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for Lars? Um, that's all oh, okay. really motorcycle related, but, you know, we want to know how – fun it is to be such a good-looking human being you know when you walk around knowing that women would love to have the Lars I don't know what that feeling is like because I'm an ugly ugly male and Heather poor Heather stuck with me yeah but what's it like I don't I don't feel like dude I look at myself in the mirror and I I just don't know if I agree with you dude you're a good-looking dude you know I don't know. I don't think so. Like <laughs> Seth Rarick, I can see that. Like you know, oh, Rarick, Rarick, not with Rarick. Yeah. Not with those pants. Rarick yeah. keeps running out every Saturday night. Yeah, but the yeah. chicks probably like him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. Filthy, filthy, filthy's in my board. On, on my, uh, hey, I was interviewing uh, Seth and yeah. Taft, and uh, <laughs> Filthy walks by and just goes, ah, "Those fucking pants," and just keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Well, uh, Lars, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on, and, and I just yeah. wanted to get our listeners a bit of an idea of how hard you guys worked this weekend. You know, uh, at the race. Yeah. So it was uh, Rich too. Yeah. Rich as well. Rich, of course, was the main mechanic, but um, both you guys that just killed it and uh, had to go to the LCQ with that. So yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate appreciate the time. Yeah, no, thanks for the time. It was fun. All right, well, thanks, Lars. Are you going this weekend? You're going to mini? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I'm going to be at the Cal Classic hanging out. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, Amateur so, life. If you're on a Honda, if you're on a Honda and you're racing Cal Classic, come by and we'll hook you up. Oh, wait. What? You got to work? Like you're working their support or something? Yeah. Dude, I'm amateur all day. Oh, I didn't know that. I, th- I thought you did motors and kind of a shop guy stuff for the race team. I didn't yeah, know but I, I've been I've been helping with the amateur side for a while. Uh, yeah. I've been, I went, you know, for the for probably about a year now and, uh, um, just kind of, we're trying to build the uh, Honda back up in the amateur scene, you know, it's yeah. kind of a, Gone for a while, and um, yeah. they're they're definitely investing some time and money and putting some good people in charge of my my buddy Joe and um, oh nice got no, good contingency it's, uh, it's good to hear good oh. contingency yeah for the better, 
you got to find uh, you got to find the next Honda of Houston. Those guys did wonders for Honda back in the day, you know, amateur wise and all that. And uh, yeah, no, definitely. We, we, I mean, we send a, a full on factory semi now to all the big amateur races, and uh, we split the the one side with the factory connection kids, Joe Shimoda, Carson Mumford, and um, yeah. Hunter Yoder, and then we do the other side and we support any guy on a Honda. I like um, it. that. Uh, I like yeah, Mon- I like I, mean, Mon- we, I like Mumford. He likes the Pulp Show. He told me. I like Mumford. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hunter Yoder is awesome too. <clears throat> I don't. But, like, um, I don't like amateurs, but I like Mumford. I know you're such a dick. The um, Joe Shimoda, he's he's bad. Oh, and then Akira Narita won one this week. I just want to say, dude, uh, yeah, okay, I saw oh, that. Okay, Swap, got it. Thanks, Swap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's got got, got that new 19 Cowie though. That new 19 Cowie <laughs> looks pretty good. That's right. Um, Electric start. And if you ever want to join the RM Army, Lars, you let me know. I, I could maybe don't do it, Lars. Hey, if you're if you're on an RM and you go and you race amateurs and you crash and break your your bike, you know, and you whatever. Sm- Blast a radiator or do uh-huh. whatever. Will they will they replace it and for free? I don't know. I don't know if they're there. I don't know. Oh, oh, because they will at Honda. Well, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> hey. I, I worked Honda support in '98. <laughs> My rider Danny Smith tore his, every knee ligament he had at Bud's Creek, and uh, and so I was basically out of work all summer. And they said, "Hey, FMF, this was FMF Honda days." And FMF said, "Hey, man, you got to go to Loretta's and do Honda support." But they had pulled all their sort of contingency and support the year before or whatever, a couple years before. So I sat on a bumper at Loretta's by Honda Houston with a box fan full of parts, and, like, nobody came by. I remember a guy came by on a two-stroke and said, I I hear a bit of a noise, you know, in my bottom end, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, you know what? I, I think you got a noise in here. I, I, I'm so bored. I'm going to split your cases. <laughs> I got. I gave him new bearings, a new clutch, cu- new clutch, uh, a basket, a new crank. I gave him everything I had in the van. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll just swap everything out. That's literally how bored I was. I'm like, I'm doing this guy's top end. That guy's still probably end. a Honda owner now because right? you did that. I, I gave him everything. Yeah. I split his cases and, and everything I had. Here you go, bud. Brand new bike because was, <laughs> nobody was coming by. Nobody rode Hondas. So. Yeah, and actually, you know, like we, you know, we don't really make that many models in the for the small kids, you know. Yeah. So at the amateur races, if you're just at the amateur race and you're you're in your own little world there, it doesn't look like there's much Honda support, um, even though there really is, you know. And so we're trying to we're trying to like turn that around a little bit. Oh, good, good to hear. People, you know, yeah. yeah. So and it's it's fun when you do like just like you just did, you know, like to see how how pumped you make people. Yeah. You know, with with certain things that that. You know, to, you know, isn't that big of a deal? But you're helping them out. It's uh, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. So I don't I don't mind going to these races and helping out. No, that's pretty cool. That, that that buy Hondas. Is know. that 150 F? Is it still an impact bike? Is it is what's it doing? Is it selling? Is it there's a class for? There's no longer any classes for it, I guess. But how's it going with that thing? Well, the thing is, um, it kind of sucks because they only let you race it in the super mini class. Okay. Which. So you you can ride this 154 stroke, which technically it should be you know allowed to race in the 85 class. That's how the rules were written before, right? Yeah, yeah, but before, yeah. Obviously, you know, like they they took that away. Only super mini, so you have to race against like 112 two stroke super minis yep. that are basically mini 125, and they look just like 125. Yeah, yeah, especially some of the top guys, you know. Right, right. So um, so um, luckily the 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 factory connection guys. I'm sure you've seen it, but I they saw, have the most yeah. factory 150. Dude, I mean, that thing is more factory than any <laughs> Yoder's bike is sick. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It is really, yeah. fuel injection with dual injectors, and I mean, that thing is bad. But 
um, not that many people ride them, obviously, because you can't, right. you can only race super many. Yep. But still, there's still a lot of like, like women, a lot of women racing it. Some, some oh, of the girls good. that we help out, mm-hmm. and um, it's a really good. Bike. Apparently, we sell a, a, a decent amount of these things hmm. to people that aren't racing. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a really good bike for for people transitioning into big bikes, and yeah. um, and also for. For you know some women and things like that, people that just aren't that serious about racing. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice in between. So, it's a nice in between bikes getting yeah. off a small bike and getting onto a a two fifty F type deal, right? So, are you, are you and, and it's a, it's a really good engine. Like it, it's a it's a mini two fifty F engine. You know, it's there's, it's high quality, so so it's not a bad bike for for people you know that that aren't you know don't want, don't necessarily race. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, before we go, let's take one more phone call here. Uh, Jacob, what's up? How are you? Hey, how's it going, Steve? What's up? Hey, so I heard you talking about that story about at Loretta's how you rebuild the dude's Honda. Yeah. I had a similar story, actually. In 2011, I bought a 2011 KX250F first year fuel injection. I was super, it was a great bike. But eight hours into owning the bike, I was at Dodge Amateur National. I don't know if you know what that is. No. Yep, Sacramento. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, Lars knows. Uh, yeah, I was there, and my rear shock and my second moto literally grenaded, just completely tore apart. We took it to, like, works connection, I think it was, and uh-huh. they disassembled it, and they were just like, dude, it's totally torn apart, like, you need a new shock. They were right next to the Kawasaki support truck. Mm-hmm. We took the bike over there. They were like, they they had a 2012 KX250F, like, display bike, and yep. they tore the shock off that and gave it to me. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was a cool story. No, yeah, about, absolutely. Uh, about sport like that. Yep, and that's that could be Lars this weekend, Cal Classic, ripping off shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thanks. Uh, all right, Lars. Thanks, man. Appreciate RoostMX.net uh, bringing you Lars Lindstrom. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, Lars. Yeah, yeah. No problem. That was fun. See all you guys. Right. See you. Uh, Lars Lindstrom on the show. Let's get to Peter. Peter, you got a suspension question? What's up? Uh, yeah, but before that, let's talk about Mark's hacking websites because oh, okay. the, web- the website he hacked was on J-Law's Shroud. It was called, like, MX Online Tournaments. Okay. And basically what happened was we had, like, a motocross of nations race on there, like a bunch of teams. Okay. On and this, on what, MX Online or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you play, like, MX versus ATV Reflex. Yeah, okay. You, you do all these custom lobbies or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And our team got screwed over because, uh, I don't know, people lagged out. So then Marks hacks the website. He gives me administration and, all like, a whole bunch of buddies. <laughs> and we basically just changed the whole website. Like, that's what the whole hack was. Marks. To where it was, like, you couldn't even click anything or anything like the, that. You were upset, Marks, at this guy, these guys, right? The, the Whatever they were doing, they weren't coming through? Or what were they doing wrong? I don't know. You know, you can't verify, you can't deny, confirm or deny. <laughs> you can't confirm or deny any of this. Um, you know, no. Sinjin nope. actually used to race on this. Yeah, Sinjin brought that story up on the air. I think Sinjin blew me out. Yeah, yeah. He, he tried to. He's like, "Hey, will you? I'll PayPal you if you like teach me how to go fast." <laughs> Listen, Sinjin. we were, we rode. We were like 
you had teams on this website. Uh huh. You were like part of a team. Like Davy Millsaps sponsored a team. Okay. Because he was buddies with somebody. Yeah. J Law had a team. <laughs> We were on J Law's team. We were basically just doing what we thought J Law would have wanted us to do. So, oh, I see. Right. So you yeah, see yeah. where we're going with yeah, this? I see that? Yeah. I yeah. feel like we were. I feel <laughs> like we were headed in the right direction. Uh, I can't argue with that. It really, it makes sense to me. Yep. Um, all right. What else? Um, so the suspension. So I just bought a new Cowie 250F, and I know they put um, harder forks sp- or stiffer fork springs. I don't know. I'd be and... Kiefer's department, but yeah. All right, Kiefer, this is for you. Okay, go ahead. So. Um, I wrote it like two or three times, didn't mess with any of the clickers, just trying to break it in. And then one day I went to go mess with the clickers, and my rebound clicker is seized. Like, it won't go soft or hard. What what bike is this? It's a 2017 KX250. Brand new. Yeah, I've seen some of the adjuster C's in brand new bikes before. It's not uncommon. Um, you might have to take it to your, your local suspension shop, and they'd have to put a new, like, rebound adjuster inside that thing. Fork or shock? Okay, I didn't catch that. Shock. Fork or shock? Fork. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a, and it's on. It's a 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I've never seen it on that bike per se, but I have seen it on other bikes, and it's usually just like you say, like a seized um, adjuster that just gets locked inside there, and you just got to get a new one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I had to pop something off and just. Well, is, will yeah, will Cowie cover that? Would would they cover it? I don't think a 2017 they would. No, anymore. they'd just be like, sorry. Because yeah. I mean, it depends. You know, I mean, he says how many hours on it, but you know, they're not going to take his word right, for right. it. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I was just asking. So, all right, buddy, that's uh, it. All you're, right, you're screwed. Well, thank you. Well, hey, take it to Race Tech. Call Race Tech. Yeah. What do we get? Ten percent off? More than that, I think. It's twenty. Uh, okay. Yeah, bro. So mention Pulp MX. Call Race Tech. They'll hook you up. It's probably not that expensive, right. dude. If no. that's all you want to fix. Yeah, no. Tell, tell, yeah, tell them I'm, I'm gonna have to put softer springs in it, anyways, because I'm only 145. Softer spring. And this is a 2017 2DF, so spring, yeah, you're looking right. on that SFF spring. Life. Just one spring. In that. Well, yeah, because and then the preload, like that, that's weird too. It's <laughs> a tough fork to dial in, dude. I'm telling you. I, yeah. I had a suspension guy tell me, listen, it doesn't matter, Peter, because you know you're not racing supercross and motocross, but. I had a top-level suspension guy tell me that was the worst fork that was ever designed in the history of forks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Just they just yeah, like it's too I big of a spring. Settle it's, into a rut. Yeah. Like that's my problem. Like it yeah. wants a bounce. You're, you're, the uh, the best thing you could do that preload adjuster is your best friend. Just start cranking on that sucker. All right. So if you want to go softer, try softer on that preload. All right. Thanks, buddy. Sweet. Thank you, guys. Later. Thank you. Uh, Mike, what's going on, man? What's your question? How much? Um. So this is probably for Keith or more than you, Steve. Sorry, but bullshit. I'm redoing a RM two fifty two stroke. This is uh, two thousand four. This is oh. Steve's question. Oh, then. so I didn't rebuild three <laughs> bikes from the eighties and nineties from scratch. Oh, okay, well, cool. I mean, mine's from oh four, so it's a bit newer than what you got. I'm gonna hang up on you, Mike. <laughs> you did one. Careful, Mike. You're on thin ice. You are, Mike. Go ahead, though. <laughs> no, hey, what are some must haves on it? Like I. I did the frame. I powder-coated the frame. I have a Bill's pipe. Um, just had my suspension done. What else? Like, what are some cool things that you can do to them to make them This is a 250 two-stroke, correct? Yeah, and it's going to be my – I've raced it the last two years. I sold both my four-strokes and started racing this thing. Yep. And it's like, all right, if I'm going to keep doing this, I really need to, to dump some money into her because she was looking a little rough. Did you look into a V-Force reed cage, that thing? I already got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, like, 
best mods for that thing is what you just did. Pipe, silencer, reed cage. Those things are so crisp, dude. And if you have yeah. the right jetting specs. It sucks I don't have my my little notebook here from my house, but I have some jetting specs um, from that bike uh, at home. Right. So if you email me, I can probably get them to you. Sweet. Yeah, and I listened to your uh, that used bike thing that you did. Yeah. And I was hoping you'd say something about the RMs, but... I think you actually did, but you said 2000, maybe, or something like that? Yeah, an older one than that, correct. What about, uh, um, like, triple clamps and stuff like that? Does does that affect any performance parts, or, or is it a performance part, or is it just a looks part? That's uh, a looks, but it also, you know, it's going to affect your handling of the bike. So, with that year bike, um, I would actually run stock clamps, unless, you know, you want some bling on there, then you can do that. But for handling purposes, I would just keep the stock offset and stock clamps. Sweet, yeah, that thing handles like a dream. Yeah, don't screw with it then. If you like it, don't don't fuck with it so much, you know? <laughs> for sure. Well, sweet. Well, thanks for taking my call, guys. All right, see you, Mike. Bye. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Steve feels about it. I'm not even talking to Mike. <laughs> Daniel, what's up? Another question for the Mr. Chris Kiefer, the smartest guy on the earth, I guess. Oh, boy. What's up? Yeah, so a couple, just a couple of questions for Kiefer. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, and one for you and Steve later. Oh, yeah, okay. I I built one of those two 70s, uh, Yamaha 270s, uh-huh. that Jake Black normally does. Yeah. And I know that you, when you were at Riders, you were pretty happy with it. I love it. I love the bike. Yep. My question is, what they do after they, you know, post it on the magazines, they show it on videos and things like that. What do they do with the bikes? Uh, usually it goes back to Jay, and Jay sells them. Um, so yeah, some of those bikes that we do that are project builds go back to either a, to the manufacturer and they sell them internally or whoever helped us build it, such as Jay. And then he usually turns around and selling them. So that's usually what happens. Okay. And how come I haven't seen one of those, uh, or much of those built for the, on the KTMs, the newer KTMs? I yeah. think that that bike will be the perfect yeah, I would say too. You get a big bore in the KTM would help that more, you know, get some more bottom in out of that bike. But I think uh, people that buy KTM 250s are more of a younger crowd. I think uh, more vet people, vet guys, older guys buy a Yamaha, and uh, that's why I think that's why you see more big bores in that kind of realm with Yamaha and Suzuki and Cowie. He's got a point. You don't see that much uh, in in KTM's. No. Yeah, yeah you're right. And and that's that's I think it will be the perfect the perfect bike. I I love mine, and 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 I rode the just a stock KTM two fifty, and those bikes are fast just the way they are. Yeah, need more bottom. And 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 so if you have the two seventy with all the bunch of stuff that you know they do with the porting and ignition and all that stuff, that would be awesome, an awesome bike. Yeah, and be expensive though. It, it, tell me about it. I spent a lot of money on my my Tucson Yamaha, but I, I said, well spent, money well spent. Yep. You 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 can feel. I did the whole build myself. Nice. And I was, and I was just uh, feeling which each part, how the bike was progressing. Perfect. And 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 I was just getting to the point like, forget about the 450s. You're, they're they're wearing you out, and and this bike just. Got the same characteristics, and it's just, uh, you just easy and fun. You, you haven't ridden the 18 RMZ, Daniel. I, that's your biggest problem. You never rode one of those. It's like riding on air. That's that's probably that's probably one of my biggest problems right now. Yeah, I 
I definitely can see that. Yep, absolutely. Yep, RMZ, join but, the RM Army. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Well, my, my last question for for you, Steve. Yeah, I know that you, um, I can I can tell you have some kind of special personality. Yes, it's very special. <laughs> yes, very special. Yes. <laughs> so I was just my question. My question is. If you remember the day that you you stop giving the giving shit about it, whatever they think about what you say and what you do, if uh, you remember the day that happened and and or the circumstances around it. No, no, I don't think I've always been kind of a loudmouth, opinionated guy my whole life. Uh, I've never shocking. I never really. I, I was always a class clown in school, always making jokes, always uh, getting kicked out of class. Not always, but a lot. I also uh, didn't work well uh, with like a, a guy who had like a, a boss who had a lot of authority. Like, a, if you were a dick boss and yelling at me, I didn't. We did not work well together uh, my whole life. Um, Could be a dick. So I just I think I've, I've been like that kind of my whole life. You know, I don't know. I just like, but Kiefer knows me. Like, I'm not serious. I'm serious. It's dude. Honestly, it's, it's tough at times because I'm trying to be serious and Steve isn't. Like, I'm not really, like... Yeah, he's I, really just chill you know, out, happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, but. like, I don't really... Like, I'm passionate about things and I have an opinion, but it's not like I'm, like, unflexible and just... Or inflexible and just, you know, this asshole guy. But I, I don't know. I put on a show for the radio audience, too, you know? I know. I cannot... I, I cannot I I tell that as, the more you listen... I mean, the more I listen to you, mm-hmm. I can tell that uh, a lot of things you say... It's just for show, and as and the more you listen, you you start appreciating the way you're saying things. Yeah, I mean, and, but the first time it's kind of shocking. Yeah, when you start. You know, I remember the first time when I was listening to you and say, "What is going on with this guy? Where what was?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. So, some people who don't but, know me that well, like they're like, "That guy's a dick." Like I've had buddies of mine be like, "That guy thinks you're a dick because you just made a smart ass comment." You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." I the thing know. with Steve is the things that he says. Usually, what you would say to your buddies that you've known for a couple of years, Steve will say the same right. shit to a guy yeah. he just met five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And he just said it. He just like that's, and and again, I I identify a little bit with that because I get I get you know I'm 47, and then the older you get, the more straight to the point you want to yeah, be. The less and, fucks you give. Yeah, yeah. exactly. R- right. Yeah, I'm at the point where this pulp thing is actually doing pretty well, so I can kind of say what I want to say. It's like, whatever, you know? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call. Thank you. No, no problem. Thank you, and, and I appreciate the time. And, Kiefer, I send you an email. If you get a chance, just read it. I would like to As always, to I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. Daniel Lopez. Just check it out. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank, thank uh, Daniel, thank you for calling. Show. Hey, what what what, what, what uh, this Maximal guy that won? Mm-hmm. What do I want to tell him he wants? What, what, what? Uh, premium for 1040. That's it. It's just um, petroleum-based oil, yeah. not synthetic. Um, all right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Honda World Downey. I'm happy to say, mm. besides myself, uh, that is using Honda World Downey for all their Honda needs uh, over the 5 freeway and 605 freeway meet, over 1,000 new Hondas in stock. Negotiations between the Seven Deuce Deuce and Honda World Downey are ongoing. What's that mean? We could be seeing the Seven Deuce Deuce ditching the Ranger, rolling in a Ridgey. Good for him, dude. If he can get a Ridgey, I think he's he's not going to get a free Ridgey, is he? I don't know. Negotiations, bro. Dude, we'll see if they can. They can, we we'll see if it can come to fruition. But 
Full Honda everywhere. Honda World Downey, 30 minutes anywhere from L.A. Uh, we thank those guys for coming on. If you need a new or used Honda, go down there, mention Pulp MX. You get a free first-time oil change and uh, also a killer deal from the guys there, including Steve and everybody down there at Honda World Downey. I feel like uh, that's misleading. Why? What do you mean? 20 minutes from anywhere from L.A.? 30 minutes anywhere from L.A. That's misleading. Uh, probably L.A. County, right? The traffic, dude. Yeah. Take it up with them. Uh, here's an email before we get to the btosports.com tweeted Travis segment. Billy sent this in. Steve Mathis, here it goes. So my name is Bill, and I live in rural PA, and you are my hero. This is the greatest email ever. Okay. Not in a superhero, save the world from the brink of destruction sense, but more like a make-a-wish, want-to-meet kind of way. Wow. My cousin turned me on to Kiefer Tested. Okay. I listened to his early pod about suspension settings, which led me to the Pulp Show. I have never heard of a podcast before, and after hearing what you and Kiefer were about, my mind was shattered. Rural PA doesn't have much to offer in the way of moto. For a wide open state, there aren't many places to ride. Couple that with the fact the last two or three years, all my moto friends have given up the sport. I currently own two bikes and one supermoto bike. My wife has a CRF 150, speaking of Lars, and loves riding with me. We used to ride together in high school, and that carried us into this wonderful marriage we have now. That's cool. I know you would appreciate that. Yeah. But anyway, our passion still exists for the sport, but I've lost my true outlet with friends dropping off the map. Your show has filled this empty part of my soul. Wow. I download every pulp and Kiefer tested pod and listen to everyone. I don't even listen to music anymore, just your pods. I love the raw content you have to offer. The personality of the show makes me feel as though I'm in the room. It feels familiar, yet exclusive, and I am so grateful that you have created this to enjoy. Was this written by my mom? Mm. I've never had the stones to call in, but man, I want to. I left my first voicemail about the dilemma of the tough blocks in the first turn. I recommended that Stank Dog stand in the corner of the chainsaw to, to dissuade riders from going too inside. Mm. I'm okay with that. Yep. Yep. Silly, yet an ode to your over-under idea. I have a point to all this. I like to hang inspiring things in my man cave garage, and if you find it within your heart, I would love a signed photo of you and Kiefer that I can put up. If you think I'm nuts, delete this email. I wouldn't blame you. Just know I'm either faithful and ever listening. That's cool. From Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That's right. Thanks for listening, Bill. That's cool. That's actually really cool about him and his wife. I like that shit. I really do. My name is Bill. I live in rural Pennsylvania, and you are my hero. That's all you needed. Let me just get that right (laughs) right now. All right, okay? (laughs) So we can take a picture. We can take a cool picture. Maybe that guy in the fucking corner over here could appreciate this. What Bill thinks, and be thankful that you're able to work with me every Monday night. Did I tell you the story about the pulp listener that I met? Be thankful. I'm Bill's hero. Well, Bill can. You're in the presence of a hero uh, every Monday night, and I'm sure I'm somebody's hero. So you should be thankful too. I don't think you are. You're welcome. Hero comes I'm Kiefer's hero. Your show has filled this empty part of his soul. To carry on. Hey, uh, went to Atlanta, right? Went to Randy's. Make a wish. He wants to meet me like a make a wish kind of way. Sounds gay. You can keep pushing your drops. It don't change. It doesn't change that he loves me. Great radio. All right, go ahead. Pulp listener. When, First, what are we do with this photo for Bill? Let's do a cool photo for him. All right. Well, I'm, so. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a, a cape and a superhero outfit. <laughs> no, that's not. That's gay. <laughs> Bill, Bill, I'm Super Bill's hero. All right. Um, Pulp listener, Pulp listener. emailed me. Emailed yeah. me and say, "Hey, this is kind of weird. I know, but I really would like 
I heard you and Randy are going to go mountain biking after Atlanta. Would love to go with you guys. And um, he he listed the reasons why he's not psycho. Mm-hmm. And I believed all of them. So we hooked up with the guy. Guy was totally cool. Very cool dude. So a Pulp listener went mountain biking with me, Randy, Heather, and his, Randy's buddies. And we had a good day. Randy's good people. Yeah, he's a great guy. <clears throat> Randy's good people. Love Randy Richardson. So the point I'm trying to make is you talk shit and make fun, but a lot of people Hold on. take the show really serious. Love this guy right here. That's for Randy. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, a, it's, it's time, everybody. It's time that my greatness is recognized more and more by all of you. <laughs> BTOsports.com, tweet it, Travis segment. Whether you're blasting a Berman, a UTV, or riding a dirt bike, or riding a mountain bike, or riding a street bike out there, BTOsports.com has got you covered. Use the code PulpMX uh, when you call, and uh, save hugely at BTOsports.com. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Michael on one has a, about a seat company he found to see if Kiefer has experience. Yeah, GutsRacing.com. <laughs> that is the only seat company that we have experience with that we like. Keep calling in for questions. Whether Steve it's, loves it. Whether it's a foam, whether it's a cover, a whole seat base, whatever. Guts Racing has got you covered, Michael. I'm not picking your phone Techno call. Techno cell. Hang up, dick. hang up now, Michael, and go to GutsRacing.com. All right. These questions submitted to at uh, Mech Show on Twitter. Short show tonight, by the way. That's fine. Uh, and uh, Marks picks the best ones and uh, lets us have it. And uh, I saw some good ones, and it, we'll see if he picks those ones, everybody. And Bill, I know I'm your hero. Thank and you. then a hero come. Heroes come in all shapes and sizes, Bill. Clearly. Oh, that, that's <laughs> fucked up, dude. What? That was low. You no. hear that shit over there? Look, at he's ignoring you. Okay, go ahead. Why is he ignoring me? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm busy. I'm busy with, with people. What, are you that, on I'm, the I'm, phone? I'm busy with people that like me. I'm trying to line up a guest, maybe. <laughs> All right, here we go. Is it true? This one's from Stephen Grenier. Is it true that Feld cut Filthy Phil's heat race interview short in fear that he would mention Pulpamex? Oh, I would love it. I, I, I hey, uh, uh, uh. if he mentioned Pulpamex, okay, which he was there was a there was a bonus for him. I wonder if they would cut it out of the replay. I'm just saying that much, huh? I'm just saying. Was there a delay? No, no, no not enough to cut it out on the live show, but. Really? Is it that much, you think? What? Hate? Uh, someone mentioned my name about the Nets and was told never mention that guy on the show. Never mention his name. On Supercross Live? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Do you like my tweet to you? They're killing time there. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. So that's the kind of, that's, that's the kind of thoughts Blame. that they have. They, they, they don't want to, you know, just do not mention my name. So how is it that you get credentials every year? Well, what are they going to do? Not credential me? I mean, I'm an official media guy. Yeah, but they could. Not credential me would be the worst thing they could do. What, what if I really... Like, go back, everybody, and go back and hear what I said about them or what I wrote, and tell me if it's really out of line. Because I could be out of line. I got some things tucked away that I would love to bring up that I'm like, you know what? That's not that cool. Not going to do that. It's not what you bring up as far as your rants, as far as what's wrong with, this, with what they do. I think sometimes it's how you deliver it. Yeah, well. I know, and, and that's just you, but I'm just saying, I think that's maybe some of yeah, it. Yeah, well, Bill doesn't have a problem with it, so. 
All right. This one's from Todd Krieg. Kiefer, I listened to your tested podcast about tires. Awesome job. See, Kiefer is Todd's hero. Hero. Nope, that's not along. It's not true. You didn't say that. Will you be doing a podcast about testing the quote-unquote other kind of rubbers, discussing mounting methods and wear and tear? Yet. Asking for a friend. Ooh. Uh, Todd, Steve and I are working on something. Or Steve's going to buy me something to use um, that's going to be a Kiefer tested. And we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be similar to what he's talking about. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Did I, I see will. something about this on Twitter earlier today? Mm-hmm. Mm, possibly, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Yes. That is coming. Uh, this one's from Jimmy Roy for Kiefer. Do you know whatever happened to the CMC Golden State Series or CMC TransCal Series in SoCal? I used to drive from Vegas to race each of them 10 years ago-ish. Have they been renamed? No. Uh, CMC um, bailed Stu Peters. I think I think I want to say he sold it to someone else at one time, and then it went defunct. So um, it's sad because, man, I, I'm sure Steve can talk about this. CMC Golden State Nationals was like huge. And brought out every single rider. It was kind of almost like what you see at the European preseason races where all yeah, the riders show up. That's kind of cool. what, what it was like. They were cool. Yeah. But yeah, that, he used to own Sunrise, Stu, and CMC way back in the day. But then they sold that off or, or something happened. And uh, yeah, Sandra, Stu, and then Mark, they always just kind of did their own thing. I think they sold off the, the business. It's sad. We don't have any. It's sad because we don't have any. But really... you know what? If they were around right now, um, if they were around right now, uh, no, the riders wouldn't rise it, race it like they did back in the day. That's they're what I'm they're saying. They're not allowed to. There's not as many. There's CRC, CMC, NMA, all these things that we could go race. And there's not that many local sanctions that are doing mm-hmm. anything now. Yeah. All right. This one's from John Ronald. Steve, on a pulp show in 2011. You mentioned that Kevin Windham mentioned to you that they should put up nets in the turns. Have you been taking credit for his idea all along? Mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, you know, maybe subconsciously, maybe, I mean, someone's got it. Um, someone told me they listened to a show from the 2010 and I was ranting about nets or something. So, I mean, I took it from the foul balls and hockey. Like it wasn't like I came up with this brilliant idea about nets. I'm like. There it is. Did you, did you just say foul balls in hockey? No, foul balls and hockey. Oh, they said foul yeah. balls in hockey. No, foul balls and hockey. Because they have, you know, from baseball and hockey. But I, no, I don't think I really, I mean, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't think so. But whatever. Sure. This one's from Randy, Randy Murray. Why did Mike LaRocco end up leaving Geico? And where was Eric Kehoe at that? He could just slide right into the manager seat. Kehoe was out of the sport. I don't know what he was doing. Hanging out. His wife had some health problems and stuff, so he stepped away for a little bit. So he, they brought him back. LaRocco, uh, he got let go at, at Geico. He, you know, they wanted to change a little bit. I don't exactly know the whole story. So they brought they slid Dan over. I think they wanted somebody a little bit more technically inclined at Geico with the new bike and everything that came out. And Dan, Dan certainly has a ton of experience building motors and on the dyno and everything. And Mike was an ex-pro racer. So I think they wanted somebody a little more technically involved. This one's from... Dexterity. Will we ever see Covington and Sinai come race U.S. outdoors? And if so, how well do you think they would do? Uh, Covington, I heard, was coming next year. He ages out, I think, of MX of MX two. That's be a good reason for him to come back. I heard he was coming back, but uh, I don't know for sure. 
Senyai, I think, will will but, stay a little bit because yeah. he's starting to to do good. So he's going to be there for a bit. He uh, he tore his ACL. Oh, he did. So nah, yeah, he's going to try to ride without it. But like you know, in Italy, he did uh, week before the race before. That's when he did the best. Yeah, he got like second yeah. or third. Bummer for him. This one is from Tom Townsend. Is there animosity towards Wygant because he did a podcast with Ryan Dungey, and that's why Daniel Blair did the Seattle Review Pod instead of Weege? Exactly. Exactly. Tom's on to something here. Fired Wygant. No, Wygant was at a GNCC all weekend. He said he barely watched the race. So he's like, I'm out. Uh, someone replied to Tom and wants to know, did Dungey call Weege buddy? Oh, I don't know. I didn't listen. I did on the way up. No. And did he call him buddy? No. See you next week, buddy. Yep. See you next week, buddy. God, Dunge hated me. Dunge hated me, but he had to talk to me every now and then. So crazy. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know what it is? Because our sport is so stupid, like we talked about with the HEP guys. Our sport is so stupid and so high schoolish that I was hanging out with Cali guys a lot. And so I was RV guy. So right? you're designated that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He hates me. He hangs out with the Cali guys. It's like, I don't really care. Like, whatever. Right. But that's how we are. We're high schoolish. So. This one's from Jojo Manice. How does Dirtworks get all their equipment around the country? Do they rent at no, every event yeah, or haul rent, everything in? No, they rent at every event. Uh, this one's from Charlie. What do you guys think about Moto Dubs on Instagram? And do you have a favorite one? I don't know what you're talking about. Hashtag yeah, gay boy. I don't know what he's talking I know about. what he's talking about. I don't follow the account, but I got um, a shirt. He makes like little funny sayings and shirts and stuff. And he sent I me don't... a shirt with track snack shirt. It's like okay. a Scooby-Doo truck. You've never seen it. He does like the voiceovers on the... Okay. I don't find, like, I don't find that that funny. I was in one. Someone showed me. Is that the one where they put my, me and Carmichael, I think? There's, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with Carmichael yelling at you. You're taking other people's art, quote unquote, and turning it into something funny. Like, that's the problem in today's world. Like, you just grab anybody's shit and you don't got to pay for it. You, don't got, you can just do whatever you want with it. Like I don't understand that. Like I don't. What's really the NFL get that one that's out that have the NFL bad lip reading? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Same, I don't, same, listen, same kind of thing. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm a loser. I'm, I'm Bill's hero, but I don't find that stuff that funny. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Am, am I bad? I don't know. You're a little angry, but fine. no. But is it hilarious? Is it I, funny? See, I do like some of. It's funny, like with the Marvin, he's on the podium, and then they, that shit's funny to me. <laughs> that one was really good. I think that's funny. That's one of his best because ones. some of the stuff that he's saying, the guys, oh, you know, okay, it's, but, it's true. But like, if it's you're funny. Marvin, but if you're Marvin, yeah, you find it that funny? Yeah, you laugh at yourself, man. You can't take it seriously. Yeah, Fuck I it. mean, I mean, it's whatever. Okay, it's not. That, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I can see why you wouldn't think it's that funny, and that's fine. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know the there's the ones with the lips. The faces, yeah, 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 and there's lips yeah. going on. Uh, yeah. Sorry, man, I, I don't, I don't see yeah. it. I don't see it. That's a different dude. Dif- yeah, yeah, different no, dude. but I'm saying that, that kind of stuff. The where same I'm like, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm like, eh, like you're. It's a little, it's a little like um, uh, stereotypical, like making a heavy stereotype of a guy. Right. Like I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Listen, I'm not saying like I'm not being PC police here. Like whatever you want to like is fine. But I myself, Steve Mathis, Bill's hero, does not find it that funny. And you are very PC, so... Yeah, I'm totally, yeah, totally. So, whatever, I mean, so no, I saw the Moto Dub with me in it, because somebody attached me, but I've never seen another one. I, I like MX Fails, though. That's also great. That's just straight up crashes, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, this one's from I Love Jim Hawley. 
Is the Steve Mathis Cup still a thing? And if so, do the trainers race too? Team bosses, maybe? No, trainers race isn't happening. Nobody seems interested in that. Uh, Steve Mathis Cup, uh, A-Ray beat Clayson. <laughs> so he gets it again. Uh, by the way, our buddy Cade got third. He'll get third this weekend in Canada. Who got protested? Uh, Tyler Medaglia got protested. And I talked to Galdi, and he said he did cut the track off the start. Not on purpose or whatever. I don't really know. It wasn't like... Tyler was like, ah, screw it. You know what I mean? I don't know what the circumstances behind it. Okay. But Galdi said, yeah, he cut the track. He gained an advantage. So looks like Clayson will get moved up to third. Oh, good for he rode pretty well, I guess, for first time out. Yeah, so that's good. He that's our buddy. Anybody Hashtag, talk about Savachi cutting the track Hashtag again? free Kate. Uh, I did on my review pod. Oh. What are you doing, Joey? <laughs> what are you doing? You crash. You're in between a lane. And you just get up and keep going the way your bike is facing after you just got penalized last year. Like, same exact thing. Dude. Dude, can we talk about Dude. him for like two minutes? Okay. What the fuck is up with him? You sound he, like John Malkovich in Rounders. What <laughs> the fuck? He, Paid the man. So good rider. Love watching him ride. Dude always makes mistakes and crashes and blows it. He won a race this year, but after that, it's been mistake after mistake after mistake. Crash. Um, gets passed and crash. I'm just like... What is going on? He is better than this. Like, I don't get it. Like, I thought he would be the guy besides Pleasanter for the championship. Anything? Anything going on in that camp? I, I don't know. I don't really talk to him. I don't think he likes me that much. Joey going to Joey. Yeah, Joey going to Joey. I just, he got penalized in the heat for that move. And then luckily in the main. Oh, he did get penalized? Yeah, he did. He oh, got penalized. I didn't know. Joey was on the show before he was with Carmichael. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh. I never put that together. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, this one. Oh, that one wasn't done. P.S. Daniel Blair is a salty bitch and reported me, so now I love Holly, but he still sucks. I just wanted to finish that, so he goes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think that makes you a salty bitch to report on an account that, you know, says you hate the guy. Like, I, I, I don't know if that's cool. I don't remember what the account name was. It was I Hate Daniel Blair. Is that what, that's all yeah. it was? Yeah. It's, yeah. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Kiefer, what if someone had an I Hate Chris Kiefer account? I don't give a shit. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, this, this shit don't bother me. I don't care. This one's from Sean Ireland. Mathis, why are you so grumpy? Stop hating on everything except filthy. All right. Why well, are you so grumpy? I'm not grumpy. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm happy. This one's from Kenny Alderden. Will helmet fins and chrome visors ever make a comeback? I hope not. That's exactly what somebody said. Uh, the fins. Dude, the fins the were The Arrow so 2 sick. visor by Troy Lee Designs. Oh, yeah, no, that was a good. But that wasn't chrome. That was just no, but that was the. Yeah, they yeah. had chrome in that yeah, line. Yeah. That was bitching. Um, the fins, when MC came out with a fin, it was pretty much a must have. I got it. <laughs> it was a must yeah, have. So did I. Yeah. I even like did a flag on the back of my It didn't even match either. Oh. I got like a nasty color and just put it on there. <laughs> Stupid. I got the one with the light. Yeah. You, oh, you did? Yeah. Dude, you must have had money because that was expensive. <laughs> and now and now knowing I got it for what, Christmas, hey, I think. And now we know knowing what we know about concussions and like kind of Yeah. I don't know if those things help by digging in the dirt or if and they make your roll real quick. Right, or maybe they broke off or whatever. I don't know. They, I don't think they were on there very good. Yeah. Um that was it for tweets. Oh stop it. Yeah. You left like three or four really good ones out. Oh, I did? Hero you should bookmark those so that when I miss them, yeah, well, you have them ready. You see what? You see what I, I pay the guy, uh, Kiefer, and then pay the man. I, I just get attitude. Like he's an employee, and then he yells back at me. It was, it was merely a suggestion. 
You looking for more? Is that what we're doing? All right, before we go. He's saying there's a couple good ones I missed. Before we go. Before we go. Talk. <laughs> can Kiefer elaborate more on the altar in the muddy conditions since Steve shut him down after 30 seconds? You know, for as much as if you bark before interrupting and hanging up, you interrupt too. I do. Okay. But it's your show, right? So I guess can... my show. We got right. to keep going. Right. We got to, you know, we got to keep, keep moving. And then when you're not interested in stuff, he says, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah. that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, is that right there? Is, you know he's fucking over whatever I'm saying, and he'll just move it Here's along. Here's a guy who hit up a new, hit up BTO Sports for an exhaust for his new RM Army. Nice job. And then he used a Kiefer code at Ride Engineering. Thanks, man. That's there you cool. go. Was um, that in the tweets? Thank you. Yeah. That's not a question. Mm, it's not. It's not. Um, but it's a plug. It's a plug. <laughs> what else? Uh, hey, so before we go on the show, uh, thanks to... Um, Thanks to Filthy. Thanks to AC. Thanks to uh, Lars. Uh, Lars. Thanks to Cedric Subaros. Thanks to Dustin Pipes for all coming on the night. Thank you guys for listening. Um, filthy. I said filthy. Oh. You racing. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? I'm racing when I feel like it. So you race this Glen Helen vet race. Okay. Which was great. Okay. Marks, you make a living with your hands at, at a computer, correct? You're typing all day, code and whatever the fuck, hacking yes, websites and everything, right? that's correct, yes. Okay. Would you go on the weekend and decide to put your hands, like, underneath, like, a guy with a hammer? Just Yeah, because that's like, so similar. Like, like you got to protect your hands. That's what makes your money, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Okay, just checking. Would you do anything to endanger your hands unnecessarily? Nope. Probably not. No. Right? Yeah. Okay. Can I give you an analogy? So Kiefer wants to keep racing. Like he he's had a terrific <laughs> career in the sport as a pro. He's done a great job. Oh, yeah, so terrific. He he did a great job. He tests for a living with six or seven companies, a few I can't even name mm-hmm. because they're secret tests. And that's what how he makes his living is riding his dirt bike. That's how he makes money. So he wants to. It's over for him. Like he's not getting a factory ride. It's right. done. Yeah. He wants to go out and race these races. Okay. Uh, Two stroke race. He knocked himself out. Didn't for days and was he's, he's never been the same. No, that was Vet National. Vet National. Oh, that was last year. Okay, two stroke race. He also knocked himself out at. No, I didn't. Okay, I never read before the Vet National. You hurt yourself at a race again. Yeah. Thank you. So three times. Okay. Okay. So knocked himself out of Vet race. He's being very coy, but he he hurt himself at another race. Uh, maybe before the two stroke race or something. The last time he raced, he hurt himself. Uh huh. And then this time he's at the Vet. We'll race at Glen Helen, racing with McGrath, which we all know that didn't happen. But he's racing. <laughs> he's, he's racing Jeremy, okay. And some guy, like you know, he hauls ass. He's a great rider. And some guy uh, just gets whiskey throttle. Some squirrel, throttle? Some squirrel like, right? yeah. They gets whiskey throttle. Got whiskey. When I cut, cut across track. Oh, he was from another lane. It was way over here. Oh, I didn't even know that part. Yeah, I thought you were lapping him or something. Okay, so he comes from another lane. No, not another lane, but all the way across from the other. Side of the track, overshot a jump, lands in a braking bump. The bike shoots across the across the track long ways and cuts me off. Okay, and now he can't ride for two weeks, and maybe three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, now his testing is on hold. Yeah, he's not making money. He's not testing. Like, dude, like you can't stop racing. Oh. Stop racing. Like, let me know when you're done. Like, so I can you are you're you're you make your living riding a dirt bike. And you just keep getting hurt when you're racing. You can't afford to get hurt. Heather needs stuff. Aiden needs things. Oreo needs dog food. Like, you got to make money. Stop it. Let it go. Right. You're done. Okay. Also, stop driving cars. 
And yeah. Okay. Stop racing. Are you ready for my rebuttal to this? You ready? Mm-hmm. Look at me when we're talking so I don't see your fucking phone right there. Mm-hmm. I love dirt bikes, as you know. Yes. I love, I still love racing. It's I'm not racing every single weekend. I race maybe five to ten times per year. It's races that are relevant, that are fun to do. I race good dudes. It uh-huh. keeps my name out there. It shows people that I can ride a fucking dirt bike. I get to meet pulp people that you don't get to meet because you don't go to a fucking motocross track. Um, now, now I don't go to a motocross track. I've been... Not a one that people oh, go to now get I ride. Don't go, now I don't go to the right one. Okay. Before it was, I didn't even ride. You go now to the, I you finally go to ride, a sh- and now I don't go to the right You're tracks. You're so big now. You go to a private ride day at your homeboy's track out in the desert. You won't even go to an open public day and Western ride. Western Speedway, everybody. Western Speedway. Okay. He doesn't want to be hassled. So, yeah, exactly. Thank you. I like uh, talking you think I to want people. Guy, you think I want guys like Bill around? <laughs> I like talking to people. I love competition. I'm still competitive. I feel like I'm still good enough to race at these events. You I'm are, not, but it's not working out, bro. You just keep getting hurt. I've, I've like, gotten hurt twice. Three times. I just, this I just t- Was it my fault? I just laid out three times. Was it my fault? It doesn't matter. Of course it's not your fault. You're a great rider. You're not going to make mistakes. But unfortunately, somehow you keep getting hurt. So let's say this. Like, let it go, bro. Marks isn't putting okay. his hands in a meat grinder. You love riding dirt bikes, yes? No, I don't. I'm only Fuck doing this because of you. you. I'm only doing this because of you. <laughs> Holy shit. You are on me constantly. You're like fucking like. <laughs> about oh riding God. a dirt bike. And I just got, I just started riding to shut you up. Oh, my God. You going riding this Wednesday? No, high winds. <laughs> Holy shit. You Fuck. saw the weather warning. To be to be fair, that's legit. Okay. No, uh, he I saw did, the weather that warning. That is legit. That's 60 mile an hour. I get it. Okay. We were going to go. Yeah. But me, me and the Silver Fox. Here's the thing. I'm not going to live in a fucking bubble and just go to my test and then go home. That's how you make a living, bro. I understand that. I'm keen to That's keep That's how you make money. I make. You had to cancel. I how can many, get hurt doing that. You could. I can. But I can get I can get struck by a car going to check the mail. But you know what? I like my odds better by staying in the circle. Kiefer, we need to put a moto on this on this part. We need you to ride at a high level today. So we're going to do lap I really times. Don't care. Okay. So I'm riding 90% to do these lap times, so I'm still pinning it. you're out it. by yourself, for one. You're not with other dudes that are sketchy. This is the only time that some dude chopped my front end. Other times, I crashed on my own and got hurt. Just stop it. Stop no, racing. I can't. I will when I'm, when I'm ready. You're, JT's ready. He stopped. Okay? I'm, I'm, Randy, Randy Richardson, where would you like to weigh in on this? Well, here's the risk. Randy's still up. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Randy, don't, what are you doing still up? Hey, man, it's a pretty good show tonight. Uh, not too great. But anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, I told you I'm a fan. I'm always listening. And as Kiefer knows, I'll be up at 6 o'clock ready to go tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's true. He yeah. will be. Anyway, <clears throat> here's the thing. I understand the analogy, but but uh, he loves motorcycles. He has a passion for it. I love it, too. So let him ride as much as he wants, race as much as he wants, you know? He, he got to be smart, though, Randy. He keep, he's gotten hurt three times in the last, like, Two. five races that he did. Like, he, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well let's, well, let's do the math. Let's do the math then. If he's hurt three times in the last five races, then he and Brownie race for 24 hours. He'll probably get hurt six times. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> I just, he makes a living. He had to cancel a bunch of test sessions, you know, from getting hurt. Like, it's, these companies are going to be like, dude, you got to stay healthy. Like, He's got a wife. He's got a child. Like, he, he, dude, the, just the thing is, is you think racing is so much more dangerous than doing what I'm doing. It it's is. maybe ten percent more dangerous. Well, that's that's ten percent you can't risk. 
And here's the thing. Some of these same companies, would they'd like me doing this because it shows them sometimes I'm doing stuff for their products and racing. I'm still testing while I'm racing. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, Steve. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to hear it. Steve would be like, Steve, what if you, what if you somehow injured your mouth eating and you were unable to talk and do your show? <laughs> right. Well, I, I would not stuff don't take something. That chance, Steve. Don't take, hey, Steve. Don't take that chance. When I see, when I see like back. a massive sub, I cut it in half so I don't have lockjaw when I try to put it down there. You know, like I, I take. I take all the precautions. But what you're that saying, I need you can not... get hurt driving down the street, dude. You're, you're driving Dude, every that's day. It's hardly the same as dirt bike oh, racing. Oh, yeah, because there's with... so many safe freaking people on the well, road. Well, I mean, look, Kiefer, the record is is you've gotten hurt three times Two. in the last... Not three. Three times. Two. Three times, fool. I wish Heather was up so she could fucking hear this, but she's sleeping. So, anyway. Well, anyway. The point is, I love dirt bikes. The minute that I think I shouldn't race anymore, I will stop, and I will just do what I'm doing. But as of right now... I, I just... I care for you. Apparently, no one else does. And I care a lot for you, and I appreciate your friendship, I just, and I appreciate your advice. Don't hey, bro me. I, and I care for you enough, Chris, that I want to see you happy. Exactly. And if racing dirt bikes makes you happy, then that's what you need to do, buddy. Thank you. Thank oh, you, Randy. Here we go. Here we go. And you know what? My goal is now that Steve is on a dirt bike, my goal is to get him out to one race before oh, no. it all ends. My racing is over. One race. Nope. That's all I'm asking. Nope. To just have fun and get a gate drop. I don't. Even... I think you can go back and get that. Steve, honestly, I think with a little bit of effort and training, cut a few, cut that sub in half again, not just in half, but cut it in half again. Uh-huh. And I think you can go back and get that fifth Manitoba title. Uh, wouldn't that, that be Wouldn't that be something, Randy, if I flew up there for all summer to get that fifth title? Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Let me ask you this, Steve. Steve. Yeah. I don't like it when I talk to you and you're doing something else. You're looking at hockey pitchers. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. I'm just looking Look. at the poll that Mark's just put up. Is Kiefer being responsible, irresponsible by racing in his free time <laughs> when his living depends on testing, being healthy? Uh, yes, no more racing. I just voted <laughs> at Papa Mech Show on bitch. Twitter. Thank you, Marks, for that poll. Okay. Yeah. Listen. I figured to me. we should get another opinion. Yeah, sure. Why no. not? Stop kidding around for a second. Randy, did you hear that email? Listen to my question before you ask Randy a damn question. Hey. What? Hey, would you quit, hey I'm going to try to – got to get my readers on. I'm an old man. i got to get my readers on so I can go vote that, yes, he should keep racing. <laughs> okay, thank you, Randy. Phone. Okay, when you leave the track at your Western Raceway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. you load your RM Army up in yep. your Honda Ridgeline, yep. and you take your fly mm-hmm. gear off, mm-hmm. and you put your W shirt on, you climb in that Honda World yep. thing, and you're driving home. Yep. What do you feel like? Exhausted and angry. Bullshit. Yep. Do you feel like, oh man, I really am stoked that I rode that. Don't you feel like... Depends on how I have it. It's like a, a release. It, it depends on the day I have. Okay, yeah. Some days are shitty. Yeah. But most days are good, right? Yeah. You had one crash. Depends if the Silver Fox has cut me covered or not. Depends if I fall. Depends if it's windy. But yeah, hey, kidding. fuck off! Do you have a great time riding a dirt bike? No, I don't. I'm only doing it because of you, Kiefer. Right? I just want you to leave Li- me alone. People listening, he's lying. I just want you to leave me alone, please. So, um, that right there, what I just explained to you is why I still go racing when I feel like it. it I have these these just, spurts in me during the year that I feel like I have to go race because I'm still competitive and I want to go do these events. It's not like I'm 
Dennis Stapleton and I want to go travel to freaking Egypt and race, uh, you know, every weekend and go to REM. I don't have that in me because I ride so much. But there's certain times that I would just, love to do. Randy, race. he's been getting hurt ride, racing, you know. I mean, that's all. Wow. Just care for him. Uh, well, be careful because sixty-seven uh, percent of the people say you should keep racing right now. So uh, just be careful when you continue to race because that's your passion. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I was Costa Rica. Oh, it's phenomenal. Looked fun. Phenomenal. Yeah, it looked fun. How was Mother Absolutely Nature? I, 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 huh? Charge, life. Charge. 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 <laughs> we were charging. Ping, hey, uh, Ping and I were charging. We charged. The bad thing is now is in doing that on, on my stories, people that don't really know what that means think I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, right. y- yes, Randy, it's but the people, right. the people that do know love it. Like that was all. Like this. And, and, yes. hey, and it's 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 worth it to me, right? Right, right. So, uh, charge, charge. Yeah, if I get charge. ran over by a rhino, it's the risk I take. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to be out there in nature and charge life. Oh, it looked like it looked no like phenomenal. Fun. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal trip, uh, Costa Rica Unlimited, and and I, honestly, I think that uh, some of Chris and his wife Miel and some of their chase crew, I think they could probably finish. They could have swept the podium. Uh, in, in Seattle, in, uh, at the Supercross in Seattle, yeah, so they they showed us videos of them riding during the the, the rainy season there. Yeah, holy crap! Yeah, they're just so amazing. So anyway, yeah, did, phenomenal did, did, trip. Did Ping, did Ping rail on about the the right wing Republicans that could fix Costa Rica's government economy if they were only allowed to have Fox News down there? No, we didn't talk about politics. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Um, uh, it looked I like I fun. Do, yeah. see, I don't, I don't do that. Now we can argue about two strokes and four strokes right, all day right, long. Right. That, that actually matters. Politics, <laughs> that's kind of point. Yeah, really. I hear you. you know no, I, mean? I, I wish. Uh, man. I hear you. Um, well, thanks, Randy. Anything else on your mind? No, that's it, man. Just uh, enjoy the show as I always do. Um, thank you, Michelin Starcross Five. Everybody. Thanks, Randy, for sticking up for me. Oh, whatever. You knew Randy hey. was going to do that anyways. Yeah. Stick to, the, sure. stick to the track right, like glue. Have a great show. All right. Thanks, tell, Randy. Uh, tell Heather hello. Tell, tell Creighton hi. Will do, man. All, All right, right guys. See Randy Richardson, everybody from Michelin. All right, everybody. 83% said Kiefer should stop racing. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, all right. Ready? I'm ready. BTOsports.com. Helmets. Fly racing. Light hydrogen. Race tech suspension and engines. Gold valves. Vortex racing. Sprockets. Gear alloy. Blingin' wheels. Roost MX. Badass graphics. Vertex pistons. High compression, more bottom in. Well, we, we didn't look at the, what GP style. I'm going to look at that. Uh, X-Brand goggles. Clear Vige. Michelin Starcross 5. Sticky. Maxima USA. Best oil. FMF. Power. Works connection. Frame guards. Really? Frame guards. Go in there. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Remember they used to polish You could polish them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did it. I wonder if they still sell. They do. Yeah? I asked about them. They still sell them. They still sell them. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good, good job for Works Connection. Guys. And I came up with something for them to make, and they might make it and sell it. Oh, wow. I had an idea while I was cycling one day, and I called Ryan at Works Connection and said, dude, you should make this. And he's like, hmm. When I got a tour there last year, I told Eric about something that they should make. Did they make it? No. He said I was an idiot. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't get that yet, so I might still get that. Atlas neck brace. Protection. W wheels. <sighs> Just get Just Sturdy. Guts racing. Ribbed. Get data. Ooh, electronic. Electronic. 
Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to Swisscore, Moser. Look at Heather. Heather. Thank you, Heather. Um, Marks. Thank you. Thanks, Marks. Hey. Yep. I looked up GP style. Yeah. This is on the uh, look on up- Dennis Kirk for a Wiseco piston. Wiseco. Designed to withstand the demands of the Grand Prix circuit, thicker domes than the standard Pro Light pinned on centerline, no intake window. Oh, so like a little more durable piston, a stronger sounds, one. Sounds a little, like. little heavier, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. Heavier and durable. Can you look up doggy style? Thank you. On that note, uh, thanks note. to uh, Marks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kiefer, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Always fun. Thank you. See you in please, two weeks. Please stop racing. Yep, you'll be there in two weeks. Uh, thanks, Pookie. Thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, Michael Lindsay. In the co-host chair. Oh, that's week. coming next week. Michael Lindsay. All right. Get some heavy duty hot suspension talk. How long's the show gonna be? Eh, shorter than this one. This <laughs> Six one, hours. This one was pretty short though. So <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Great to be back. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to you. We will see you next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.